Not yet. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. How we doing, ladies and gentlemen? Behind the uh, black curtain. Make sure uh, you read that copyright disclaimer. Once and one time only. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get off your feet. We are back for another In The Pain podcast, Saturday edition, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Good morning. Good morning. Feels good to be uh, back. A little breakfast within the pain today? A little black. Got the Wawa coffee? Dude, I'm good, man. Hell yeah, man. Ready to rock. Dude, Wawa, for people who don't know, man, is probably the best thing that we have here on the East Coast. Yeah, it's a lifeline. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's... it's a it's a lifestyle, I guess. Yeah, it does. It becomes it, it takes a lot of your paycheck, that's for sure. For sure, dude. Uh welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh this Saturday morning uh rendition of In the Pain Podcast. Uh I'm your host, John DiCaprio, and we are here for the next what, about three hours and some change with Give some take, uh, yeah. with with this past week's how's my mic sounding, dude? I, I feel like it's like clipping a little bit, but sounds all right. Sounds all right. Sounds all right in the headphones, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, man. No Friday night show last night, man. Uh, just, you know, we were running into uh, some, I guess, personal um, endeavors, I guess, uh, so to speak. But nevertheless, we are back uh, better than we ever. We got the, uh, the skeleton crew today. Brandon's saying, what's up in the chat? Yo, How Brand. we doing, B, dude? We miss you, buddy. We do miss you, man. He's uh, taking a, a nice trip to Ohio. So safe travels today, Brand. Um, yeah, man. Uh, we got a great show lined up. Spotify, YouTube. Uh, I know we're not live on TikTok, but, you know, we do post clips to TikTok. And, uh, you know, Facebook, everywhere else we're live. What's up? Glad to be back. I got the shades on. So it's a new day. It's a, you know, it's a new me sort of thing. And uh, we're going to try So that, that that's what happened last night? Is that why you got the shades yeah, on? I was, yeah, I was the Too much of this? Too much. Yo, bro. No, for real, dude. <laughs> I liked all the lights and shit. Like, I can't today with the lights. <laughs> but, um, nah, man, it's good to be back. Uh, and joining me to the desk... We have Sir Mario holding it down. Back. What's up, everybody? Good morning, and uh, welcome in. We got a lot to cover today. Dude, this is exciting because this is the last weekend we have to suffer without football until Let's February. Fuck yeah. Let's Give it up it. for football, dude. Hell yeah. Football is back. College football is already back. Yeah. Football is back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, man. Uh, football starting. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of ridiculous, too, because we were on... We were streaming on TikTok, uh, you know, maybe like two months ago. And, uh, you know, we were graciously told to just not do any sports. They're like, yo, we like the show, but no Cut sports. Cut out the sports. Cut right. the sports out. Now, if, if you guys have been watching the show from day one, or even if you've been tuning in the last few months, you know one thing we like to cover on this show is our sports. Said sports. We love our football. We love all the major sports. We love our Philly teams. We like to throw that in, especially at the top of the, the show with your early topics. That's something we like to talk about. So you know what? To you people listening on TikTok, we're going to see if you guys are real listeners of this show because we are going to talk some football today. Fuck yeah, we are. Gotcha, bitch. Hell yeah, dude. Um, I can't wait, man. Um, Yeah, dude. You know, I was telling you kind of outside, and this is our first uh, show uh, here. Let me turn this light off real quick. Boom. Boom with a twenty percenter. Uh, this is our first show in September, man. So uh, yeah. give it up for September show. Hear it in. Uh, so is, is it time to break out the uh, Green Day memes yet? Oh, dude, dude. Uh, trending on Twitter the other day was uh, I think it was like "Wake Me Up" or something. I'm like, what the hell is this? I uh, click on it. It's like Billy Joe Armstrong. That's like, it. Oh, you fucking got me again, Twitter. 
But, it's um, funny too because that's such like a sad song. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. like the context behind it, 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 it's funny. Like when people make that a meme, right? Yeah, I, dude, I, I love like all our older songs that get memed. It's like ah, dude, <sighs> dude, I was there when it was. A hit. I, yeah, right, right. But um, yeah, man. So uh, first show in September, man. It's gonna be a good month. We have a busy month to uh, get to this uh, month, which we'll be uh, talking about here in just a moment. Um, so yeah, man, a jam-packed September, a jam-packed show today. Welcome in, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Um, yeah, man, we, we are pretty jam-packed this month, dude. Uh, just two short Very weeks. Very busy September. Two short weeks, man. We'll be taking the, uh, the what, 10-hour trip down to the Carolinas, man? Yeah, we got two shows now. Two shows, yeah, but, man. Yeah, we booked the second gig, so we're actually going to be in North Carolina on Friday night. Yeah, Mario, explain what we got going on. I'm going to pull this flyer up on the yeah, screen. Yeah, so if you want to, do you have both or do you have just the, the, the Brewstock one? Just the Brewstock. All right, well, that's okay because we have, so we did add a uh, last minute show on Friday night. We are going to be in North Carolina and then we are actually going to make our way down for Saturday, which is the main event we've had booked for months now. We are going to be playing Brewstock 2022 at, you know, and uh, here it is there. It's a flyer. So it's at uh, Benford Brewing in Lancaster, South Carolina. So that's the uh, QR code. If you guys are in the area and you want to grab some tickets, you know, hit that QR code and pick them up and come hang with us. Yeah, dude, scan scan it now. Uh, I'm never, I'm not too good with the QR codes, man, just because, I don't know, it's like my, my camera doesn't dude, capture it. you know my biggest pet peeve with the QR codes? What's that? Is when you go to the bar or a restaurant and they make you scan for the menu. Oh, dude, that's a pain that's, in the ass, bro. Like, <laughs> that's the worst. It's like, what are we doing here? Like I, I, yeah, dude. I at least put it on a screen, you know, the little screen where you can like pay. You, know, you can pay your bill, right? At least put it on there or something. Like if you're well, not it's an inconvenience. One, it's 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 very annoying. Well, think about if you're like an older, you know, person, and, and that's one thing we can all agree on. Right. with The boomer generation. Well, not even just boomers. Some boomers <laughs> no. are okay with the tech, but no. Oh, listen, I'm talking about. I, past I'm a boomers. millennial boomer. I admit it. You're a, a moomber. <laughs> I'm a moomber, as they would say. When it comes to technology, I know like the baseline to get by as somebody my age. And then nothing more, <laughs> nothing more. And the generation after us can run circles around me with that shit. You're right. Right now. Nah, but, you know, for the generation that, you know, I, I would say like 65 and older, man, just, you know, picture this, man. You're going out to an Applebee's, you know, you're 65. You want to take your husband or wife, you know, married for the last 47 years. And all you're used to is a standard paper menu that's laminated, simple, simple, looks good, feels good. You could see it. You could visualize you it. it. See, that's the other thing. It's, it's tangible. We talk about this with, like, physical media sometimes, too, even though it's going away. It's, right. it's tangible. You can exactly. Hold, you can hold an album. You can hold a, a movie. You can hold a, a menu. And that hits different. You it know does. what I mean? It, it, there's just something It's about a different it. experience. It's yeah, a whole different experience, dude, from from food to music to from, from anything, dude. Uh, you know, digital's great, man. Don't get me wrong. There's a, very, there's a lot sure, of convenience. a lot of value in it. But, I, you know, I feel like sometimes we overlook, uh, you know, some of the downfalls from, uh, you know, tech. And <clears throat> this is me sounding like a boomer now, but we overlook that for convenience. Well, it's true. I mean, we, we've kind of set ourselves up to be too convenient. Exactly. In some, some and that gets instances. dangerous. Now, in some instances, that's good. I mean, we've, we've improved and advanced as a society. But in other ways, like you said, it could be a dangerous, slippery slope. For sure, dude. But yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this, dude. Um, I'm gonna fix this light real quick. But Mario, uh, what I wanted to ask you, man, um, this is our first band trip, dude. Like, yeah, and this together. is a big one too. It's a big one. This isn't like New York or something like that. This is like a trip. Trip. We're, we're going to the South, bro. Yeah, get some good uh, good home cooking and uh, uh, all yeah. that jazz. Um, but no, man, I, I, I'm very excited, dude. Uh, wh where would this, I guess, 
for me, this this ranks, I think, at the top. It, it, I don't care if there's, you know, 50 people at the show. It for be, you, it's the experience of traveling, especially that far. Right. To play a, a what's supposed to be a pretty big gig. Right. And now we're playing two. Uh, no, granted, the first one is a little less. Uh, it's not a festival, but it's, it's more a, of like a small. I think it's a house show, actually. I'm yeah, it's pretty a house sure, show. Which is pretty cool. I mean, I, they're always fun. Right. Um, but no, what I wanted to ask you, where would this kind of rank? Because uh, I know you've been, you know, playing uh, shows and you pl- you played at a lot of really big venues. So where does this rank in? Uh, this, I guess this would be at the top for me. I mean, because I mean, the biggest shows that I've played have all been kind of local. I mean, we played the Vultures Lounge in Philly with the Crowley, and that was pretty big. Uh, we played at uh, Reverb in Reading, PA, which isn't too far either. That was a big show. Um, but this is this is definitely at the top for me, man, because this is. Like you said, we're going down south. We're traveling like ten hours. You know, this this is setting up to be a pretty big gig. I mean, there's, I saw there's like a radio station attached to it. There's little record labels. There's all these vendors. So it should be a big one, man. This this is definitely like I've been anticipating this for months. So I'm I'm stoked, man. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm, I do. I I can't wait for this, man. Um, you know, just like I said too, because it's it's the first time really traveling outside of the tri-state area. Uh, you know, to, you know, a show that is, uh, one, is, I mean, it's going to be, you know, it's a festival, but two, I mean, what do we like doing here on this show? I was going to say, who doesn't like drinking beer? Drinking beer and <laughs> we're, playing we're, music. Yeah, we're set, man. This is like tailor-made for our band. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting because this is like really my first taste of like, quote-unquote, touring. Right, right. I mean, you know, I haven't really had the luxury with bands in the past to really go out on tour, so this is kind of the closest thing I've had to that so far. So, I'm, dude, I, I can't wait. Yeah, man, it's going to be exciting. Um, here, I'm going to get our other flyer up here on the screen in just one moment here. Uh, so bear with me. Then I got to fix this. Well, we're going to we're going to dive into our first shot. Um, I'm sipping on some uh, some coffee this morning. I know you got the yeah. Wawa you know, coffee. you inspired me with the hazelnut creamer. Yeah, because oh, I because I drink my coffee black, hot coffee, and it's funny you you mentioned hazelnut because that's actually my favorite creamer at Wawa. Dude, hazelnut rips. So I was bro. like, you know what? I grabbed the little, the little, uh, the little carton. I'm like, I get that for John. Then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, we're doing a Saturday show. This is kind of a rare occasion. I'm gonna do a little rare occurrence of my own. I'm gonna get me some hazelnut. Well, you know, it's yeah. We're doing the Saturday show, and you're stepping out of your element. What, what's your usual uh, go-to? I guess creamer. What, like, what, or no, you just drink it black. I drink it black. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'll like at work, I make a pot of coffee and just fill my glass. Or my mug. See, that's a, yeah. that's surprising because you know I've been uh, you know over to your place and um, you know M she she always Loves, has the creamer. Always so. has the, the big thing of creamer, and there's always like two or three flavors in the fridge. Yeah. So we're, we're it's funny because I'm always buying a bunch of creamers that I don't even know what they taste like. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> that's got to be tough, bro. I, I would have to taste them. Yeah, I mean, I've tried a couple of, like, there was a, um, there was an Oreo one we got that was really good. That's probably Because, like, like, for me, creamer, like, I save that for when I drink iced coffee. Right. So, like, for me, hot coffee, I've always just liked it black. I mean, even when I go to the diner, like, to me, like, a black coffee with some eggs and, like, scrapple is, like, the perfect breakfast. That sounds super fucking boomerish, That's, bro. Dude, and it is. It, <laughs> yeah, it really it, is. It is, dude. This is, this is, this is what I was saying before. This is Moomber uh, Saturday. Dude, all you're short of, man, is uh, a newspaper and, like, a cigarette in the diner. And you could paint the image of, like, a 1940s You want to laugh? Oh, get, oh, sure. I've actually read a newspaper in 2022. No shit, dude. <laughs> what was it? So, um... Temple? Well, no. So, I actually... I had to take M to the Inspira in Mullica Hill, the hospital. Right. And, um... I was sitting in the waiting room, had my headphones in. 
was just scrolling on my phone. I'm like, all right, nothing, nothing interesting on social media. I actually picked up the sports section and was reading about Eagles training camp and the Phillies. There you go, dude. Hell yeah. I was like, dude, I haven't held a paper in so long. You're probably one of maybe, I'd say, 100,000 people in 2022 who've read. And, and dude, I was like, you know what? I haven't done. I took it home. I actually took the paper home and read the whole sports section and then, and then threw it out when I was done. Dude, you should laminate it, man, because like everything else, everything's going digital. Even dude, these newspapers. As, so. a, as a former journalism student at Temple, I can, I can respect print journalism for what it is and what it used to be. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, that, that was a that was a cool little moment there, but uh, yeah, man, it's a shame. It's it's such a it's people say it's a dying industry. I mean, say what you want about some of the agendas with some of these news outlets, it is kind of dying, but it's more of an evolving industry. I mean, now it's all well, digital, sure, sure. it's all social media. Yeah. I mean, and we you know we we even on what we do now is kind of what, what journalism was years ago. Right. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, and just a way to connect with people. I, I mean, again, it goes back to the convenience method, man. Everything is just, is, you know, it's made to be more simpler. So we get the newspaper now, but instead of having to go outside and go to your local, you know, supermarket or whatever, you know, we're just looking at our phones and subscribing to whoever, you know, uh, I guess it is what it is, man. But um, yeah, dude, I, I think the whole meet like the mainstream media landscape is dead. Uh, essentially, well, we have a couple clips too from. Uh, so we got Joe Rogan, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers on the Joe Rogan experience, which was actually a pretty good interview. A little awkward at times, but a pretty good interview. I feel like that that that's probably a good back and forth. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That I mean, you know, they had a couple awkward moments in there. Uh, so, but we'll we'll watch it and break it down. But what I wanted to get to was you know Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, two <laughs> two guys who you know, especially Skip, you know, and. I used to actually like Skip maybe 10 years ago oh, or so. Oh, I, I still watch Undisputed. I still enjoy that back and forth with Skip and Shannon. But, man, if, if anybody watches Skip Bayless and doesn't is not in on the joke with some of the things that he says and does, you're missing the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure, man. Um, I, I guess, you know, he he's like that, you know, because that's the character he's He's the playing. contrarian. He's the contrarian. But my, my real thing is with... I guess the whole mainstream whatever media is like I, I guess Skip was like that and I'm just using Skip as an example but sure. a lot of people I guess have you know kind of gone through this but you know Skip maybe was at one point that contrarian type and maybe you know would go against the grain but now it's like you know when you're on major news networks like that dude you know you you're not able to just say what you want to say so like my whole thing is everything that we watch is pre-scripted and pre-written and it's it's you know it's gone through people have to evaluate it like 47 times before it reaches the sure. online or the air i should say it's actually the same with radio i mean i've i have a friend who used to intern at wip and he would tell me stories that like you know you listen to like angelo cataldi's show in the morning for example and you hear him the way he'll say something that'll stir the pot and, and you may listen to it as a caller and be like dude what are you thinking that's the craziest take i've ever heard right it's the hottest take ever but you know behind the scenes he's like watch this i'm gonna say this and watch the the call thing light up the reaction and it does i yeah. mean people call in they're like dude are you kidding me like 
It's crazy. Uh, well, and that gets a little I, dangerous as well because it's like, you know, now all of a sudden you find yourself, instead of, like, actually being invested into yeah. your opinion, now you're just doing it for, for the clicks. Right, and you're and you're pigeonholing yourself into that, like, shock jock. Like, people know right. that they, they're not going to take you seriously. Right, right, right. Yeah, man, uh, so it's interesting. We have that coming up, uh, a little Undisputed clip to play for you guys. Uh, JRE, Aaron Rodgers coming up. A little impulsive coverage, and if we have time at the bottom of the hour, or at the bottom of the show, rather, uh, we're going to get to our, you know, I, I guess, our favorite hated podcast, I guess, is the best way to describe it, yes. and the fighter and the kid. Apparently, we're we're big Brett and Schaub fans here. So. Uh, allegedly. So yeah. we got to play our boy, you know? Uh, we we just got to give the people what they want. They We're going we're gonna to provide some dick riding for you today. <laughs> we we got to give them... Uh, you know, we got to give him the credit he deserves. We got to give Ben Pixels their due. Ben Pixels. They man. already don't like us. They're on the chopping block today, Mario. There it is. All right, let me fix this light, Mario. Uh, I got up on screen here another flyer, which is another pretty big ah, show yes. we got coming up in October. Uh, Pumpkin Fest 2022. Uh, Mario, why don't you let everyone know? I'm going to fix this light. We'll be got. Yes. So Pumpkin Fest, we are playing a Halloween party show. And that is going to be October 15th, and that's going to be in Millville, New Jersey. The uh, address for that is on the flyer. Um, we, we are going to be sharing that around all of our socials. So that's uh, us, Cheer Up Dusty, Clay Kickers, Vanish Serenity, The Scuffs, Fading Radiance, Valentina, our boy Landon Axel, Gladly, and Violet Moon. So, yeah, come on out to that. It, it is $20, but with the $20 cover, you get access to the show, and you get food and drinks all night. So that's... A pretty good deal for 20 bucks. Yeah, dude. Uh, and it's sick, too, bro. The venue that, um, you know, they got over there in uh, Millville for Punkin' Fest. Oh, it's awesome, dude. It's like a big open field, big stage. It's really cool. This is actually my third year playing. Last year, we played uh, with Win by Two. But the first year, I played with, uh, you know, uh, Mitch and Landon Axel. It was me, Nick, and uh, Liam. And, dude, the first year, man, was... Oh, was, you guys said it was packed, right? It was like, dude, there was it like was a couple hundred people. In the... Phenomenal, bro. And that's for, like, a DIY punk show. That's pretty right. cool, man. And, well, I think at the time, man, it was only, like, Landon Axel. Uh, I forget uh, one of these bands were on there, too. It's that one of the heavier bands. I forget which exact band, though. But it was them and, like, a DJ and maybe, like, an acoustic act or something. And the amount of people that were there was, I mean, just insane. I'm like, dude, this is, like... This could be something bigger. And that's what I'm hoping this becomes because, like, you know, Mitch is involved with the booking process and getting this whole thing set up. So if we, if we can kind of get our foot in with this and make this, like, kind of our yearly thing, it'd be cool, man. Because, yeah. like, locally it'll really draw in a lot of people and we can always have our friends come and play and it'd be great, man. Well, you know, we can not only do that, but in, in the fall for Halloween and everything like that. But, you know, we could do it, like, you know, twice a year, every six months, fall and spring right. or yeah. summer kickoff. Yeah, that's a good idea. Last year was a little, a uh, little challenging though. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't personally involved with the booking. Uh, I, I forget exactly who was, but there's a couple I, factors. I mean, there, it was still coming out of COVID. I mean, well, there was that, but also too, it was the same day as Electric Halloween. So, uh, and, which was and like, that around here, the Electric Halloween, that's yeah, the big draw. Right. So, I mean, obviously, you're gonna go to Electric Halloween, which I don't blame you. But now we're we're trying to put on. Uh, you know, something that's, you know, not only, I guess, accessible for people who like music, but just if you want to come out and have a, you know, a party, have a good time and yeah, just enjoy day, Halloween. It's, it's basically just a keg party with a couple bands playing. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll, it'll be fun, man. I, I always enjoy these DIY shows because, like, it's up to the bands themselves to, like, 
real like it's completely up to the bands like right. there's no like promoter that's like here you go sell this many tickets and like get back to me if you don't oh well you're not going to play or you're going to play first at you know whatever time right right and so it's cool man like and you always you always get a bigger draw because the bands promote it and their friends they hear about it they hear it's a party everybody likes halloween parties come in costume by the way too we forgot to mention yes, that yes yes we uh we still got to figure out our costume um, we got to coordinate. I, this I have year. a couple ideas. Yeah. What, what, where we're gonna go? Uh, South Park being one of them, I think would be really. If dope. we do, I got to be Cartman. Yeah, of, course, of course. It's our of request. Course. You could probably do a phenomenal Cartman, by the way. Let's see if I can do it. Ready? How would you like to suck my bow? <laughs> there it is, bro. <laughs> Fucking right, Mario, with the impression, bro. Um, yeah. So South Park was just one. I was thinking of Teletubbies, maybe another one. <laughs> that dude, that'd be great. I, but you know, we we have some time to kind of uh, figure that out. I think what we're gonna do is, man, I think this is a, a pretty solid idea. Um, but what we can do is for like best costume, do a prize. Yeah, like you know that, I mean? that's a good idea. Yeah. So maybe we could try to uh, work that out in the details. But yeah, man, that's October fifteenth. It's gonna be a fun time, man. Uh, live music all day. Um, yeah, it starts twelve p.m. Twelve p.m. So come on out, get, yeah. get there early, come hang. It's gonna be a good time. We're we're the last band uh, to play, so we, we have a lot of a uh, lot of good stuff in store, man. And then you know, um, minus these two shows, don't we have a battle of the bands as well coming up? We do. I got to get more details about. That. Okay, I, I haven't really heard anything, but I, so it was rescheduled from August. Right, right. And supposedly the new date is September twenty fourth. So it's supposed to be on the quad in the middle of campus at uh, Jefferson University. Okay. Sick. So we'll be out in Philly. Actually, we'll be at my brother's school, which is cool because he's he um so he's on the radio station crew there. Right. And he had let me know about. Shout it. out to Chris. Yeah, shout out to Chris, man. If you're listening in, uh, he told me about it, and uh, the the girls setting it up, they're very nice. I was on a Zoom call with them. They were kind of giving us the rundown, uh, me and a couple of the other band members. Uh, so it was cool. So, I mean, I hope we hear more back because supposedly the top prize is like 300 bucks and you get played on MMR. That's dope. That's uh, I wouldn't dope, mind dude. being played on WMMR. That's awesome. And a little cha-chang. You know Can't what I mean? go wrong, man. Help us out. We got videos to pay for. We got merch to pay for. Well, and that's the other <laughs> thing, too, man. Uh, you know, this fall, this Christmas time, man, um, you know, win by two. Uh, you know, we're going to be, we're in the studio, as some of you may know, uh, you know, putting, getting ready to put out our new EP. Um, but... For Christmas time, man, what a better gift to get some Win by Two merch. That's a right. Brand new merch line that's going to be released uh, probably within the next, I would say, few weeks here uh, as the EP is getting ready to um I can't wait debut. to see the uh, the design work we have oh, yeah, being dude. sketched out right now. I'm yeah. excited for that. I think it's finished. I think we just have to get it over. But uh, yeah, man. So yeah, man. Get uh, you know, get your family, get your friends uh, some Win by Two merch. Uh, this year for the holidays, um, you know, do it right. Support local music. Um, yeah, man. So we have a uh, we have a great show to get into uh, today. I was gonna say tonight because I'm so used to being Friday, but we're, it is. We're adjusting. It's okay. It is Saturday, man. So take your coffees. And That's right. Sip it away. A little sip for the brain fuel. Mm. Some good All coffee. Right. Um, why don't we get into our first shot? Even though if it's Saturday morning, dude, we still are taking shots here. It's in the paint podcast, bro. Hey, man, we're kind of on vacation anyway, right? No, three day year, bro. That's right. Let's fucking go. Right. Hell yeah, man. So let's get into our first shot of the day, and then we'll dive into the rest of this uh, past week's news topics. Let me just make sure. All right, that's what I want to click out of. Cool, cool, cool. All right, boom. That's good. That's good. Looks good. All right, let's get into our first shot. All right, man, let's kick off Labor Day weekend. So this, uh, obviously, staple here on the podcast, 
It's only fitting for a Labor Day weekend, which, by the way, happy Labor Day to everyone out there. Uh, but Jim Beam going to be uh, joining us today um, on the desk, staple on this show. Last week we had um, four roses. I got to try that. Yeah, after we do the shot, I think I'm going to pour myself a glass of that. It looks good. So we got the four roses. We got the Jim Beam chilled. We got the Jim Beam non-chilled. And we still got the infamous blue bottle that the, uh, everyone the, loves. <laughs> the St. Liberty Mary's four grain. It still lives on. Still, <laughs> yeah, to this day. Allegedly. Believe it or not, even though it's not chilled, this uh, bottle of Jim Beam is still like, kind of cold. So I'm, I'm good on that. You're good I, on that, yeah, Jim? Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's do... Uh, what do you feel, Mario? You want to do a coffee uh, mix shot, or you want to do a Red Bull mix shot, or a straight mix shot? You know what? What do you feel? A little whiskey with the coffee. I used to do that in college when I used to go to like um, the big like lecture hall classes. Right. I'm probably like you know incriminating myself at this point now, but it's okay. I graduated. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Dude, nothing beat a little bit of uh, a little cinnamon whiskey. Ooh. Just- Put a little fireball in the coffee, dude. It hit. That's solid, dude. At 9 o'clock in the morning, that hit just right. That's like a level up, essentially. Right there. That's it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. All right, so let's do a little uh, coffee in the whiskey. So we All got right. the whiskey yeah, here. Yeah, just dump it right in there. Let's make a mix match. A little Irish breakfast. There you go, man. It's not in the pain podcast without uh, some shots, man. Um, here, let me make sure this is all wiped off. I should probably had gotten some towels. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is to a, another In The Paint podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in, watching, all that jazz. If you are drinking, please drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. I have to say that because you'll have some people yes. that watch this show and they'll be like, well, they said take a shot and now I'm driving. Right. So it's- Remember, guys, it's Labor Day weekend. Call an Uber. Call Lyft. Call your friend. There you go. Don't drive. There you go. Uh, safe travels, everyone, this Labor Day weekend. Uh, Mario, what does the board like to say? Mazel tov! Here she goes! Cheers. Well, that was good. That was delicious. Oh, you missed your chance. Oh, there we go. It'll come back around. Ready for the next one. Here we go, ready? Dude, that's a great way to start the day. Hell yeah. Because we usually finish our day with that. That's got me pumped, dude. I'm ready. Take a little toke of the pen real quick. Bang! That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into In the Paint. Hell yeah. That's right. Gather around, gather around, pull up a seat. You are now in the paint. Thank you, thank you. You're too kind. You're We're standing too kind. You're just too kind. All right, sit down, shut up, get out of here. Um, yeah, welcome in, guys. Uh, let's have a great show today. Um, so let's go to uh, our, our first, I guess, really big, uh, not really news story, but it's just really, I guess, on a lot of people's minds this week. You know, like I said, we have Labor Day weekend uh, on Monday. Summer's coming to an end, but it's sort of bittersweet, man. I was kind of telling you this earlier, man. Um, this is like my, 
I guess, most favored time of year, but also at the same time, it's like kind of a bummer because you got summer ending, no more beach, no more, you know, uh, you know, chicks and fucking. You I know. Know. Dude, I haven't taken one short trip yet. You haven't taken I, a short trip, not, bro? Dude, not yet this year. Are you year. serious? I go to Ocean City every year. I, I'm, I'm planning on going at the end of the month. What are you waiting I, for, I'm going to go. Uh, dude, I got to do the local summer this year. Oh, uh, man. I, I had to pass up on the Shoebie season. Cause, Damn, uh, dude. It's been too busy, man. No, I, 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 I moved hear you. with the move and everything, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm 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 the same way, man. Like I, I always get this uh, bittersweet feeling as well, where it's like summer's winding down, but then I know in my head, like, all right, this week I got my draft coming up. Uh, I'm in a league with my coworkers. Fantasy so that's football, be fun. Yeah, fantasy football draft. Right. Uh, you know, we got week one on Thursday. Thursday. So, dude, I'm ready, man. Who's this that? The uh, Bills and who, who's playing opening day, bro? It's week, uh, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's the Bills. It's the Bills and somebody. I want to say. Pull, I got to pull up the. I'm gonna say the, maybe the Bills and the Bucks, possibly. We Bills and Bucks Thursday night. Can I man. get an amen? You got a. Uh, it's a Bills Rams. Uh, week Bills one. Rams. That's okay. a good matchup, though. I was close. Close enough. I think it's, dude. I will say, man. Everybody's been surefire thing on the Bills this year. What do you think, man? The AFC. The AFC, man, honestly, is probably a little uh, tougher than the NFC. Um, especially right now, I think so, too. Especially right now. I mean, you got the Bengals up in the north. Uh, I mean, you still have in the east, you still got the Patriots. The Dolphins, I mean, upgraded the team um, tremendously with Tyree Kill. I mean, they still Dude, got Jalen Waddle. I, I still couldn't believe they were playing their starters against the Eagles in the preseason. Like, uh, they played like a quarter plus, I think. They almost played a yeah, full half. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, they got a lot, a, a lot of young talent down there in Miami this year. Two is throwing a Tyree kill against like third string corners. Right. <laughs> like, what's going on out here, man? Well, you know, I, I, you, you know what you just sounded like, bro. Um, who was it? Denny Green on that post conference. Uh, <laughs> you want to crowd them? Crowd their ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are who they thought they were. Yeah, that's it. That's all time great coach press conferences. It's like that's oh, up there all time. Between that and I think uh, what the hell is his name? Not not Jim Mora, dude. Um, yeah, play, playoffs. Yeah, Jim Mora. Yeah, okay. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. Playoffs. But uh, yeah, man. So Thursday night, obviously kicking off the uh, NFL Week One with the Bills and Rams. Uh, yeah, man. So you know th- this bittersweet feeling. You know we got the summer coming to an end, but we got you know football season. You know right on the heels of you know uh, we're right on the heels of football season. So I mean, on one instance, it's like okay, uh, it's kind of a bummer, uh, so to speak. But you know we do have football Sunday. Well, Thursday, Sundays, Mondays now. Um, so I mean we got our football drafts coming up, Mario. Uh, mine's tomorrow. Yours is Wednesday. I think it's I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. I got, I got to check. Any prospects you're looking at uh, this year? I mean, see, what, right. what's your thoughts? This so year, I'm Mario? in a tough spot right now. So I want to I want to shout out one of our listeners on the show, Angela. Shout out, Angela. Good what's friend up? of mine. We we are in the same league. Um, she informed me through a text the other day that I am dead last in the draft order. Oh, so that was this year, this year, yes. Oh, so this upcoming shit. draft. So what happened was when um, my friend had sent me the link as the commissioner to join the league. I join and ESPN auto populates the divisions for the draft order. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. 10 team league, I'm fourth. That's not too bad. That still kind of fits my draft strategy that I go with, which I'll get I'll, I'll get into a little more as we get into this later, but um 
So she texted me about a few days ago, and she's like, uh, check out this uh, draft order. And I looked, and I'm just like, I got railroaded. I am last. They picked out of a hat because what happens is ESPN auto-populates it, and they were like, look, we, we want to do it they fair. They give you a draft pick. Right. right. Let's it, be fair. Let's draw it out of a hat. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm last. I mean, I guess it's good because I get the first pick of the next round because it snakes back around. But I would protest that, dude. I'd it's very, it's tough, man. No, because that's a little scary. That's false advertising. No, it is because, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's pretty fair because ESPN generates and it's non-biased, so they don't like... That's right. You know what I mean? So it's like, why did you have to do it again? My buddy Chris, who's the commissioner, dude, if you're listening, I'm investigating you, man. Oh, you're shit. You're pulling some Roger Goodell shit on me. Oh, shit. No one gets anything right. over on me, man. That's right. But no, that's pretty unfortunate. I'm dude, just going to have to take it out on the league now. That's it. I'm on a warpath. You're on, you're on a fucking it, mission, man. dude, from hell or God that's or whatever. It. But um, no, nah, dude, it well that changes your strategy completely, dude. Oh, big time. You know, you're drafting four. You're drafting really pretty much in the middle of the pack for a ten team league. Because I don't know how you time. do yours. I usually try to go because obviously now with the NFL being the way it is, it's a it's it's an offensive first league. Right. You got it, and and you got to get your receivers. You got to get your running backs at the top. Then you kind of wait, maybe third or fourth round. You grab a quarterback. Somewhere in the middle to the bottom, you grab a defense. You know, unless you have, like, just a stingy all-pro defense, which really, that in the NFL nowadays, it's it's hard to get a defense that's really going to get you many points. Right, right. Because, you know, you're scoring into the 40s now. It's like, you know, you just kind of get, you kind of, you can kind of get by on a defense week to week, even if you got to pull from the waiver wires, yes. whatever. Yes, That And that's kind of where I'm at with it, man, because it's, it's so hard you know, like you were just saying, dude, uh, anymore with defenses, uh, you know, being a stout defense. I mean, unless they're playing like teams like, I don't know, the Detroit Lions or the New York Jets. Right. You know, that's really the defense you want to kind of go after. But, you know, the days of like, you know, uh, we were saying earlier, like the John Lynch, Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks, you know, defense of the Buccaneers or the Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs. We grew up. As Eagles fans, we grew up watching that 2000s defense with Jim Johnson as the coordinator. That, Pro- dude, probably that was- all time, that's probably one of the top 10 defenses of all time, I'd say. Probably. Close to it. I mean, just... But you don't have that anymore. You no. know what I mean? So it's... Yeah, you almost have to play it on a weekly uh, kind of basis. I mean, you could you could draft, you know, I guess the best defense. Who do you think the best defense is this year? I mean, the Rams? I guess you could say the Rams. You could say... I mean, the Bucks got a pretty good defense. Ravens, I guess you can't yeah. forget about Steelers. I mean, they're always good. And, and, and even with those teams, I mean, you're talking like one linebacker. You're talking like somebody on the defensive lines, a right. stud. Right. It, it's there's never like that. There's not that complete defense anymore where it's just like a stout defensive line, ball hawking corners and safeties, hard hitting linebackers. It's kind of like, you know, a lot of. I mean, we've seen it here with the Eagles. It's a lot of like play the sticks, give them the middle of the field, but don't bend, but don't break in the right. red zone. So, yeah, like with defenses, you kind of just – you can wait. You can really wait around the draft. Yeah, you know, they're, they're a dime a dozen, man. So, you know, taking the defense too early, I think I think that will come back and burn you. Uh, you know, my strategy really, though, for this year, I guess, would be looking at the um, running back position pretty much every year too because you want to have one of the top, I guess, five, seven running backs because if you don't, man, um, you know, your team – you know, I, I feel like we'll be hurting. Um, yeah. it, you could have three really good wide receivers, but if your running backs are, are super weak, then it kind of offsets anyway. You know what right, I mean? Right, because so, you think about it when, you know, 
when you have a top running back, they're going to get a lot of touches. You know, you know they're going to score a lot in the red zone. And, you know, when, like you said, you could have top receivers, but what, what if your top receiver only gets three targets that game because he was a decoy most of the game? Then, right. it, then you're kind of screwed. And, and it sucks, too. Like, if you don't have a top running back, I, I, I've had to do this in years past where I haven't been able in the draft order to really get a top running back. So I've had to, like, all right, this guy's, like, middle tier, and if I get his handcuff, the other guy, if they do a running back by committee situation, Which I'll, is make, most I'll, I'll make up my points there. And that's most teams. And, and it's hard. I mean, yeah. it's, a, it's a grind. And, and it really kind of makes it makes you have to sweat it out because you got to really hope, like, okay, you got to hope, like, you know, we're not really a running team. Whoever this running back's team is, they're not a running team. You got to hope they just, this running back by committee gets it done for you. Yeah, man. Um, you know, running backs, running backs, I think, you know, are really the, the staple to an offense outside the quarterback. Obviously, the ball flows through the quarterback's hands every snap. But outside of that, man, if you can establish a great running game, um, you know, it's look at like, you know, Indianapolis last year. Granted, they weren't a great team. But they were super competitive because of Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor had a career year, and they were, I mean, we see it here with Carson Wentz. They were a quarterback away from walking into the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, you have to beat Jacksonville to get into the playoffs. And, and they that's, upset you. That's At home. Almost any other team in the league, That that's an in situation, yeah. a win and in. Yeah. I mean. And they were winning. And they were. Like 17 nothing, I think. And, and you know. Like you said, it, it, it really shows what a top running back can do. I mean, you see that for years with the Titans, with Derrick Henry, especially now with, you know, them trading us A.J. Brown. You're right. going to probably see him get a lot more touches. And, you know, I know Julio was at the downside of his career, but they lost Julio. They lost A.J. Brown. Right. Now, granted, they did pick up, I believe, Robert Woods went to Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. And that's a good pickup. I mean, he's not been bad. great for the Rams yeah. for years. That's a good, that's a, that's a good pickup. But the the you know the ball you know if you have a good running game man you can control the tempo you can control the clock, um, and you know if you're playing somebody you know like the likes of Tom Brady Patrick Mahomes you know uh, Aaron Rodgers you want to keep the ball out of their hands so what better way to do that than to have a good running game so exactly that's why I think you know getting one of the top five to seven running backs this year I think is going to be super critical I think that really will shape your team. Um, you know, uh, and from there, it's kind of really a crapshoot, man, because I think wide receivers, you know, we were talking about diamond dozens, wide receivers, man, there's like two good wide receivers on every pro NFL team this year. It's why there's so many good wide receivers, bro, across the league. Yeah, there's going to be a, a good pool of receivers to pull from. I'm not, like I said, even for me being late in the draft, I think I'm going to be able to pull a receiver. Oh, dude, easily. For sure. Easily, dude. Now, a question on running back situation. Shoot. Actually, two questions. Shoot. One. How do you feel about Christian McCaffrey this year? I think I think that's an easy play. I think you just have to even even with his injury history, that's a safe pick. Um, I want to get your thoughts on that. Here, give me give me both, and I'll answer. All right. So then that's the one, and then two. This is an NFC East question. Okay. Do you still take Ezekiel Elliott or Saquon Barkley towards the top of the draft, like where like in years past where they've been a top five to ten running back, right? Because I feel like my answer to that is a maybe. Well, all right. So let, let's start with the Christian McCaffrey uh, question. Um, you know, I'm a big Christian McCaffrey, uh, you know, kind of guy. And I believe they acquired uh, Baker Mayfield yes. in the offseason. So that Play, should Playing help. the Browns week one, too, I think. Which should be a very interesting great, great, matchup. Yeah, it's a great, uh, great so story. I, I think Baker Mayfield's career, not well, not career, but season, 
will be dictated on that week one performance. You're playing against your ex-squad. If your ex-squad, it's like an ex-girlfriend. If she comes out and fucking, you know, she sees you out in public and makes an ass out of you, well, then you're fucking... It's, it's like seeing your ex on the date with the new guy, right. and do you either just ignore them and walk away, or do you... You kind of like stay, stay like just far enough to where they don't see you, but you're following them around. Puff your chest up and do right. a little Andrew or, Tate. Yo, bro. Yeah, do a little Andrew Tate action. Top G action. Top G. Oh God. But it could be, <laughs> it could be, uh, you know, really made. Your your season could be really made in that week. It's a good mental test for yes. the first week. I mean, like you said, I mean, you're taking over a team that has had quarterback struggles post Cam Newton, right? Even return of Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah, and everything that's going on with Cleveland, they've had a crazy offseason. So, you know, you know he's going to want to stick it to Cleveland for sure. that with the whole Deshaun Watson situation. Right, which Deshaun Watson obviously, you know, suspended for, what, 11 games this year? Yeah, I think the he's got 11, 11 or 12. Yeah, 11 games. And he already missed the whole season prior. Um, you know, your, your thoughts on that are kind of, uh, I'm not really too concerned with that. But back to the Christian McCaffrey thing. Um I obviously, I think Christian McCaffrey is a top five running back when on the field. The only problem is the last three or four years, he hasn't played a complete season. Right. And that's scary because, you're, you know, you're using one of your top or the top number one, you know, draft pick in your fantasy league. And if you burn that on Christian McCaffrey for somebody who's only going to be on the field for like six games, well, you could pretty much kiss your season goodbye. I mean, it's very hard to make up for a number one draft pick, and then, uh, you know, your number one pick gets hurt and is gone, it's very hard to kind of, re, you know, regain, I guess, the momentum that you had. So if you're in, like, the top three picks, would you go, what, like, Jonathan Taylor? One. Derrick Henry? Probably, I would say Derrick Henry would be a three. Now, would you would you put McCaffrey in that top, or would you have him, like, top five? Uh, top five. Top five Definitely, sure. definitely top five. Definitely top five. Uh I would say probably Austin Eckler. Uh, uh, yeah, there. yeah, it's a good. I forgot about Austin Eckler. That's a good call too. Especially for PPR leagues, which most people do now. Um, you know, but you know Austin Eckler, man, and I they're mean, most running backs, especially are most important for PPR leagues. I mean, all those right. touches are well. They could do both. That's they, money. They could do what receivers can't. They could run the ball. Uh, you know, twenty times a game and while out, getting yeah, and seven go out catches. For passes, right. So yeah, you know, running backs are important, and and for that reason, Austin Eckler, I think I put him ahead of Derrick Henry. Um, this year, but I mean, Christian McCaffrey's in that sort of same space as an Austin Eckler. I'm looking here on this ranking, and they have Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey, Eckler, and then Derrick Henry is the next running back. Um, they have Cooper Cup at four, and then Henry at five. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, I'd 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 probably stay away from McCaffrey if you could. Um, now, granted, if he kind of fall, if you have like the number six pick, seven pick, it's worth it. It's it, worth taking yeah, the flyer. You, for sure. you take that risk. Absolutely. Now, to answer the second part of the question with Saquon and Ezekiel Elliott, um, first of all, let me just say this: my bias is completely kicking in right here. I'm an <laughs> Eagles fan at heart. Oh, listen, we're both diehard Eagles fans, and I'll I'll be the first one to say it. Miles Sanders is a middle of the pack pick. Because, you know, you may get seven, 800 yards out of him. And for him, that's solid because I really feel like a lot of his draft status kind of got overrated, and that's not fair to him. Right. He's been solid. Yeah, he just has to stay healthy, too. Yeah, he has to but, stay on the field. Yeah, so, look, yeah, like you said, getting out of the way now, objective biases aside. However, go ahead. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, Zeke and, and Saquon. First of all, Saquon, I mean, another one who's been riddled with injuries. 
But you top that off with him being on, you know, just an abysmal of an organization in the New York Giants. And, Absolute uh, mess, yeah. You, you, and you combine those two together, man, and it's just a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. Um, I know Alex last year, bro, if he was here, I'd bust his balls right to his face, but Alex last year takes Saquon with, the, like, his number one pick. Uh, uh, he didn't have the number one pick, but I think it was, like, number eight. Right. And in my head, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? But at the same time, I'm like, fuck yeah, bro, cha-ching on that. Thank you for leaving me, you know, whoever. That actually happened to me one year. This was, like, a, like years ago. With, like, my first pick, I think I picked, like, Frank Gore. And the whole room just got quiet. And I, that, that's when I knew. I was like, well, expe- I fucked up. Especially now, dude. <laughs> Frank Gore with, the, uh, with him, uh, I believe, just beating up. Yeah, um, yeah that was ugly. Girl yeah. yeah. But uh, nevertheless, yeah, man. So Saquon, no, I'm staying away from uh, 100%. I'm avoiding him like fucking I, I'd avoid AIDS or, or a fucking, you know, venereal disease. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Giants, the way their offense is consisted. You know, they don't really have top receivers. They have decent tight ends. And Daniel Jones, the quarterback, is average at best. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't so say that. So they're going to rely. I wouldn't even say that. I'd say he's slightly below average. Yeah. They, they got to they gotta rely on the running game, and they're going to pound Saquon into the ground. And it's a shame because on a better team, you, you could still utilize him to where he doesn't have to be a bell cow and destroy his body. Exactly. And you'd still get full mileage out of him. 100%. I agree with that. 100%. I mean, you saw it in Penn State. I mean, right. you saw it. Him and Miles Sanders. Him and, him and they, Sanders. They were great. Yeah. 1A, 1B. And that's how, you know, especially now in his career, Saquon's not going to be that bell cow, like you said, Mario. He's not going to be that anymore. So you kind of have to evolve with, you know, the way his career is going. He's still a great player, but he can't be your, you know, 40 uh, touches a game right. kind of guy. It's, you're just going to run him into the ground. And that really goes the same for Ezekiel Elliott, man. Um, now, to me, I'm staying away from all Cowboys. Last year, I had Dak Prescott on the squad. and he Listen, I got, I got one rule. I don't care if it tanks my season. I am not picking any Dallas any Cowboys. Cowboys. I can't do it. No Cowboys. The only person I would, though, pick would be C.D. Lamb. I see a, he, his, his trajectory, man. Well, especially year, now. I mean, they've lost now. all their other weapons. Amari Cooper's gone. So it's his room for improvement this year, man. We'll see if he could take that step into a, a 1A sort of receiver. Um, so that should be, uh, you know, an interesting note. But other than that, man, um, you know, Dak Prescott, uh, Prescott uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, man, I'm staying. I'm avoiding them at all costs. They're not worth it, man. You, you take them. You think you did a good thing. You know, you're taking a Cowboys, so you're kind of, especially around this area, you're kind of going against everything you morally grew up to know oh, it, that it, was good yeah, and it's true. A complete moral dilemma. It's a moral <laughs> dilemma. And then all of a sudden now you're, you're taking them. You know, all right, fuck it, whatever. I got to take him. It's a good pick. You know, he, he lasted to the seventh round. I'm taking him. But then now all of a sudden, week four, he gets hurt and blows his ACL out. And now you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have taken Dak Prescott. I could have <laughs> had so-and-so. So it, it's just a can of worms you do not even yeah. want to open. So, ladies and gentlemen, stay away from at all costs. <sighs> Barkley and Elliott. However, uh, Christian McCaffrey, I like I said, going back to that first question, is he? I don't think he's a top five pick, but if he slips past the top five, if you're in the top ten, he's and he's at six to ten. Six to ten is absolutely a good range take, to take the him, flyer on it, but yeah. definitely not the top five. That's fair. So yeah, man. Um, fantasy football kicking off tomorrow or for me anyway kicking off tomorrow i can't wait we got the draft that's going to be super exciting man uh and then you know we'll follow that throughout the year for sure yeah uh, we'll, we'll probably do like a little weekly segment every show yeah uh and then real quick just uh i don't want to spend too too crazy long on this but just quick uh predictions and we can go back on this at the end of the year and see how our predictions panned out but quick 
predictions for our Philadelphia Eagles okay. and how you think they're going to uh, pan out this year, uh, where you think they're going to land, um, and if uh, if Jalen Hurts is going to be our quarterback come week 18 and going into the playoffs. All right. So, I've been giving this a lot of thought because I've seen all the moves Howie Rosen's made in the offseason, and they're great. He's, he's hitting on all – he's really filled, like, almost every hole that this roster's had from last year. The, the fan of me gets excited because I can see the ceiling that this team can reach. I really think this team can, can fight for the division this year. I really do. I honestly believe that. Um, the, the Eagles fan of me, the lifelong fan of me, has in the back of my mind the dream team, the 2011 dream team. Yeah, how can we forget? So I, 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 don't, I, I hope that's not the case. And I really do genuinely feel like this is a different situation. I feel like they've gotten actual talent. Um, I, I mean, A.J. Brown's a top receiver in the league. He's a top five receiver. Um, that's a great pickup. Him and Devontae Smith. And then you got Quez Watkins with his speed, over, you know, going over the top. Zach Pasquale. Right. You forget about him. Dallas I mean, that, that was a very underrated signing, I feel like. Oh, yeah. And Dallas Goddard's going to be a top five tight end. Yes. I'm confident of that as well. And again, I think, like I said earlier, if you can get seven, at least seven to 800 yards out of Miles Sanders, and then you tack on another... Two, three hundred from like a Boston Scott and maybe running back by committee with his other running backs. That's solid. I mean, and you're going to Jalen Hurts, you know, he's got his legs. So you're, you're going you're gonna to be good there. They're not going to have to run the ball as heavy. I don't think this year they're going to want to spread it out. I mean, they have the weapons now, so you have to. Um, honestly, I see this team really. I, I really feel like the ceiling is probably like a 10 or 11 win team. I really feel like that gets the job done for the division. I feel like, you know, it's going to be the Eagles and the Cowboys this year, I feel like, again, neck and neck. Um, and like I said, I mean, I feel like the Cowboys took a step back. They lost a lot of players in the offseason. The Eagles made a lot of moves. Um, and the one thing the Eagles did well this year as well, and this is another credit, I mean, how much credit can you really give Howie Rosen because he made these draft picks? But he at least erased his mistakes. He, he, he got something for Rager. He got something for Ortega Whiteside. So you, you're cutting the dead weight there. So, I mean, I feel good. I really feel like this team could be a 10-11 win team. 10-7, 11-6, th- I'm confident, and I'm saying somewhere around there. And that's really kind of been the general consensus I picked up from what, really— Maybe win, involved. like, one playoff game yeah. at least. Right, right. That's a, good, that's a good step in the right direction. Right, right. Especially with, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts being a young quarterback. Uh, you know, he has so much— Time, uh, well, not, I mean, obviously, times you know against you when you're playing professional sports, but he does have time to grow into what he can be. Although, I actually, that's probably contradictory because my opinion on the whole situation is hurt. This is hurts his team and division to lose, yes, this year. They got into talent, so that was my big thing last year was they got they had no talent. And they're expecting this kid to take us to the promised right. land. And and he did what he had to do late in the yeah. season, they struggled early. He, they righted the ship. We talked about it. I mean, dude, I blasted Sirianni on this show for the first five weeks of the season. Yes. And I totally took it back by the end of the season. Yeah. Him and Hurts won me over. And Hurts with his intangibles, you like what you, you like the player. You you, you want to like him. You want to root for him. Yes. And I, like you said, I think this is his team and his division to lose because I feel like now you're going to see where his ceiling is. Yeah. You have the weapons. You have a great offensive line. You, you're, you're in an established system. He, since college, he's been dealing with rotating coordinators and coaches. He's finally in a scheme that's solidified. He's had a year with Sirianni now. I think we're going to see him take the next step. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, 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 you know, agree with you on that, uh, you know, for sure, man, because, you know, uh, you go out and this almost reminds me, I mean, I know you mentioned the uh, 2011 Dream Team brought to you by uh, Vince Young. Um, kind Oof. of shooting us in the football. I remember, dude, I was excited. I'm like, dude, that's probably the best backup we've had since, like, AJ Feely. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I... Or Garcia, I, I guess I would say. Gar- he, Garcia, for He's sure. probably the best. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I disagree, though, because uh, Vince Young, man, I mean, outside of his legs, it was <sighs> horrible. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. I mean, looking back, that was a that was a very hot take by yeah. my younger self. Yeah, dude, yeah. I, had, I had a lot of those. Oh, I actually, we all did, dude. I went back in my, you know, like Facebook gives you like the memories. Yes, dude, I couldn't believe I had shared an article about, you know, Eagles might be trading Jason Kelsey. He's undersized and he's he's got injury oh, history. Shit. And I was like, you know what? I was like, that makes a lot of sense, man. He's he's been riddled with injuries. He's he's kind of an undersized for a center. Like, you can probably get a bigger, stronger center in here. Move on. He's getting older. Right. And I look back. I'm like, dude, that's the hottest L take I've ever <laughs> made in my life because he's a fucking national treasure in this city. Yeah. And we all love him very much. And I'm glad he came back one more year. But I said, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, thank God we didn't get rid of him then, man. Uh, you know, he's really, I guess, the heartbeat of this team, in my opinion. But yeah, man. So, you know, back to Jalen Hurts, man. I, like I said, it's it's his team to lose this year, uh, you know. I think the ball runs through uh, Miles Sanders. Uh, I think they should run him a lot this year because to open up that pass game that we've acquired, like we have to establish a good running game sure. to kind of get the defense guessing. You don't you don't want to you know just throw fifty times. Got to have game. balance. You have to have the balance. one thing the Eagles didn't have last year, and we understand is because they had to rely on the running game. They yes. they weren't as much of a balanced team at all. Because the all. beginning of the season, they were trying to throw 50 times a game, and it wasn't working. And a lot of the times, a lot of their games are playing from behind. Right. So You're down two, three scores. You got to. You got to throw. So, uh, But outside of that, man, that's really been the general consensus I've been picking up is about, you know, I guess the average would be about 11 wins or 10 and a half wins for the Birds this year, which which is really good. I, you know, I, I do think they win the division uh, with ease. Uh, no other team in our division really poses a threat. I mean, you got the Commanders, you got the Giants, and you got the Cowboys. The Cowboys, you know, fucking self-implode year in and year yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, they'll, even, they'll start even without all the off-season moves, you know, all the players they lost in the off-season, they always find a way to just not get out of their own way and implode. Every year, dude. Every, Every year. You, you can, you know, the universe might be random, but one thing will always hold true is the Dallas... Stinking Cowboys. We'll lose in the first round of the playoffs. Or, n- or, or not do, make the playoffs. Or not make it completely. Like They'll have the playoffs in the bag the first eight weeks. They're 8-0. But then the last dude, like 10, they're Jerry Jones 10. is his own worst enemy. He can't get out of his own He's way. He's his own dude. worst enemy. And I swear, he he must dip himself in the Lazarus pit because he's yeah. he's about a hundred years old and he's still ticking. He's he's uh he's drinking that adrenochrome, man. <laughs> but yeah, but with the rest of the division, I mean, the Giants they've been a dumpster fire yeah. for ten plus years now since Eli. And the Commanders, I mean, they're you don't know what they got. I mean, they got a couple of young receivers, Terry Carson McLaurin. They still got Antonio Gibson running the ball, pretty good running back. Um, you know, I, I think I, Chase Young's out for a few weeks, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think six weeks. Yeah, six weeks. Possibly. Um, but, you know, no other team really poses a threat, in my opinion, to our division. So, you know, I guess process of, of elimination leads me to believe that the Eagles will win the NFC East. Now, this year, you can't forget about the Rams, the uh, defending Super Bowl champions coming back in the NFC. And obviously, you still got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with now Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, and you still got Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. I mean, they're, they're just stacked, obviously, with Tom Brady, and they have a solid defense. 
But outside of those two teams, the man, NFC's wide open, man. The NFC, I mean, it, I mean, you got the Packers. Can't forget about the uh, Packers, but they lost Devontae. Adams. Right, I mean, they're kind of just the Aaron Rodgers show at this point. At, right, right. Now, Aaron Rodgers, we've seen made uh, right. nobodies into somebody. Right. I mean, that's that says something in itself. That exactly his his star power. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. I feel like they're they're there, but they're kind of not there at the same time. Right, right. Um, and then and then really you got that next crop, which is like the Eagles. You know, it's. Um, the NFC South, I mean, besides the Bucks, Minnesota might be there. They might be like yeah. they might be like an eight nine win ten tops win team. You look at the NFC West; they got weaker, losing uh, Russell Wilson in Seattle. Um, <clears throat> I know Sam Fran's dealing with their quarterback, you know, dilemmas over there. Uh, you know, this uh, year going without Jimmy. The Garoppolo. Cardinals should be good. They should be good again. They should. They, they should they on should. paper. They should be good again. And then you got obviously the Rams. So, you know, uh, like I said, the, the birds could sneak in there, bro. And actually get Chris Sims had him as a top seed in the NFC. Well, that's what I'm saying. They could they could surprise a lot of people this year and catch a number two seed. This and might have be a hot field. take. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the NFC Championship game. I was, no, I'm not saying no. they win it, but I'm just saying I would not. That would not surprise me if they made it to the NFC Championship game. If somehow we can get home field advantage, um, some like that will be crucial for our playoff run. I do think we make it to the playoffs, and I yeah. do think we at least win one. Um, but if we're going against the likes of a Tom Brady in Tampa, that, yeah, you know. I mean, we saw it last year. That's the real test this year is can Jalen Hurts win a playoff game? And I, I think he can. I really do. I think this is the year that's set up to be like, this is truly what you can be as a starter. You have the team in front of you. You have the system. Now you've been in it for a couple of years. Take it and run with it. Right. Yeah, go out there and make something of yourself, kid. I mean, this is, uh, you know, your time to shine, as they say. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, Philadelphia Eagles season kicking off next Sunday. Uh, Mario, they're playing. Uh, why is this? The my Detroit mind? Lions. Detroit Lions. That's they right. are in Detroit for week one. So Darius Slay going back to Detroit again. After last year, they pounded Detroit on Halloween, which kind of started the whole run of the playoffs. Right. right. But I don't expect that this year. I think Detroit's a little bit of an improved team. Um, but I still think they pull it out week one. Yeah, uh, without an ease, man. I, I see the birds going one and zero off the start as well. So the Philadelphia Eagles, man, I can't wait. Uh, you know, Sunday kicks off uh, the birds, but this Thursday with the Bills and the Rams, man, fantasy football's in the air. The fall college in the football air. just started. College football's dude, on right I am now. Ready as we speak. Ready college to, football's I'm on. I'm ready to rock, dude. It Hell falls yeah, dude. here. Falls here, man. Uh, Phillies, you know, hopefully we could see them playing some October baseball. I mean, been a they got they got to get out of their own way in September. Yes, yeah. because they're having. Another um, September. <laughs> not To not remember. There it They're is. They're starting their September as the past few Septembers have gone, which has been stressful. Right. and The pitching has been very stressful. Well, that seems to be our Achilles heel year in and year out, man. I mean, we could have all the hitters you want, but, uh, you know, if you don't have a, I mean, a bullpen, right. you're, you're kind of fucked. So, <clears throat> yeah, man, uh, it should be interesting for Philly sports uh, coming up and just sports in general, man. I love the atmosphere Sunday, uh, you know, mornings, you wake up, you put your lineup in, you get all ready. You got some Sunday dinner cooking, man. You got uh, football on all dude, day. You're giving me, like, I'm getting flashbacks of being at my parents' house and the big screen. You see the Eagles running onto the field. And in the kitchen, you smell the gravy with the, with the big pot of gravy with the massages and meatballs. Meatballs. And the spaghetti's going. cooking in the oh, other dude. pot next to it. Oh, dude. Glass of red, red oh, wine to yeah. go along with it, dude. That's with right. Some cannolis after uh, the dinner. Oh, man. You just. <laughs> It's just the, probably the best time of year. Now, like I said, it is bittersweet because we have the summer coming to an end with Labor Day uh, here in just two days. 
But, you know, uh, you know, if I had to pick another season, I think fall would be number one. For oh, me. I agree. Now, real quick, before we jump into our light news, um, our, our light topics, our this past week in news, uh, just here in one moment, what do you feel about? Because I know this seems to be a yearly attraction with really, really the females in, in today's world. But I, I do see some, okay. and I guess you could call them, you know, males, quote unquote, maybe beta males. But okay. <laughs> the whole pumpkin spice, I guess, fucking uh, re- revolution that has now transpired you know, over the last seven years. You know, I actually admit, I enjoy me a pumpkin spice latte every once in a while. Oh, shit. I do. I do. I enjoy okay. I do. I admit that. I like to, I like to kind of keep it to, like, special occasions. So, like... You're taking your girlfriend to the pumpkin patch, for example. You have a pumpkin latte. It's fitting. Well, that's different. You go to the haunted house. You get, no, you get yeah. a pumpkin latte. You know, that's you're different. watching football. You, you maybe get one in the morning. Or you get one after the Eagles win. You go to Dunkin'. Right, now, now you're starting to scare me, Mario. Now I'm expecting <laughs> to hear, uh, you're in a bubble bath, and now listen, you got the fucking... You're walking around the mall. <laughs> you got to have your iced coffee. Now, listen, man. I, mean, I do enjoy me a pumpkin latte a little bit, man. Right. I do. I'm not. I'm never going to demonize people for liking the pumpkin thing. I, I'm. I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, I guess to what you in moderation. Saying. You can't. You can't go overboard with the pumpkin. And, and I'd probably agree with you there. You, in moderation, maybe I'd say three times a year is you know your max. If you're you, over, you got your fix, year, and that's it. Right. One, once a month until the winter. Um. But it, it's these people I see online, dude. Like as soon as like. September, not even September 1st. August. August, August 1st. 30th. No, August 1st. It's like the day after July, yeah. and it's like, pumpkin spice season! Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, now, dude, it's like, middle of August, you're seeing Spirit Halloween opening up. Dude, I've seen one, bro, in the middle of July it's this cra- year. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. Dude, I mean, I've, I, I've had friends asking me, like, oh, what are you being this year for Halloween? Dude, uh, come October 15th to like, uh, <laughs> win by two show, yeah, and you'll find yeah, out. come on out to Millville. We'll, we'll show you. Dude, I'm like... I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out when the fuck I'm going down the shore. <laughs> yeah, Mario hasn't even made it down the shore yet. I haven't even got to the beach yet. <laughs> let alone pick out his fucking Halloween yeah, costume. Yeah, shit. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's I'm okay with it. Yeah. In moderation. You got you to you you make it a treat. You don't want it to be a regular thing because then the novelty's gone. Exactly. It's like, it's, like, it's like during Christmas time, if you get the candy cane flavored at Dunkin' right. six times a week. It's yeah. Like, all right. You get old after a while. Yeah. It's yeah. I dude. That that's perfectly said, man. Um, you know, because I'm I'm right with you, man. It, it's okay to have it, but when you're looking forward to it, like you know, in July, and you know, you're that's like, a little much. It's a little much, <laughs> and then you're going to get it like three times a day. It's like you know, let it breathe a little bit, man. Like let the anticipation build up. Um, for me, I'm not a pumpkin spice latte sort of kind of guy. However. I love me some pumpkin pie in the fall, bro. Pumpkin. Oh, dude. What's some Cool Whip? Not whipped cream. Pumpkin let's, pie. Let's, let's clarify that now. Not whipped cream. Just the pie. No, the Cool Whip. Oh, oh the Cool, cool Whip. Cool Whip oh, in the yes, tub. Yes, yes, The best. Okay. That's the way to do it. If you're going to do pumpkin I pie, agree. that's agree. the way to do it. Um, but outside of that, man, you know, maybe some pumpkin seeds, you know, you carve a pumpkin. I was going to say, I, we used to do that where you'd bake them. Bake the pumpkin yeah, seeds. Dude, they're, they're now, they're really good. Um but outside of that, man, I'm not a pumpkin latte kind of guy. I like me some uh, my coffee, my hazelnut creamer, and I'm good. I don't need to get fancy with it. I don't need to, you know, show you how much I'm <laughs> into the fucking fall and Halloween season by, you know, posting my uh, pumpkin latte on Twitter. <laughs> See the pumpkin. If you're and if you're gonna do pumpkin, you got to get the creamer because you can well, get yeah, you can get pumpkin sure. coffee. Right. To me, it doesn't really you. 
what are you really getting out of that right. pumpkin wise? Right. I mean, it just tastes like black coffee. Black coffee. So I mean, that's why I kind of reserve it to like a couple of iced coffees a season. That's and, good. That, that's good for me. That's plenty. Mario, the the I guess the population could should really kind of uh, watch and uh, you should lead by example to them because that's really how it should be done. A couple times a season, you scratch that itch and you move on. You're looking forward to the candy cane season now. Right. You know, so. The gingerbread flavor is a good one, too. Gingerbread's not bad. <laughs> but again, in moderation. Right. So. Um, They're novelty. Yeah, very novelty. Um, yeah, man. Um, so, I, I was curious to see uh, what, what your thoughts were on that. So what are your, uh, okay, I guess you kind of gave your thoughts on that a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like. Like you said, I think one too many of those, you start picking out Uggs and leggings and uh, that's what I mean. The, the vest, I got. I feel like I got to wear it. Like you know, you ever seen the picture? Like all the girls will look the same. Yeah, and they're all holding the coffees. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna turn into one of them. What the? Yeah, exactly. With the Uggs, the leggings, <laughs> the, 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 the puffy vest. The pu- yeah, the vest. Yeah, the, I mean that's what I mean, bro. You're you're one. I mean, for the people who look forward to this stuff in like June and July, you're like you're literally one pumpkin latte away from being in a bubble bath. Playing, playing the new with, Taylor Swift album. Playing the new Taylor Swift album, man. I mean, it's like, come on, what are we doing here, guys? Maybe you know, and it's kind of funny you mentioned bubble bath because the same thing. Like, if you're gonna take a bath, that's like a special occasion, right? For me, like, I'll take a bath if I, you know, just played a hockey game. I'm sore. A little salt, Epsom salt. Sit in the bath, watch a movie on my phone, whatever. Good. That's my bath for the next the year, year, yeah. <laughs> six months, if that. Right. So, I don't know, man. That's yeah. that's a, that's an interesting thought, though. No, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, it is what it is. But it, it it's it's just super funny, man. The last like I would say like seven to ten years, this whole pumpkin spice latte phenomenon. <laughs> it's that like kicks uh, off. yeah, it's like the Zoomer crack. It really is. It really is. And it's like, guys, you know, it, at the end of the day, pumpkin spice lattes and just in general are very, super overrated. So not for nothing, you're kind of just wasting mo- your money into, uh, you know, like a scheme, essentially, that these, uh, you know, coffee companies has cook- have, you know, cooked up, uh, no pun intended. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. My, my thoughts on it, man, it's like, I'd rather have my favorite latte than a pumpkin spice latte and not have to spend the extra two bucks on just because I'm paying for a name. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah, uh, but, you know, we'll see. I, you know, I'm sure we're going to see it all fall along that, you know, people are just lining up to go get these pumpkin spice and you lattes. You know, we didn't mention either, too. The underrated fall drink really is apple cider. Right, a little spiked apple cider? A little, oh, yeah. Now that's yeah. where it's at, bro. Yeah. I, I've been to a few wineries this summer, man, and um, the one I've been to is a, is over in like I think uh, like the Hamilton area. Okay, but they have an apple cider, um, like wine essentially. Oh it's an yeah, apple, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an adult. It's apple like a cider. mead. Yeah, 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 yeah. A mead. Exactly. I've had, I've had I've had something similar before. Now that's you know September October rolls around. That's something I could you know get into with a nice cigar on a Sunday afternoon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. You, you just that's like a Sunday morning. Like you get up with the cigar and a nice little you know little spiced apple mead. Yep. And you, you, you start, like, preparing your lineup for the football games. Oh, dude. And see, it is a good time of year. It's Hell a little yeah. bittersweet, but it's a good time of year. Hell yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so, uh, guys, you know, we'll be uh, kind of uh, bringing this sort of, uh, you know, football talk throughout the, uh, you know, NFL season. Uh, but let's jump into uh, our light news for this week. We got the uh, this past week in news. We got to cover uh, a few topics here. 
Um, and then we're going to uh, jump into our podcast at the so back end uh, of the show. Welcoming back a couple of familiar faces. Yeah, man. Um, so I seen this today on TikTok. Bless you. It is true. Oh, thank you. Uh, I seen this today on TikTok. And uh, so one of our original, uh, I guess, idiots, fools, uh, stunads um, that we've had. The originators oh, of the chopping block. The originators of said chopping block. Um, the Island Boys, man. Now, if you're ever having a down day, you're ever like kind of just like, oh, man, like I can't get out of this rut I'm in. Or, man, I'm just so depressed today, man. Nothing in my life is going right or you're you just know, trying to find that little, like, okay, what can I cling to? What can, what can I grab on to? What's going to keep me going this one more day? What's going to make me just get through today? Right. Exactly. And not saying that I was in this, you know. Just, uh, just in general. Just right, in general. Right. Yeah, because every day I wake up and I'm like, yo, this We're is here, baby. great, Let's go. baby. Let's fucking <laughs> go. Never had a bad day in my life, as uh, the great Howard Eskin once said. There it is. Um, But we turn to... TikTok and now TikTok has exposed a side of, I guess, people that we would have never seen, you know, uh, ten years ago. But now, I mean, if if you're just having a bad day, man, go to TikTok, follow the Island Boys, Fly Soldier, especially because the content they put out, bro. I mean, on a just daily basis, bro. I'm like, these guys can't be serious. You can wake up every day knowing you're not them. Exactly. And life is okay. <laughs> it could be worse. It could, it could be a could lot be way worse. worse. So we got this clip from Fly Soldier Man. Again, uh, the Island Boys being one of the originators on the In the Paint podcast, Chopping Block. Um, and we bring them back to you uh, to kick off this September, man. I figure uh, it's pretty fitting. New month, uh, new vibes. Let's bring back the Island Boys. Um, because, again, they just do not disappoint. So let's see. Uh, they're going to be freestyling here. Uh, I'm curious to see what the comments have to say. But, um, so the, I mean, there's I don't even think there's a title on this, is there? And not just as a bunch of hashtags. Bob, say just like one looks like one long hashtag. Yeah, it's one <laughs> big long hashtag. So yeah, let's play the Island Boys doing a little freestyling. See if they gotten any better in the last four months since we haven't covered them. Now you would think, have they multiplied even more so since the last time. I think there's like seventeen of them. Oh, they're dude. breeding. <laughs> yeah, they're they're breeding little Island Boys, dude. Gotcha, bitch. Um, they're I, not quite Island men yet. No. They're island like, yeah. Island tweens. Island tweens. That's it, dude. Pre tweens. Because I guess you would go to a boy, then to a pre, then a tween, teen, then a a young. Yeah, yeah I guess young teen, older, t- old, yeah. young adult, adult. Yeah, young adult. Yeah. All right, so let's watch this. Fly Soldier posted uh, the Island Boys doing a little freestyling. We're gonna see if it's any good. Uh, Mario, I'm, I'm going to give you the ranking system. You hold that, you know, uh, I guess, phenomenal status of being the almighty ranker. And that comes Bestow with that upon me, John. I feel the power. I have the power. A little He-Man reference. Yeah, there you go. All right, all right, so let's watch it. Fly Soldier Island Boys doing a little freestyle. Let's see what they got. All right, I'm going to rank this out of five. Five being the best, Bro, zero being absolute oh, dog shit. Freestyling, so it go like this. What you know about the rich life? What you know about the rich life? I got diamond eyes, chains, yeah, just like on my heart, yeah. What you know about the rich life? And I go super saiyan. I don't know what they really have to say. 
Living up that rich life, I'm rocking on my. Well, they have the super saiyan hair. Living out life, I'm like lavishly living. Seen it like okay when in that post that he's swinging. I'm gonna do it up until like me and bro be winning. I'm gonna do it all like we ain't taking no losses. We the real bosses. That rich life, that rich life, that rich life, yeah. What you know about the rich life and what you know about the rich life? We got diamond eyes, chains here, just like a super saiyan. We go real fast and we gon' make it to the top, yeah. I'm gonna make it super out of saying. I'm trying to be the greatest. I don't care about being famous. I want a brown paper bag like That's a bag, yeah. Seen it like okay, you better check the total tag, yeah. Got too much old money. I'm gonna spend it when they got no tags, yeah. I'm gonna do it up like we ain't glitching, ain't no lag, yeah. Seen it okay, yeah, when I be walking with my bag, yeah, yeah. What you know about the rich life and what you know about the rich life? We Sadly, like not much. Nice my bank account says otherwise. Yeah. We just trying to make it to the top, yeah. Oh, baby girl, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, now, this is, Mari, before we get your thoughts, this is a video I watch, and I feel like, you know, you ever, like, watch something or, or see something online, and it's like, after watching or seeing said thing, you actually, crazy enough, crazy concept, but you actually get dumber. You actually lose some brain cells <laughs> in the process. And you ever, like, you get that sense of secondhand embarrassment? Yeah. Like, you start having yeah. empathy for the person making the video. You feel, you like, you feel you, terrible. You, you start cringing inside yes. for them? yes. Yeah. So, okay, I said this is out of five. I will say this. Now, this is not saying a lot. This is a very low bar. The soldier, the uh, fly, fly soldier. soldier and the island boys, they have actually slightly improved. Now, again, that's a very, very low bar. Low standard. We're still talking. This is at like a one or a two. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll give them an extra point. For rocking the uh, the '90s Dennis Rodman Bulls fit, that's that's a good okay. look. Okay, okay, I'll give Fair. you a point there. That's it. That's about it. <laughs> that was painful, dude. I mean, it's again, it's just like, just mumbling the same few bars every couple uh, of minutes. Well, well, let's be real; they're not bars. They're not well, whatever bars. you want to call it. That, that's an insult <laughs> to bars. That's true. That, that's an insult to rap. Let's you say I mean? mumbling the same few phrases. We'll call it then. Okay. I guess okay I, because I can't think of another word to call it. Yeah, you can't say words. Nonsense. I, it's not, well, yeah, there you go. Mumbling the same few nonsense, dude. Because yeah. you're right. You're right. That is really an insult to uh, to bars because uh, you know I know Tupac had bars. Tupac, dude. Jay Cole I, had. I, I bars. just got tickets to go see Wu Tang Clan. I'm stoked with Nas. Oh, dude, Nas. Another I'm stoked. One. Another That's one. bars. Bars. Yeah, this we'll just call, for lack of a better term, phrases. Phrases. Nonsense. <laughs> Yeah. Nonsense phrases. No, yes, nonsensical go. phrases. There, there we go. go. Um, <laughs> it, it, but it, dude, it just amazes me, man, that you know this gets the type of engagement that, uh, you know, I guess you would see the likes of like bands like I'll, I'll just use bands in this reference, uh, Metallica, or you know, um, on I guess on a bigger scale, we've seen as of recent like a Pierce the Veil or like an All Time Low. Yeah, they just came back with a new song, Pierce the Veil. Right. Um, and they get this sort of engagement. Now, granted, I'd say probably half of this is probably people or even three quarters. It's probably people hate watching like us. Yeah, it's you know? a lot of, I mean, the, the look, the whole thing behind it's it's obviously it's objectively bad. Right. So people, you, you want to watch the car wreck, so to speak. Yeah, that's what, exactly what I was going to say. It's like you, you see the train. You want to watch the car crash. Train you want to see the train the, wreck. Coming <laughs> off the, uh, the, uh, the rails, rather. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, I don't know, dude. It just, it never ceases to amaze me though. If, if you're ever having a bad day, like even though like, you know, like we say, we never have any bad days here. 
Uh, but we, uh, you know, sometimes I might just be a little too tired, uh, you know, at four o'clock in the morning. And I just need something to kind of just get a second wind going. You know what I mean? Or I, I don't know. Whatever the, the instance is. I turn on the Island Boys, bro, and I immediately have a smile from ear to ear. I'm like... Thank God for these guys. As horrible as they might be, I thank God. I get on my knees every night, and I thank God for the Island Boys, bro. I never thought I'd say that, but here I am admitting it, bro. They're just like an energy boost. They, they really are. It's like, you know, hey, man, at least I know. It could be way worse. It could be way worse, and what I'm doing, it, it gives me, I guess, some sort of validation of, like, what I'm doing is actually pretty good compared to these guys you know what i mean right i mean you, we can look at it i mean we can speak for it too as musicians what we do we can safely say is is you know we, can, we can be proud of it yes yeah no imagine if this was us bro and, and and we and we played this straight and like took it dead serious right i mean <laughs> i mean that's all to them bro i mean they're I, in it they're yeah in i mean look the, I get props for like taking the clout this far to just being in on it and just rolling with it. Right. Because it takes a certain level of balls to do that. Yes. And it, well, we can admit that. And it takes a, some level of, uh, I guess... Or just not giving a fuck about... It's insanity. It, it is a little bit of insanity because it's like, you're, you're, you're looking at it like, at this point, I'm willing to literally basically sell my soul on social media to just hit this level of stardom. Whether it's hate watch or not, my your, all your eyes are on me. I don't give a fuck if you're a hater because you, you're paying attention to me. You're regardless. The one, you're, yeah, you're yeah. the one just feeding into my fucking whole agenda here. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, the Island Boys never cease to amaze. Uh, let's read some comments here from uh, the gracious people. And here we go. For, that's crazy, man. I really miss Tupac and Biggie. We we're just Facts. speaking about. That, dude. Now, are you more of a, a Biggie or a Tupac? Biggie, for sure. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. I, although Tupac is great, don't get me wrong. Sure. I mean, both are amazing, sure. But, I mean, just something... I've actually always been kind of more of a Pac guy. Yeah, I, I well, don't... Yo, Pac, don't get me wrong, dude. The whole Biggie-Pac well, debate is, is it's, one it's, to have. Yeah, it's one and one A. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's tough because, like, I also like both. I like East Coast rap. I like West Coast rap. It's hard right, to pick. right. Um, here we go, because some other comments we'll uh, read here. And, uh, Can't wait to hear the English version. <laughs> oh, no. Gotcha, All right. This is a good one if you guys watch Trailer Park Boys. J-Rock is better than the Island Boys. Oh, that, my God. That might be my favorite comment so far. <laughs> uh, J to the R-O-C. Keep reading to Mario. Uh, the one, that, ooh, the part when it ended, that was fire. <laughs> How to freestyle like the Island Boys. One, mention Super Saiyan. That's like great. I said, they did have the hair for it. So props, props for going with the uh, Goku Super Saiyan look. <laughs> uh, number two, mention trying to make it to the top. <laughs> That's phenomenal, dude. <laughs> number three, have absolutely no flow. Which I guess feeds into our point of they are just kind of just mumbling phrases. Yeah. They're not, there's no there's no flow well, to anything they're doing. Nonsensical phrasing. Nonsensical phrasing. There it is. Four. Repeat. repeat. <laughs> Which, dude, again, that's a, I gotta give do. this one a like, dude. I gotta <laughs> give this one a like, man. That's a fantastic that's, comment. That's a great comment for me. That I'm is gonna... literally the playbook. You forgot feeling okay, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot <laughs> Diamond Amy the Ice. 
repeat. <laughs> the repeat got that guy right there. Dude, this is. I, I also go to the comment section because if you're ever thinking that like we're getting it like bad, like these guys, I mean, just fucking get it from sure. every which direction, I, dude. I don't think anyone likes them right. anymore. I think all of their fans. I said three quarters at first, but I think all their fans. have This a, is like review bombing at exactly, its finest. At but its finest. but everybody actually genuinely feels this way. There's right. no like agenda behind. It. No, not at all, man. Um. Yeah, I think it's just a general consensus of just, like, the Island Boys being fucking It's just objective. I mean, you yeah. can't objectively sit there and be like, this is quality. <laughs> yeah. You just can't. Right. I mean, look, there's there's some things that are well, objective that's just, that's just a, you can't. Well, you can, but guess what? You're going to be insane. No, exactly. And guess what I'm doing? Getting as far away. From Running the opposite direction from that possible, person. Dude. <laughs> exactly, dude. So, um, the Island Boys, man, never cease to amaze. Um, welcome back. Welcome back. You'll, you'll be back again, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. They'll definitely be back, man. I mean, we they always give us. They're like our court jesters. Yeah. They always provide the entertainment early in the show. Oh, yeah, dude. They get the king's council going, you know what I mean? It's a great analogy, bro. <laughs> you're, dude, you're on point with the analogies today, man. I'm feeling good, man. This, this Maybe this Saturday thing is like a new energy for me. It might be. Yeah, it I'm, might be. I'm enjoying this, man. Instead of, you know, coming from a long Friday and you're Right, like you burned down. out from the work week. Me, I had my breakfast this morning, I had my coffee, I'm feeling good. There you go, Let's bro. go, man. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling the same way, man. So let's keep it rolling, shall we? Um, so we seen last week, you weren't here, Mario, but uh, last week, I'm, I, I know I sent it in the chat, and I'm sure you've seen this around, uh, yeah. kind of circulating. <laughs> um, but the fans at the Oakland Athletics game we covered last week, the guy getting a uh, little blowy in the stadium. And I, 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 I know you weren't here last. Got to do something during the seventh inning stretch. Well, yeah, and something, uh, you know, was something he did, something he did. <laughs> but you know, and we see it too with the Oakland A's, obviously not being a great team. There was no one really at the stadium, so you know, as a result, you have people sucking hey, other people off at the top. Dude, of you the got a whole section. Days. Why not get some dome? Why not, dude? Right. That's um, actually a great. I mean, think about it, man. With how slow baseball's gotten over the years, what better way to pass the time for a couple innings? And getting your knob polished. Well, and that's what I said, bro. Well, at first I was like, yo, these guys are nuts. Well, guys and gal, but, uh, or guy and gal, I should say. But um, they're nuts for these doing this. These people are nuts, These yes. people are nuts <laughs> for doing this, uh, you know, sort of thing. Like, what were they thinking? But then as I kind of, you know, evaluated a little more, I'm like, hats off to this guy, man. I mean, he's at the top of a baseball stadium watching baseball. He's got the mountains and the scenery Summer at behind the ballpark. Him. Summer at the ballpark. Summer day. Probably a couple $15 Coors Lights in. Absolutely gorgeous woman. Go- uh, yeah. On her knees, pledging her allegiance. <laughs> there it is, dude. <laughs> dude, that's... Think about it. America's pastimes baseball, that's about as American as it gets. Right oh, there. dude. Hats yeah. off. Salute to that man. All they're missing is like a double cheeseburger. Dude, the f- yeah. And, and that's about Fireworks, it. Fireworks, Eagle just kind of parks at yeah. the top of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this past week, man, uh, another sexual encounter right. at a baseball stadium, man. Shout wow. out to, uh, I guess, this is this a new trend now? Are we starting to see sexual Shit, I, acts you know, at baseball? I haven't gotten to go to a Phillies game this year. <laughs> and, you know, September's rolling around. We got, you know, baseball. and uh, October baseball's coming up. Well, gonna, don't look at me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> don't look at me, bro. I'm going to have to go head to the ballpark. There might be some prospects at the ballpark. You never know, dude. You never know, man. I mean, allegedly or apparently there is. So uh, this past week, we have at the Toronto Blue Jays Stadium, fans caught having not just See, all oral fun, sex. all fun things happen in Canada, dude, I swear. Yeah, well, Canada low-key has a great time. This is true. They know how to uh, live life, man. 
Um, but yeah, man. So this past week we had All fans right. <laughs> not only just doing oral sex. They seen <laughs> last week's Oakland A's uh, performance, and they said, "Oh, I see you're blowy, and I'm gonna raise <laughs> the you A's blow, and I'll blow you." <laughs> now we have these fans uh, this taking guy. it one step further. And uh, this guy's know, hitting a grand slam, man. Look at that. He touched all four bases. Wow. Here at this game. That guy's pile driving right there. So it says, uh, <laughs> yeah, fans oh, having man. sex at the stadium. So it says uh, from TMZ Sports, baseball is continuing to make uh, spec- uh, spectators outrageously horny. Uh, whoops. Wrong sound bite. There it is. Um, Play ball, baby. Because another couple has uh, been busted, no pun intended, uh, for engaging in an alleged sex act made Another in Another couple busted. <laughs> this uh, this time uh, at a Toronto Blue Jays game. Um, as we uh, yeah, as we previously reported, one fan was allegedly caught giving what appeared to be oral sex to a fan at the Oakland A's game last week, which uh, had resulted in a police investigation. Uh, this action seemingly made uh, its way up north at the Rogers Center for the Jays matchup against the Chicago Cubs on Monday. When two fans decided to say, screw the game, let's screw each other. All right. Can't go wrong with that. So uh, we have a couple clips, Mario. Uh, let's dive into them and let's see what it's hitting for. All right. Let's blow this up. Let's, on get, a a, let's, let's get a little play-by-play in here. So as you can see, I mean, they have her uh, whole ass blurred out, but I mean, she's on top. I mean, good for her, man. What a woman. This That's is, athletic. I salute you. Um, she's Very on, athletic woman. She's on top here, and uh, he's just kind of, you know, living life, man, taking it as it comes. This guy's literally hitting dingers, man. There it is. Fuck yeah. Big Al hitting Respect. dingers. You know, is there something going around the water lately? Because did you did you guys did you guys see the the the, uh, the clip I saw I sent you guys? Connor McGregor. Oh, McGregor getting was a blow. On, was on a yacht getting a blowjob. Well, well, in all fairness, I didn't. That clip I was kind of eh, about because one, that was his wife. So it's like, okay. Well, bro, I, but that's your wife. It's private time. It's private time, right? Okay, but you're on a yacht and you got this great view. That's great and all, but it's like that's your wife. It's not just like oh, yo, you're pulling med hose and shit. It's like that. You what you and your wife do should be in that's private. just that's just sharing your vacation. Exactly. That's all it is. It's a, it's a family vacation slideshow. <laughs> It's almost like the Tom and uh, the Pam and Tommy fucking uh, exactly, dude. They they, they kind of got it started with the boat, right? But uh, yeah, man. Without diving uh, too much into that, but yeah, it's just it's just crazy. I feel like people have been locked up. Uh, summer of love, baby. It's a summer. We're getting of love, back out dude. there. So it reminds me of like the nineteen sixties again, of like the uh, the hippie movement and shit. You know, dude. Baseball's back in the in the forefront of sports. They had to do it somehow. People dude. are getting out there freely. It does sound like the 60s to me. Absolutely, man. Let's do um, it. Here, so let's rewind this a little bit, and we'll watch this from the top. The wind-up and the pitch. That ball is out of here. Oh, and then he pulls her, uh, gets her back right there, man. Now, everyone in the chat, man, don't get don't get horny on us now. Uh, we, we don't like Listen, little uh, yeah. horny commenters running around. Uh, but no, this is just pretty crazy, man. I feel like, you know, with the whole... We usually try to save this for our After Dark shows. Right. But this is a Saturday morning show. This is as raw as it's going to get. That's right. Uh, I believe we have another video, too, so let's watch this. I believe this is when security was coming. Yeah, this is security. All right, let's uh, pause. So as you can see, 
Alright, so check this out. I'm gonna do a little zoom in action. Let's zoom in on the guy and gal here. Oh, uh, here come the fun police. So look, they're getting it on right now. And I think like right around there he kind of noticed and now they're kind of like you ever like so, have you ever been in this instance where it's like you know you you just got caught this doing is like something? when you're like a, when like a, you're like a teenager yes. and your parents walk in you're like fuck yeah you got you got to act like you're doing <laughs> something now, like now here's the question for all you men out there if you're right about to bust a nut and this security guard's like within maybe 10 feet of you now do you get those last few pumps in or do you panic no, you panic. You panic, you right? Panic, yeah, 100%, you panic. 100%. <laughs> Every guy likes to think, nah, fuck it, man. I'm a stud. I'm going to finish that shit. Now you panic. No, you panic. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. It's one thing, you know, if you're like in a car behind like a shop, right? Sure. You know, in the middle of been, winter. We've all been there, done that. <laughs> and you see a cop like kind of rolling up and it's like, all right, fuck it. But at least I'm not. Yeah, I'm in public, but I'm not at a baseball. Play game. it cool. Right. Keep your head down for a minute. Let the cop drive away. You're good. You're good. This you're in broad daylight. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you're you're, fu- a- you're asking for no it. pun. You're yeah, you you're literally you're fucked. literally fucked and metaphorically fucked and and physically, <laughs> mentally, spiritually, and everything else. Legally fucked. Legally, <laughs> yes, you're just done, dude. So yeah, man. Um, I mean, he's rounding home. The slide into home. Oh no, he's out <laughs> he's at the out. plate. Ring him up. <laughs> Hang that K from the stadium railing, baby. So let's go back here to uh, the article. Mario, you want to finish this out right here? This. Uh, All right. Uh, so the censored video posted by a blog TO shows a woman straddling a man in top row of the 500s level. And the outlet claims everything on display in the unedited version. Oh, boy. So, yeah, you got the full uh, the full moon, so to speak. Another clip shows the couple being escorted away from the area, and they were most likely escorted out of the stadium. I'd like to think they probably were. Uh, We reached out to law enforcement earlier Tuesday, and we're told there is no information about it. We've reached back out now. The video of the alleged act has made its way to social media. And for all you Jays fans who have been keeping up on this, they did beat the Cubs 5-4, to so that's kind of cool. So not for nothing, man. Hey, (laughs) they uh, did come out on top. So shout out to the Jays winning... In every aspect. Yeah, so, I mean, really, this has, you know, kind of been a trend that we have, uh, you know, seen now over the last couple weeks. Uh, just people just kind of being, living like animals, bro, as Nickelback once said. Um, <laughs> but it, it's like, you know, Mario, do, do you think coming up this, uh, you know, right on the footsteps of the uh, eve of the football stadium? or the We're going to get some uh... football season. Um, do you think we continue to see this sort of behavior going into the football stadium? Or fo- why do I keep saying football stadium? I'm thinking of Blue Jays stadium. Football season. So, I feel like there maybe, but there's going to be a cutoff of like mid to late October. It's going to start getting cold it out. It gets cold, <laughs> right. Yeah, at that point, you know, you got to find the family bathroom on the concourse somewhere. Well, if you're going to try to get one in real quick at halftime. And that's the question I've been asking myself. It's like, guys, there's restrooms you can go into. I've, act- I've actually pulled that off. Well, hey, a gentleman never kisses and tells, right? I know. There I, it is. I just want to leave it at that. Leave it at that. It was at a Temple football game. Uh, now he's revealing two I'll leave it at that. It's at a Temple football game at 3.43 p.m. on a Saturday. Back it was uh, 5.14 uh, left in the third quarter when I uh, officially climaxed. 
<laughs> and her name was Beep. Beep. No, nah, but yeah, I was, that was, just want to put that out there. That was kind of cool. Um, just interesting <laughs> behavior, though, man. Um, and, but it, if you're going to do it, it's like do it right. You know, exactly. don't you're setting yourself up for failure. You know what you got to do? You bang one out in the morning in the, in the tailgate RV before your family and friends show up. That, well, that's the way to do it. Right. You get up. You park the RV early. So you park at like 6, 7, 8 in the morning. Quickly bang one out. Boom. 10, 11 o'clock. Everybody's rolling in. You're cooking the, you're cooking the cheese steaks and the, and the roast beef. Exactly. Hell yeah, man. There you go. I mean, that, that's really the way to do it, man. If you're going to do it, you know, kind of do it beforehand where there's no, I guess, pressure, no outside, uh, you know, extremes where you could get arrested or anything like that or banned from the stadium. Because, uh, you, you know, you want to be able to go back and do it again. Sure. Uh, but, you know, it's like you got to be smart about this thing. I'm not opposed to the whole having sex in public thing. If you want to be risky, I'm not kink shaming or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. I'm but not a kink shamer. This, this isn't even a matter of kink shaming. This is a matter of, listen, we don't want you to go to jail. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jail! <laughs> yes, if you're going to fuck on the, you know, right out in the open in the stadium. There's nothing we can do for you. Nothing we can do for nothing you. You're going to be getting the cuffs. So, uh, yeah, man, it should be interesting to see, though, uh, moving, I guess, into this uh, 2022 NFL season. So, all right, here, here we go. Ready? Early prediction. Over, under? No, no. What stadium, what fan base does it happen? Like, in what stadium, if that makes sense? Yes. Okay, so if it did happen, what would what, be the What team? fan base, yeah. Where is it? What, what, what fan base's fans would do this? I'm probably going to say... I'm, I'm going Bills fans. Well, okay, that's not. Bad. I, I think okay. I think I think Bills Mafia would do some shit like that. I'm leaning towards more Miami, because it's Be- hot, beautiful weather, beautiful weather, it's Miami, beautiful people, beautiful people. Yeah, that's fair. You know, uh, the, the, the and Dolphins plus, are never really that great, right? So you got to keep busy somehow, and not for nothing too. But it's uh, you know, you're in Miami, and it's just you know you're having a great. great See, that's time, the thing dude. about Miami sports is like, yeah, the Heat are usually pretty good. The Dolphins are kind of on the come up this year with Tyreek Hill and Tua. But, like, Miami sports, nobody really cares about sports in Miami. You're there for the beach. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see Miami. That makes sense. And plus, too, Florida is just a wild place. Florida is just the wild west of the yeah. country, absolutely. It's, and it's in the east. It's in the Yeah. yeah so that actually kind of checks out. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, all right. So kind of stay sticking in the realm of entertainment here. We'll keep it moving for everyone. Um, Mario, you're familiar with the baby, right? I am. Uh, the baby, you know, not really my uh, sort of, you know, forte. Yeah, I mean, he has some good good music. Don't He's get me fine. Wrong. Yeah, better than the Island Boys. Fine. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. Uh, but this was pretty interesting. I seen this past week, man, and I don't know why this lady here is on the screen talking, but the baby had the uh, had a concert that was canceled over ticket sales. Uh, so it says the baby was set to hit the stage in New Orleans Friday night, but promoters scrapped the show because he didn't sell enough tickets, man. Wow. And when you really break it down, there's one thing about, you know, there's one thing if you don't sell enough tickets, but it's a whole completely other thing when the venue, I believe, like held uh, a 14,000 seat capacity and he couldn't even sell 500 tickets. It and was, that's in New Orleans. I mean, down south. I mean, you would think you'd, you'd hip hop culture. Yeah, you do, you do great down there. Right. That's the, like the epicenter of hip hop culture. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, do you think maybe because I know the baby for a while had like. A little bit of controversy because I think he made like a homophobic slur or something like years right. ago. Right. And then we so covered. Do you on think this maybe show. the fallout of that maybe was no. part of it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's so long ago, and 
So I think reading reading this, I think he was really the only because I feel like fourteen thousand seats for the debate. I mean, he's a popular rapper. I mean, right? You think but he would be? I think be able really, to fill most of those. You would think at least ten thousand of them. But not just the baby alone. You know what I mean? And, Fair, and, and right. I think that's where uh, he kind of went wrong. Got to do like a co-headliner. Or just just multiple good acts or sure. just acts that people want to see. Yeah, you can go to a baby show and that's fine, but you're not going to just go to a baby show. Yeah, like around you know? here in Philly, like if when I would think of seeing baby, I would think maybe like the Electric Factory. Right. Like one of the smaller or like the Fillmore. Right. The TLA. One of those like decent sized little like amphitheaters, but they're, you know, they're they're still like for like that next tier down of artists. Right, right. You, like, like, like you would see Jay-Z at like Wells Fargo Center where you would MSG, see. MSG, right. yeah. Well, that's a great point. Yeah, something like a 1,500-seater would probably be max. And then if you if you have other people on the bill and if you promote it right, then you can open up to like 14,000 seats. But if you're not selling 500 tickets, man, I mean, and the baby's on a major label. He's, you know, everywhere in the algorithm. He's huge. Now, granted, yeah, he had some discrepancies, you know, a c- couple years back, but Still, man, he, he, he's huge. And to not even be able to sell 500 tickets, I bet you right now, dude, if we, you know, if we did it right and promote it, like with this Halloween show, we could probably get like, real close to 500. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say, like, probably easily, like, a couple hundred. Like 250. At least. At least. And because that's I like, feel like I feel like this show alone we have booked with all the bands, I feel like that, that might be a realistic number. And that's on a local level. No. Like, hyper-local. Like, the, we're out in the sticks in New Jersey. Right. Doing this. Yeah, so it's just very interesting to see, uh, you know, and, and again, you know, this is a story where I see and, and, and I find the uh, hope and inspiration in it. It's where, you know, uh, acts like this aren't really getting the job done. Um, so what does that tell you? It kind of speaks volumes for the entire industry. Right. I mean, if someone like the baby, like you said, who's on a major label, he's a, a huge artist. You would think that that would sell itself. And I mean, it really does say a lot for the industry as far as, you know. Now you're seeing it from the top. I mean, before it was like, okay, like, you know, if you if you hit the label, you know, you get signed by a label, you you kind of made it, and you kind of, like, the, the tours kind of booked themselves. Now you see, like, they're trying to fill 14,000-seat arenas. That's If you're a major label artist, you should be able to pack that in. Easily. I mean, you see someone like Drake or whoever, like, they, they can pack those arenas. So to me, it's like, like you said, it kind of gives you hope because it's like, okay, the in, the entire industry is struggling. Maybe there's going to be some kind of solution where it benefits everybody from the top down. But we'll see. I mean, I don't know. It's it, it's it's also a little alarming because it's like, man, like music's really gone that way so fast. Well, I wouldn't say I wouldn't generalize it and say music. I would well, I meant like as far as like the industry, the music industry, the live music industry. Well, you still have great shows that are, that are put on. Sure, absolutely. But it, it was I always you know looked at. The, the hip hop uh, industry, and as far as shows alone, really any industry, you, you have to have a couple good acts on the bill to have a successful night. Even if your favorite band came around and it was only them, you know the it's, turnout would probably you know be right. I by mean, 50%. think about like in the rock and metal genre, like how many bands you'll see like an evening with so and so. They'll they'll play like an entire album front to back, then a bunch of hits, but that's like. Big, big bands. Like, I'm talking, like, I think Metallica did it. I think, like, Dream Theater did it. Like, big bands. But even and hip, with the- and like you said, with hip-hop and rap, it's like the shows benefit from having multiple artists on the bill. Right. Especially if they're all really talented, and then especially if they're all, like, hot up and coming. They're big on TikTok. They're big on Spotify. That show's going to sell itself. Sure. And especially, like we said, down south where that's, 
like the culture down there is booming, that should be an easy sell. Yeah, you would think, man. Um, but, you know, you kind of, uh, you know, you kneecap your own audience, essentially. You know, when you're, Absolutely. you're just doing it solo because, I mean, you're really going to have uh, just really the true, true, true diehard, you know, uh, fans that come out just to see you. Most people want just a night of entertainment, you know sure. what I mean? And just to be, you know, ex- escaping. So, they, you know, you want to see multiple bands. And especially in today's day and age, man, where your your attention span is so I mean, you see it in low. comedy even. Well, yeah. It, now, now, you have, now you go to a comedy club and there's four or five comedians on a night right. doing a set. It, you, you need to have other people. You, it's very hard to do it by yourself. You, you need other people on the bill. And that, that was my big takeaway from it is, yeah, no matter how much, you know, how many views you get online, like none of that shit matters, bro. It's like if you go to a venue and you can't sell 500 tickets, bro, it that should tell you everything right there. You know. Stop being selfish and put other upcoming right. artists right. or other. You're going to help. You're actually going to help yourself as well exactly. as you're going to help somebody that's yeah. on the come up. Exactly. And you know, sometimes it also gets distorted because you look at like you can watch videos of like you know we covered the whole thing with Travis Scott with Astro World. I mean that's a huge festival. It's huge. Yeah. You, you you don't think they're all there just for Travis Scott? Right. They're there for the whole entire festival. Exactly. He's just a big draw because he's a huge name. Right. That's like the icing on or the sure. cherry on top. Right. You know? It's like when you go to Coachella, you go to like all of those things. Um, you know what I mean? Like you're there for all those big names or that huge draw. I mean, even even in like, you know, the, the, the pop punk genre, like Warp Tour was a big draw because you had five or six bands you grew up with at the top and a lot of up and comers in the middle and early on in the day. To where it was a huge draw. You absolutely. wanted to get there at 10 a.m. and spend the whole day there. Right. Absolutely, man. Yeah. You you that warp tour obviously you know wouldn't work if it was just one. Band. Like it just sucks that we became a band like just too late. Yeah, but we could we could start our own warp tour because I think yeah and I think I think there will be some kind of renaissance within the genre with something like that. In well, the we future. see it now. You know, there there definitely is that a renaissance. I feel like happening right now and now, especially too with. You know, 2020 was a rough year, but 2021, everyone started kind of... Some people never stopped in 2020, so you also yeah. got to think about that. But, you know, obviously, you have a lot of, uh, you know, money, and you have a lot of, uh, you know, promo, um, you know, corp- uh, not corporations, but, like, you know, pr- uh, promoters, essentially, on your uh, on your team, which, you know, that helps right, you Right, you have a whole street team. Yeah, it helps, it helps point, right. you so yeah. much. But, you know, for the people who took, like, some time off in 2020, coming back in 21 and now 2022, you know, you talk about a renaissance, man. It's, you know, you look around the landscape. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of places are, you know, shut down um, or a lot of places didn't make it through the pandemic. A lot of the venues kind of bit the dust, which is sad. It, it, no, it, it is. But overall, you, you do see, like, this resurgence in, you know, especially I've, our genre. I was going to say, I've noticed it with our genre and our scene alone, like, because I had been playing music around here locally for the better part of like 10 plus years now. Right. And um, I've noticed like waves. Like when I started playing in bands, the bands that were like big in like the quote like MySpace era kind of started to go away. Everybody got older. They went to college. They had kids, whatever. And then when I was playing in bands, you know, coming out of high school, early college, like it started to really die down from like 2012 to like 2017, 2018. Yeah. There really wasn't a lot going on around here. Yeah. And now you've seen it really 2019, 2020, and then coming out of the pandemic now, you really see like this resurgence and like people do want to get back out there and play shows. And, you know, we've had a lot of, we've made a ton of connections. I mean, we're friends with a lot of guys in the scene now. It's been great. 
and we've all kind of really helped each other grow the scene back. Yeah. Because you have to. I mean, you got to stick together because it's a time where, you know, it's a, it's a make or break for the music industry. Like, we just spent two years not going to concerts, really not having much of anything other than some bands doing live streams where you're putting out an album. So, you know, if you really are that dedicated to it, you got to come out and show it. And they have so far. I mean, I really, I've seen that on the local level. Yeah. We've been lucky enough to where we really haven't played shows where there's not really anybody there. Everybody seems to be, you know, be super enthusiastic about getting back out there. Yeah. Yeah, man. And and that's a great sign. You, you want to see that. Um, because without, you know, people, you know, are fans and fans of music and just, you know, going to concerts and live events and stuff like that. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So it really starts with you guys. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Everywhere from anything we do. You know, even just this show. I mean, you guys listening in, you guys are the reason why we do this. 100%. You guys have been awesome. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, it it's very positive. To seeing the the response and the bounce back from the whole COVID uh, nineteen shamdemic, um, so you know you, you like to see it, man. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we're gonna continue to do what we do regardless. But um, you know, my big takeaway from the whole the baby thing, and then we'll uh, move on. But my whole big takeaway was again, can't do it yourself. You're better in numbers, you know, and, right? And that's the big thing. And that, that, that doesn't matter what level you're on. You could be the best fucking right. top band in the world. Right. We're not saying you're not talented as an artist. We're just saying you're the way the industry works is the names draw attention. The more names you have on a bill, the, the better the attendance is going to be. It's, it's just it's kind of a fact. Yeah. 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 You're better in numbers, dude. It's just, you know, it's it is what it is. Um, all right. So uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll move on from uh, the baby. Uh, Mar, you said you had uh, some some words on this next topic. We got yes. Here. So the headline reads, and this is from Complex. Uh, Chris Rock says he was invited to host the 2023 Oscars and explains why he turned the offer down. So as you guys know, this past Oscars Wait, uh, was some- the... Something happened this past Oscars? Yes, yeah, something happened, John. Are you serious? There was an incident. No. There was a serious incident. No. Amongst... Two well-known and well-respected in the industry. Are you serious? Uh, actors. Wow, dude. Yeah. So if you guys have all been living under your rock, like Patrick Starr, uh, Chris Rock hosted this Patrick past Star. Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know, right? It's a little throwback. <clears throat> you know what's funny? Like, real quick, as much as I forget things every day, SpongeBob quotes live in my head rent-free. Yeah. They always will. But... um. But anyway, so yeah, Chris Rock hosts his past Oscars and, um, you know, made a uh, G.I. Jane joke about uh, a certain someone's wife, uh, Mr. Will Smith. Yeah, so uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, as you guys know, has alopecia, and he made the G.I. Jane joke uh, referring to her baldness. And Will Smith didn't take too kindly to that and said, Slap! What did a five finger say in the face? Slap! Slap! bitch! <laughs> Perfect time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so they offered Chris Rock to come back to host the 2023 Oscars. And you know what? This is why I said I had a lot to say about this. If you're Chris Rock, you're in a position where, okay, listen, we want you to come back. What happened happened. It's not on you. We want you to come back and we want to give you another chance to kind of a do over. You're in a lose lose situation if you're Chris Rock. 
You can go up there and completely ignore the entire slap thing. You just can move on, do your normal monologuing, do your normal jokes in between each award. And all anybody's going to talk about is when's Chris going to bring up Will Smith? Now, the other, the opposite happens. You bring it up right away. You address it in your opening monologue. You, you make a Will Smith joke or you kind of tell a story about he gets serious for a minute. Now that's the entire is, oh, what's going to happen next? You think Will Smith's there? You think he's going to, and I know he's banned, but like, you know, people are, people are just going to speculate nonsense the whole night and it's going to take away from Chris Rock doing his job. So really, you're kind of in a lose-lose here. And it, it's it's such a thing where, like, it's just going to hover over this entire event. I really think, regardless of who hosts it, I think it's just going to be there, which is another reason why I think it makes sense that he, that he declined because you're not going to be able to escape it no matter what you do. Well, and that's the thing, dude. Um, <laughs> my big takeaway on this, it's like, first of all, you're the Oscars, man. Like, you got to be able to, to read the room. Take a hint. First of all, we're not even six months past this, uh, you know. Right. What are you already doing reaching out to him now? Yeah. It's like, leave the man be for like, like two like they, years. They barely bro. got to like kind of have a half-ass apology. Exactly. It's like, you know, what are you talking about here, bro? Let the man fucking breathe. Like this just happened. That's a huge event that was nationally televised. Whether you want to say it's fake right. or real. Millions of people just watched <clears throat> this man get, get slapped get by another grown man. Get embarrassed. Like at the end of the day, whether, you know, whether it's Will Smith and Chris Rock or it's two guys in front of Wawa. <laughs> Yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 another grown man slapped you in the face on national television. Exactly, dude. And and that's almost like, you know, uh it's Chris Rock got beta cucked in that situation to the world. It was almost like, you know, uh not a ceremony, but like a fucking what do they call it, dude? <sighs> Um, it's like it was like it was a like ritual. Getting, it, was, it was like getting baptized in blood. <laughs> well, it's like a ritual yeah. to like Hollywood. It's like a public shaming sort of thing that you have to go. Some weird reason you have to go through. I don't know. It's like some occult shit. <laughs> read into it though. Read very up, very dark shit in Hollywood. No, yo, read up. <laughs> I, seriously, read yeah. up on that public humiliation rituals. Just it's fascinating, like shit like you that. You think like, that's part of it? You think that's you think that's what was at play there? I think that could have been. It's definitely a possibility. We don't. It's know. interesting to think about. I yeah. mean, if you guys are into conspiracy theories, that's a good one to look into for sure. Yeah, we, we. I mean, we don't know, but the occult, dude. Like the occult. See what happens is they do things right in plain sight, but it's like called like residual or residual magic or some shit like that. And it's essentially, it's like, all right, we're going to do all this fucked up shit, but we can't just do it behind the scenes. Like, we have to let you know we're doing it. And, you know, it... it it's like, And it's like the yeah. honesty of it's almost like this kind of dark <clears throat> evil. Exactly. It's, like, it's disturbing. Exactly. And they, they almost have to, like, clear their conscience. Yeah, and like, least, like, like I told you about it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now you know exactly. what you're getting yourself into. You decide to sell your soul to be famous and, and exactly. to host this event. Exactly. It's on you. Our hands are washed. Yeah, because we told you. And whether you chose to pick up on the signs or not, that's on you. We That might have been a possibility. Who knows? I mean, you look at the slap and you analyze it, and there's pe been people who have, who've, who've slowed it down, the super slow motion. There's people that, you know, they said there's a pad on Chris Rock's face. There's a pad. This is a whole staged event. <laughs> and when you, when you look at, and, and, and I made this remark too, uh, you know, when Twitter posts out something that says, fact check, blah, blah, blah is not true. I always tend to like, even look at it that much deeper because it's like, okay, you went out of your way to like, let me know that something is it. Are you fact checking it or are you sweeping it under the rug? Nothing to see here. Exactly. This did not happen. This is fake news. Fake news. <clears throat> Chris Rock, a great American was slapped by Will Smith, a traitor, a traitor to this great nation. <laughs>
probably in cahoots with China. Just want to leave that out there. <laughs> Donald J. Trump, everyone, making another appearance on Thank the show. Thank you, John. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome. Happy Saturday. I am enjoying my uh, great bottle of Jim Beam here. <laughs> Nah, dude, but it, it's, uh, you know, it, it's fascinating, man, um, to go into this. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's really too soon to really have asked Chris. And what did you expect Chris to say? Yeah, it's just the timing of it just really doesn't make any sense. Um, here, So we'll dive into, like, the first little bit of this, but it's not really much. So it says, uh, Chris Rock reportedly told the crowd at a Phoenix stand-up I can't really see it. Uh, Phoenix stand-up show that he was offered to return to the Oscars in 2023 as host after Will Smith, Will Smith infamously slapped him on stage. Per the Arizona, Arizona Republic, Rock declined. The local outlet wrote that he said it would be like going back to a crime scene or inviting Nicole Brown Simpson, oh God, <laughs> to go back to the restaurant. He also turned down a Super Bowl ad in the aftermath. Rock's commentary on the slap came briefly and early during a roughly 90-minute comedy set. That's a long time for a set, comedy especially, uh, with an attendee prom uh, prompting him to talk about it. Uh, the 57-year-old told his fans the smack, uh, the smack coming from the man who played Muhammad Ali did indeed hurt. Okay, that makes so sense. So he compared himself to, to the OJ incident? That's great. That's awesome. That, that's dude that's top shelf comedy that's okay. base shit right there uh his bigger uh he's bigger than me the state of nevada would not sanction a fight between me and will smith he's quoted saying in may deadline uh wrote that abc president of entertainment craig erwich was open to the idea of rock hosting the show next year the slap launched a trillion blog posts in march wow <laughs> in, in march 2022 is yielding headlines to this day. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're covering it right now on the show. Um, with the last month alone seeing Willow Smith dig into the topic, Zoe Kravitz share her regrets on way she spoke out when uh, it happened, and Kevin Hart gift rock a goat name. Well, what does that say? And Kevin Hart? So Kevin Hart gifted Chris Rock a goat and named it Will Smith. So he gave it to him on stage at, at a MSG. show at Madison Square Garden. That's hilarious. So everyone kind of really having their fun with this uh, incident still to this day. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. This happened in, what, February? And it's still a hot topic. Yeah. February it's crazy. March. It's crazy, man. Yeah, I don't blame Chris one bit, though. No, I mean, if you're Chris Rock, this is kind of the only option you have. Yeah. I mean, even next year. I mean, would you, if you're Chris Rock, would you take it next year if they were like, listen, we understand. In 24? Give it a year to die down. Do it in 24. I'd say you'd need at least two years uh, to kind of like move past it. Um, yeah, I, I feel mean? like I feel like once you hit the two year mark, it's completely out of the cultural zeitgeist. If that yeah. makes sense, like obviously it would always be there, um, sort of thing. But you know, it, at least you you would have time to kind of move on from it and kind of just reset at the end of the day. Yeah, because I feel like at that point too, and if you're Will Smith at that point, because Will Smith has lost a lot of his movies uh, that a were lot. upcoming. Yeah, but there are a couple that are still in development. Um, I think if you're Will Smith, if you just kind of lay low, you, you put out your apology, whether people agree with it or not, you put it out there. That's out there. Um, you know, you, you shoot your movies that you still have slated to come out and you just kind of lay low at that point. It'll everybody will move past it. It's with Will Smith. It's kind of a one time thing. He's never really been known to show this kind of behavior. And it's documented. We all know what he's going through in his marriage. So, dude, he probably just fucking snapped. 
I mean, you get to a point, everybody, no matter if you're a major celebrity or not, you get to a point where shit just bottles up and you just blow up. Well, and we talked about too on And you show. do irrational shit. And, yeah. he, and, 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 and it was a very irrational thing to do. We've talked about here on this show, man, just, the, you know, the, the relationship of Willow and, or not Willow, uh, rather, Jada and Will, man. I mean, just super fucking toxic. It's, um, yeah, it's bad. You know, she's out there, you know, sleeping around, and, you know, going behind his back and like really talking shit and kind of like just demoralizing Will. You know, Will has, you know, Jaden uh, and Willow as as kids that And are, he's very close. I mean, him and Jaden do a lot of movies together. They're very close. They do a lot of movies. But at the end of the day, wasn't it uh, Willow or some shit like saying something? She's, she was saying pretty much trash and Will, I think, on an interview. Yeah, I mean, it, and it makes sense, too, because Willow kind of followed Jada's path as far as like right. being a musician. Right. Kind of, kind of doing more what she's, as her mother's done. Right. So like, it makes sense that she would side with Jade on that. Yeah, I mean, but this was pre-snap or pre-snap. <laughs> thinking of Thanos, <laughs> fucking pre-pre-slap. Will Smith just walks up with the Infinity Gauntlet, <laughs> snaps him out of Keep existence. Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> Dude, that's Chris Rock weird. just gets turned to dust. Jesus, that I, that, I'd pay to see that. I'd pay to see them both fight, though. Honestly, honestly, if they did like a celebrity boxing, That'd I'd be watch. great, dude. I'd, Trilla event, you can have Jake Paul and whoever else fight him. Maybe get Andrew Tate in there. Let them let them brawl it out. Be the main event. That's think, actually a perfect segue. Yeah, you can have you can have Will Smith and uh, Chris Rock on there as a celebrity uh, undercard fight. Ah, uh, real quick before we get into this next topic on that segue because that was great, uh, and I don't want to <laughs> spoil it. Um. I think that was a celebrity death match. You remember celebrity death? Yeah, match, right? MTV. Yeah. yeah, I think that was already a match. Will Smith versus Chris Rock. I feel like that was. Well, if they ever bring it back, because I know there was talks that MTV was going to bring that back. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic, yeah. and that would be like the perfect way. Like if they did a first episode, that'd be the perfect one. And I think that would solve a lot of this bullshit influencer boxing that we're we've seen over the last four years now. I would say. Uh, where it would kind of, because like we all we need our fix, right? But celebrity boxing was so, or celebrity deathmatch rather, yeah, celebrity. It was its own thing, rather, was its own thing, and you almost like scratch that itch of wanting to see a real fight watching that. It 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 puts the whole like celebrity fight thing like as an entity in its own little box, right? So now you can have like legitimate boxing. You can watch like the ESPN top rank and see all the actual like up and coming prospects. You can watch the heavyweight type, you know, the WBC belt fights. And then you have like, you know, because we all admit like as ridiculous as Jake Paul's fights are, we want to watch them because it's a, it's, it's a spectacle. It's right. a circus. Right. You're curious. You, and that, want, you that's want to what, watch. That's what Celebrity Deathmatch did. It was a spectacle. Exactly. You wanted to watch it. So I feel like if we bring that back, that would solve this whole bullshit fucking phenomenon. Of the right, because everybody's in on the fact that right. this is its own separate thing. It's right. not trying to, like, it's not, I'm trying to be the greatest, you know, boxer in the current, you know, you know, boxing circuit, whatever. Yeah, um, you know. I hope, I hope they bring that back, bro. I, I'll, That'd I'll be sign, hilarious. I'll sign a petition for MTV to bring that back. But to segue into our next topic, Mario, uh, Jake Paul, uh, apparently he hasn't released it yet, uh, or at least not to my knowledge, but uh, from rumors and from all the signs pointing, his next p opponent, Mario, uh, is yeah. none other than 47-year-old Anderson Silva, which it's going to look like it's going to be happening in October, which, you know, two things. Yeah, it came quick. out a few days ago. Two, two things. One, 
kind of unfortunate that this is how we're trending now, where Jake Paul is just fighting it, it, washed up it, fucking it, it, fighters. It fits the narrative. Yes. It fits. No, I won't say washed up. Let me let me take that back because Anderson Silva for his age, Anderson Silva can still fight. He could still bang, but I, I, I'll say retired old but, UFC fighters. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, dude, when I saw this, it it enraged me. Like, it really did. Like, it, it really enraged me to the fact that we've been following this whole Jake Paul saga back and forth. You know, he has the whole back and forth with Tommy Fury. He's got the whole back and forth with Hasim Rockman. We're like, all right, when's this dude going to actually face one of these actual prospects, these actual boxers that are in their prime? And what do we get? Yet another situation where he's fighting a UFC fighter that's long retired. At this point... He fought Woodley. Tyron Woodley was about, what, 38, 39? 39. Twice. So pushing 40. Fought him twice. Right. Both times, the guy's pushing 40. He's fighting him. Anderson Silva's a legend. We all know that. If you, you, know, if you watch UFC, Anderson Silva's like a legend. He's almost 50. Yeah. And even though he can still, you know, he'll still give Jake Paul the work for being an older guy. He's almost 50. And he's yeah. retired. Yeah. Jake Paul is just continuing to fill this narrative of I'm never going to face a guy that's a boxer in his prime, that's primarily a boxer. And I know Anderson Silva's got a background in boxing, too. But still, I mean, what are we talking about here again? Another another fight where it looks like Jake Paul is just going to collect a bag, make it out unscathed. This is a glorified sparring match. To and, the umpth degree. And at this point, just go away. Yeah, I don't want to hear about you anymore. If you want to do these like little celebrities exhibitions where you fight, you know, fifty-year-old Anderson Silva, good, good for you. He's a big name. I don't blame you for wanting to get on a card with Anderson Silva. That's a big draw. But stop promoting yourself as I'm. I'm on this boxing career. You're yeah. not. You're on the celebrity career that happens to be through the vehicle of the sport of boxing. Right. Right. Just go away. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Don't even don't even talk about it until you're like at the press conference. Just like just show up at a press conference. Like, guess what, guys? You know what? I'm, I'm going to fight Anderson Silver, and it's gonna, next week. We're going to make two million dollars. We're going to just going to just chill right. for eight rounds. We're just going to kind of stand there and right. dance around. Right. Then it's like okay, again, what we talked about with celebrity death match. You're putting that in its own little box. Like, I'm not going to go into it expecting anything. It's like when you watch Tyson fight now at fifty something. It's like. You just want to watch Mike get in the yes, ring. Yes. You're, not, you're not expecting anything. Right, right. But you're stop, right. Stop talking about yourself like you're this up-and-coming heavyweight prospect because you're not. <laughs> right, right. You're not. Right. You haven't fought anybody, and you're not trying to fight anybody, and everybody that gets in your way, Hasim Rockman clowned you, bro. Yeah, he did. He did. You canceled that fight like two weeks in advance. The, the, the day before the fight, he shows, he shows video evidence that he pretty much makes the weight. Give or take a pound that he would have dropped that night, probably. With, with a no hydration clause. With a no hydration clause. All these little bullshit little odds and ends you yes. throw in these contracts. The man makes his weight and then goes, you know what? You want to sit here and run your mouth about me? Well, guess what? I'm going to show the sparring video of you literally running around the ring to avoid getting hit. With me only having one with arm. With me literally throwing punches with one arm. Just my left. Literally just using my other arm for defense. It's fucking pathetic. It's, it's absolutely a disgrace to the sport. Yeah. Because I love boxing. Listen, MMA is great. The UFC is definitely the top combat sport currently. 
But I love boxing. I've always loved boxing. Yep. Yep. It's a disgrace and it's an insult to the sport. Yes. It really is. 100%. Dude. You couldn't have said it's, it really It's, it's absolutely making a mockery of a sport that's already in decline for years with all the corruption and all the bullshit that's gone into it. You're making it worse. I don't care that you're at the forefront promoting the sport because you're not really promoting the sport. You're promoting yourself, yourself. through the sport. Exactly. And exactly. all you're doing is maybe making people look at it like, oh, here we go, another joke. Right. You're a joke. Right. Dude, no, bro, that's absolutely fantastic way to to sum this whole phenomenon of Jake Paul up, man. I mean, he'll be the first to tell you, uh, oh, bro, I tried fighting Tommy Fury twice and Hasim Rockman, so I tried fighting real boxers, but I couldn't get the job done. And this whole narrative that, you're right, right Mario, he's not this heavyweight prospect coming up, man. He's fighting ex-NBA players, ex-UFC fighters, old retired Ben Askren UFC. looks like he should be like... In a fucking nursing home. He looks, like, he looks like he should be like in a drive-thru at a McDonald's yes. like serving me a Big Mac. Right. I mean... <laughs> Jesus, bro. It's like, you know, have some, have some respect, bro. Like, okay, maybe your first like three or four fights, I could see... Fair. Kind of, that's fair. Now, we're, I wouldn't even say four. I'd say after your third fight. I would say get like one or two tomato cans and just a warm up. To warm up. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to actually go after a, a contender. Yeah. Some, a prospect, an up and coming prospect that's ranked. Hasim Rockman would have been the perfect fight for him. That was perfect. That fight. was perfect. Yeah. I, I Look, I understand. I even gave him the benefit of the doubt with the Tommy Fury thing. I'm like, okay, look, he got injured. You could have went overseas to fight him because you're talking about fighting. What's his name over there? KSI. Uh, KSI. All right, I'll give you that one. Tommy Fury's got an injury. Okay, fair. Hasim Rockman was literally ready to go, met the weight, did everything you asked, sat there and took all your bullshit in the press conference, and then exposed you for what you are as a fraud. And not to mention, was the replacement for Tommy Fury too. Hopped in, short notice, yeah. met all your bullshit hydration clauses and all your shit, met his weight, and was ready to rock, and you canceled that fight I mean, think about it, dude. Fighters are trained to drop that weight quick. Very, yes. yes. There's no reason two weeks in advance that he has to be at weight. Right. He has to be close. You have to go into camp for a fight at a certain weight where you know, okay, I'm X amount of pounds away from where I got to be. I can drop that quick. It's attainable. And he was. It's attainable, yeah. And, and, and on top of it, you're in the conference going, I don't care if you're 210, I'll fight you, like whatever. Where was that? Yeah. The guy reached 206. Probably would have hit 205 that night. Would have literally burned that off in Easily. one session. Easily. Would have made the weight, already made the weight for the fight. Where's your excuse? Because what? Uh, um, you know, I'm 195. I don't want to fight a guy that's 205. Then stop talking like you're this contender. Talking out your ass, bro. You're talking out your ass. You're a fraud. You're an absolute disgrace to boxing. Yeah. Disgrace. I mean, dude, look, he'll fight, you know, like Nate Robinson was what? Like a hundred and probably like 50 pounds. Bro. Nate Robinson, like, yeah. And he I, fought Jake Paul. Sure. It's like, you know, you're 10 pounds difference from Hasim Rockman. What? Just because my only, you know, connection that I can make is that he's a real boxer. He opposes an actual threat. So therefore, you, you, you can't take the fight because if you lose, and I've said this before, I said this a year ago. When we were watching, it's amazing, bro. I can pull up the clip if you want, but it's amazing. We were literally talking about uh, probably a year ago to this It's like deja date. vu. No, it really is. But as soon as he loses, the mystique of Jake Paul well, dies. That's a, dude, that's a great point because that's exactly what I said of why he's not going to fight Andrew Tate. As much as people think that would be a good matchup, and of course, 
us on this show, we'd eat that up. That sure. would be like a media circus for us. 100%. But the reason why that would never work is because their entire narrative of who they are as a person would be shattered. Right. You, One way especially if you get knocked out. One way you lose by decision, that's bad enough. But if you get knocked out, that whole I'm an alpha, I'm the top dog, come at me, bro, fuck you, that's all gone. Yeah. It's out the window. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's just sad, bro. Like we were talking about, we're seeing Jake, uh, you know, use boxing, um, and, and kind of, you know, he'll tell you that he's really uplifting the sport, but really at the end of the day, man, it, it's just it's it's like, bad for the sport. It's bad. It's, all it's bad. It's 100%. it's it's a bad look. It really just makes a mockery of it. And yeah. you know what? And we we riff on Logan Paul as well, and we're gonna get to him later with the whole impulsive you know thing. But um, in light of this whole thing with Jake. I've actually come around to, you know what? Logan Paul dabbles in boxing. He's kind of quiet about it up until the fight. Okay, fine. He's going into UFC, he's going, not UFC, uh, WWE, WWE wrestling. Yeah. And he's kind of found, hey, I'm a good entertainer. I'm a famous YouTuber. I'm a big personality. I can thrive here. Yeah. And this is kind of tailor-made. I can still be athletic. At least he's doing that. And at least that kind of fits more of what the Paul brothers are. Right. At least he's not trying to be something that he's not. He may, and I, I know we talked about coming back and you know fighting. I think in December. Yeah, I think, I think he, he said he still he yeah. hasn't announced the opponent yet. So on the uh, this uh, recent impulsive episode, he he comes out and says that, you know, he's seeing um, the likes of KSI, which is his business partner in Prime. The likes of KSI coming out last week. KSI had two fights uh, and won both of them. Now, granted, the, he didn't fight nobody. Right. Looked okay. Um, I'd rather see Jake Paul fight KSI. I don't know if that will actually happen, if KSI will take that fight. But that's another story. Oh, if we're talking like an actual fight, I agree. That would be a good fight to to watch. Um, But at the same token, so he's seeing KSI, uh, you know, do well. He's seeing Jake Paul, his brother, do well. So he describes in this latest episode how he's gotten the fighters itch again to come back and box. So I think we're going to watch, yeah, another Logan Paul run to boxing, which... I mean, think about it, though. I mean... Okay, you had an itch. Did you have an itch because you have that fighter's mentality, or do you have an itch because it's the bag? And it's the bag. It's the bag. Because if you're a true fighter, if that's who you are as a person, if boxing is like your life, you are an animal when you get into the ring. Yeah. Like we talk about Mike Tyson all the time. Prime Mike Tyson, that's that's like a dog. A killer. A dog. That's yeah. an actual killer. It's yeah. a dog. That's dog mentality. Yeah. To quote uh, Coach Sirianni. Coach Sirianni. Yeah, our Philadelphia is. Eagles. Ruff, ruff. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's it's clear that it's like okay. I watch my business partners, my brother, who's another business partner, have success. I'm I'm making huge money and accolades in WWE. Everybody knows me from my YouTube and my podcast. I can get back and box again. I I like boxing; it's a fun hobby. But I'm gonna pick somebody that you know we can spar it out for eight rounds, coast and coast. You know, stay away from each other. Just kind of stick and move. Throw the jab. You're good. Walk out of there with absolutely. two mil. Yeah, absolutely. Two I million mean, dollar purse. He sees his brother, bro. I mean, you know, to Jake's credit, I believe it was uh, last year, made $45 million just off boxing. So, you know, and Logan's the older brother. Jake, obviously, being sure. the younger brother. The younger brother just made 45 mil off boxing. And Logan's like... Logan, I feel like Logan is at like a midlife crisis right now almost. Like he <laughs> has many different things... That he does, but can't really decide to lean in one 
or the other. Well, it's true. I kind of feel like Jake's been kind of lapping him a little bit. Well, with the financial gains, I think for sure. On the business side. On the business side, 100%. On which the is, social side, I mean, Logan's got the, the podcast, the pod, which is huge. And he does the vlog. Sure. And all that shit. So, yeah, but, you know, the little brother's making way more money, bro. And, uh, you know, that does something to you. Now, um, you know, Logan having the quote-unquote itch, it's like, you know— Bro, we just want to see authenticity. That's really, I think, really I the, the moral of it. If you, if you're, if you're genuinely like, you know what, I have this like fire in me to, to start a boxing career, and I really want to go for this. Okay, I'll respect it. And if you fight somebody that's a true contender or just a true prospect, somebody that like, okay, I respect it. Whether you win or lose, you got in the ring with somebody that I can respect th- that you got in the ring because right. we always say like, it takes balls to get into a ring and octagon or whatever. Regardless, but you get that extra respect when it's someone that's like, you know what? Even if you lost the fight, you fought a guy that's a good fighter. Yeah, yeah. Like Deontay Wilder, uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder is a perfect example yeah. because at the end of the day, even though Wilder lost, the dude still got a hell of a power punch. He's still a great heavyweight fighter. And he dropped Tyson, I think, and a couple it, times in that third and, fight. Right. I mean, Tyson Tyson Fury, you thought in the one fight, I thought he was done. Yeah. I thought he was unconscious. Same, same. He hit him so hard. When Tyson Fury got off the got off the canvas, I was shocked. His belt was wrong. I was shocked. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you can respect that. That's all I ask. Yeah. Is just just fight somebody where it's like, you know what? You actually gave it a real puncher's chance. I can respect it. Yeah, you're not fighting some ex uh, NBA right. retired basketball. Ridiculous. Player. Uh, so, yeah, uh, for, you know, as everything kind of sits right now, we are kind of gearing up towards a Jake Paul Anderson Silva uh, boxing tout uh, here probably coming up in the next six weeks or so. So, uh, Mario, real quick, and then we'll move on to, uh, I guess, well, we'll move on to our next story after this. But real quick, um, Anderson Silva, Jake Paul, if it does be announced and it's 100% confirmed, who are you going with? Because it's like, obviously, the, the fan in me wants to see Anderson Silva come out. Oh, yeah. Anderson Silva, like we said, at 47, he can still fight. He's actually, I think he won his last fight, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 So he, he's he's still, you know, he's still got the puncher's, the puncher's chance in this fight. I just think what the problem is, is this is another fight where you just kind of, it, 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 it's the Jake Paul narrative, the next chapter, if that makes sense. Like, it's... You just kind of know where it's going. It's either going to be, you know, Jake Paul by decision or he's going to knock him out late. And it's like, all right, well, you know what? You just keep lining these things up. I already know what I'm going to get out of this. And it sucks because I want to see Anderson Silva land one on him and just stun him. I want to see somebody because Jake Paul's a big guy. For 195, he's big. Yeah, he's got a big frame. He's got a big frame. He's got a big reach. He's got like that dummy. He's, uh, he's very slow. That, he doesn't have a lot of footwork and a lot yeah. of head movement. So he's a power puncher. So like you know, Anderson Silva having a, a background, you know, fighting in the UFC. If, if he can, if he can really, if he has some of his movement left from when he was younger, and he can slip those power punches. I mean, if you can try to get in tight on Jake Paul, I mean, you can do some damage. I mean, his chin really hasn't been tested. Exposed. That's yeah. another thing. Like. If you're a true fighter, you got to have a chin on you. We haven't seen Jake Paul get tested. I would like to see, even if he doesn't win this fight, I just want to see Anderson Silva try to land one. Because, get a couple hits in. Yeah. Because we always go into these things thinking like, okay, it's another like, you know, when Logan fought Mayweather, you're like, all right, 
Mayweather can Mayweather in his prime could dice him up, but sure. they're not they're not out here to fight. They're out here to spar and collect money. They, they have no a no knockout clause. Right. There's the literally contract. no other. This is more of just a celebrity like hey, death match. It's a celebrity death. That, that, it, that's, it's it's just a big exhibition spectacle. And that brings me back to my point with celebrity death match, the MTV show. If they brought that back, all this I think influencer boxing would go to the wayside. And, and seriously. That show had that much of an impact then when there was less media. Shit, they made a video game about it, if you remember that. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, so we'll see, dude. Uh, so that's, you know, obviously the one hand I'm very like, oh, fuck. I'll say, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that fight? I mean, like I said, so I was super bummed when the Haseem Rockman, Jake yeah. Paul fight uh, got that, that to me, like we said, that was the fight. That was the one where it's like, okay, right. now we're going to see his first test. He'll be tested. Um, you know, so I, and I was bummed too because we had a, a, a super, you know, oh, dude, you had, really you had cool, big plans for that. Yeah, that we had a, fun. Uh, the local band, big plans, uh, big, <laughs> big things, things come. coming. Yeah. Um, but so that was going to be super interesting. So I was, I was bummed by that, but I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't surprised. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I almost foresaw that kind of how it unfolded, unfold, you know, because I'm like, dude, if Jake Paul steps in the ring and if this is a real fight, He's going to get rocked. Not, I mean, he might win by the, you know going the yeah. distance, but he's going to get exposed. I mean, you get Either a fighter way. with good footwork, you know, that can really move around and keep him. They'll, they'll they'll tire him out quick. Yeah, they'll expose him. You know, he hasn't really shown that he has any defense because he hasn't been tested at all. So they'll get exposed, like yeah. you said. I agree. Either way, so. Yeah, on, on the one hand, I was a little uh, bummed out, but on the other hand, I'm like, you know, and not not to mention, bro, these fights are like fucking eighty bucks, bro, and it's like absolute no, robbery. Uh, yeah, you're highway robbing. robbery. Yeah, so it's like you're robbing me blind, and um, you know, laughing we, all the way to the bank, dude. It's sad. Oh, wrong one. Um, yeah, and then we've also seen two Jake Pauls like pay per view numbers drop since you know uh, he started. Yeah, so. I mean it was rumored that that was what um, also led to the cancellation of that last fight because they didn't sell enough tickets. Yeah. Like the baby, they should uh, join a club. Like and it's a shame because you know what that actually had a good undercard. I was looking forward to the Amanda oh, yeah. Serrano fight. Well, that would have been great. That was honestly to me more of the highlight than that fight than the actual uh, headlining event because she's fantastic. She's oh, yeah. a great up and comer. So, uh, you know, obviously we continue to admire that, man. And if this fight does take place, we will do what we were going to do for the Haseem Rockman-Jake Paul fight. We'll just take that over. And I actually like that. I like the Haseem Rockman matchup better on paper, but the Anderson Silva, you got the name. Right. And it's Anderson Paul. Silva, the name attached right. to that comes with, uh, that's a draw on itself. Right? So, yeah, we'll definitely do that big if, if that um, persists. Um, so, yeah, we'll keep it moving here. We got uh, a couple more stories here before our... Uh, a little five minute. Oh, this one here's a shocker. Mario, uh, I seen this in the beginning of the week now. Oh boy. We cover comedians on this show. We cover the modern day, what is known to be an influencer here on this show. Um, and kind of our consensus through every comedian is, you know, most comedians. I, I'm not gonna lump in, you know, because I, I I'm a fan of like Bill Burr. Sure. Um, you know, Jim Brewer is another Love one. Him. Love those guys. Um, who's the other one I'm thinking of? I can't remember his name. Honestly, right like even like John Mulaney, I like him. He's John great. Mulaney's not bad. Um, obviously um, Chappelle. Well, obviously Chappelle. Um, and I'm trying to think who's the other one, dude. Um, fuck, I'm. I'm, I'm I'll give a shout out, out to another local one, uh, Eleanor Kerrigan. She's hilarious. I've yet to check her. Back. She's really fine. I saw her open for uh, Dice Clay. 
in Atlantic City. She oh, was yeah. really good. Can't go wrong with Dice. Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, that, that was a great show, dude. That was hilarious. Sebastian Maniscalco, another one. He, yeah. And he's he's doing big numbers. I mean, he's selling yeah. arenas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But outside of them, man, and maybe a few others that we, we failed to mention, but outside of them, man, the modern-day comedian, the Brendan Schaub's of the world, you know, the <sighs> Chris D'Elia's of the world, the Brian Callens of the world, um, you know, it's... Mark Normans of the world, the Sam Morells, the Sam Tripolis, they're not comedians, man. And, and, we, and we make it a point to, I mean, obviously they're labeled as comedians. They sure. Tr- they try to They're comedians by, by proxy, by default. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but our, our, really our message at the end of the day, now I'm not saying all of those guys are Everybody like, get your torch and pitchforks ready. Yeah, get John's ready. about to say another hot take. A blasphemous <laughs> fucking take here. I don't think it's that blasphemous, the Mark, though. The Mark Norman fans are coming for you, man. Oh, dude, fuck them, dude. I ain't even worried. Nah, <laughs> you know, we could all get together, smoke some uh, smoke seaweed. And you know what's funny, though? I really do think, like, if Mark Norman were to watch this show, he'd probably he'd find get it. it. Dude, he'd get it. No, he'd get it. He'd get it. For sure. But really, our general consensus, really, with the modern-day comedian is that they're, you know, shady. You know, they don't uh, exactly tell you everything. I mean, dude, given this thing you just sent me, man, oh boy. So, and I don't think it just stops here. And I'm not saying to go root through all comedians' past. Right, right, right. We're not, we're not, I'm not saying to cancel yeah. anybody. <laughs> not. I'm just saying it doesn't look good. It doesn't uh, look comics. Good. It's it does a bad not look. look it's good. a bad look. It's a bad look. Mario, why don't you take this story away? So, this the past week we had Tiffany Haddish <sighs> now this and one, Harry Spears. This one pains me because. Tiffany Haddish, I've enjoyed a lot of her movies recently or TV shows. Uh, a, a, one of her shows of mine that I enjoy is called uh, Tuca and Birdie. It's very funny. It's on HBO Max. Uh, Ari Spears, I actually used to love. He did a, a Arnold Schwarzenegger impression years ago. That was I was a fan of these guys. So this is this is kind of really disturbing to read and makes me sad to read. So this is from TMZ. Allegedly, uh, Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears are sued. Allegedly, they had groomed and molested a child. Oh my god. Haddish's lawyer fires back, calls it a, quote, shakedown. And it was actually two children. It was a 7- and a 14-year-old at the time. This was like 2014, so it was about eight years ago. So, yeah, Tiffany Haddish and Aries Spears, man, getting the alleged slapped on them. Now, what do I think will transpire from this? Obviously, we've seen the likes of, you can call it cancel culture, or you can call it just straight facts. We've seen this sort of, uh, you know, allegations come out from the likes, you know, of people coming after people like Chris D'Elia, Brian Callen, Brandon Schaub, so on and so forth. The list goes on. Uh, we've seen them trying to be taken off, and somehow they had tricked their fans, Brian and Chris being two specifically, that got wrapped up in sexual allegations and other shit, and they came back no problem. So now Tiffany Haddish... I don't know, man, because she don't really got a podcast. I mean, that was one, I think. Yeah, she's primarily an actor she's or an actress. Yeah, actress, she, yeah. right. I, I don't know if it, if it goes that smooth for her. Obviously, she's calling it a shakedown from the parents of the children that this took, uh, you know, place over. She's calling it like, you know, kind of just like a, a money grab sort of, you know, ordeal that this is all fake news. And, you know, there's nothing to see here. Keep but, you know, it's like. Even if it is, I mean, it's on TMZ, and we've known TMZ. What, what, how, regardless of how you feel about TMZ, if it's trashy or whatever, in your opinion, it doesn't matter. TMZ gets a lot of scoops, and and 
they get exclusive footage. And they're not going to post. They're not just going to post nonsense. To bullshit. Right. Yeah. They're they're a legitimate source so, for celebrity gossip. So here, so. Why, don't you, why don't you take this uh, whole section here. So Mario. let's see where we, where we start from the uh, first paragraph there. Yes, sir. All right. So, yeah. So this says uh, 4 or 5 p.m. Pacific time. So this was when? A few days ago this got posted, I think? Yes. Okay, so despite what the lawsuit claims, quote, Funny or Die says they have no involvement in creating the video telling us Funny or Die found this video absolutely disgusting and would never produce such content. We were not involved with the conceptualization, development, funding, or production of this video. It was uploaded to the site, user-generated content, and was removed in 2018 immediately after becoming aware of its existence. So, um... So this gets into the actual allegations here. So Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears groomed a 14-year-old girl and her 7-year-old brother, coercing them to film explicit skits, this according to a new lawsuit. But Tiffany's legal team is calling it nothing but a shakedown years in the making. And it's like, of course they're going to call it nothing but a shakedown. Right, what are you going to say? Oh, you got me. It's the, yeah. I, Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Shit. <laughs> My client is guilty as fuck. Well, damn. Well, damn. <laughs> But, I mean, it's like, you know, it, I expect nothing less from their legal team, nonetheless. Right, I mean, it's their job. So it says, in the lawsuit obtained by TMZ, again, TMZ is a pretty legitimate source for this kind of thing. The older sister says she was just 14 when Haddish gained her trust and convinced her to film a sexually suggestive video, which Haddish, with Haddish teaching her how to, how to mimic fellatio for the skit. So she was teaching her how to suck dick. Yeah. So that's, yes, that's pretty inappropriate. I'd say a 14-year-old, that's disgusting. 14 and 7. So if that's true, it's, that's absolutely disgusting. That's dog shit. Right. That's, that's lowest of the low of the earth. Um, the allegations get even more disturbing. So in the suit, she claims her younger brother was only 7. Again, John, you mentioned that just a second ago. When Haddish brought him to a home where Spears and Haddish molested him while filming a funnier dive video titled Through a Pedophile's Eyes. So they were wow. That's like wow. that's like look what we're doing. You can't fucking stop us because we're up here. Right. I mean, wow. <laughs> that's that's a bombshell right there, dude. Like that's that's disturbing, dude. So you, you could kind of all right. So you're Tiffany Haddish's legal team. Obviously, you're gonna say it's a money. Gotta grab. do what you gotta do. But to to come up, if you're a parent of these, first of all, if you're the parent of of these children, and you're doing this for a money grab. You should be fucking thrown in jail or shot, right, right? Because because at the end of the day, we always say this: where like where you make that kind of an allegation, even if it's not true, you destroy an entire a person's entire reputation. One hundred percent. If it's if it's false, that's destroying someone's entire life. On the same breath, though, how do you come up with such a fucking dark, twisted thing? I mean. To, like, the, to the it, lengths of she's even got the title of this, like, little film that they were filming. It's it's a next level dark. It's Dude, it's very next level. It's Like, it's if, all this is if all this is true, that's absolutely despicable. It's over the top. Like That's it, literally as bad as it gets. That's yeah. It's right in front of your face, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, and it, it doesn't look good for Tiffany Haddish. I'll say that now. No. Or Ari Spears. It does not look good for them. Because, again, I mean, you're, you're in the headlines now for a despicable act where you're forever, even if this is just a shakedown, whatever, blah, 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 your reputation now, at least for the time being, is destroyed. And for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Right, because yeah. I, who would trust you again? Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. 
guess where I'm not leaving my kids around? Right. When I go to a Christmas Exa- party. Exactly. Not leaving around Tiffany or Ari. Right. I'll tell you that you, much. In your career, you just you just completely sunk your career. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised uh, over the next couple days or weeks we start seeing, because at first, right now, it's allegations, right? But sure. But as time moves on and the ball really doesn't move, first of all, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a settlement out of court. Uh, and that's a tall tale sign that the person's guilty, but they just didn't want to go through the trial, so they'd rather just that, throw money. Right, at the I, I have enough money to where I can get you to go away. Tush money. Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I wouldn't also be uh, I wouldn't also be surprised if their sponsors or their you know agencies that back start them start pulling out, start just pulling out, right. man. And we're that's done, what we're you see. Ties with you, right? And that's what you see. And then, then all of a sudden, you're going to see Tiffany and, and Ari Spears come out. Oh, this is cancel culture to the max. You know, no one ever deserves to be canceled. It's like, first of all, that's a crock of shit. Right, you don't even believe that. I, I'm sorry, but there's a difference between you saying some dumb shit on Twitter 10 years ago and this. If to, this, if this is, if the, of all these allegations are true. Molesting children. That's the darkest evil shit you can do. Yeah, it just doesn't look good for Tiffany Haddish, man. And, and, you know, she's a comic, too. We cover comics. It's like... And she's a famous, big big name. Yeah, big name. So uh, why don't we finish uh, reading the rest of this? Um, uh, You want me to do it? Uh, Sure, go ahead, yeah. You want to finish what you started? You want me to take it? Go ahead, go ahead. ahead. I'll I'll sip my drink, and I'll I'll read intently. All right, so it says, let me just zoom in a little bit so I can see it clearly. All right, Tiffany's attorney, Andrew, I thought that said Andrew Bentler, uh, Andrew Brettler, says the lawsuit is purely uh, an extortion attempt telling us plaintiff's mother, mother, uh, Trizy or Treza Morris, uh, Triza. Triza Morris, has been trying to assert these bogus claims against Ms. Haddish for several years. Brettler uh, continues every attorney who has initially taken on her case, and there were several, ultimately dropped the matter once it became clear that the claims were meritless and Miss Haddish would not be shaken down. Now, Miss Morris has her adult daughter representing herself in this lawsuit. The two of them will together face the consequences of pursuing their uh, this frivolous action. Uh, the siblings claim Haddish was friends with their mother, so these are the two little kids. They were claiming uh, Tiffany and their mother were friends. And they say the video featuring John Doe, which was published online via Funny or Die, which, again, Funny or Die has completely disconnected and said they had no part of this. They had no idea what this was about. Uh, but this was published via Funny or Die uh, when he was too young to consent. In their suit, the sister says uh, her resulting trauma has prevented her from dating because she's scared she'll be taken advantage of uh, and led down a path of false uh, trust like the path that Haddish led her down. Both siblings say that uh, they have developed social disorders and the brother claims he is so afraid of being watched or recorded in places, band-aids, over all the cameras on his electronics. Oh, so he posts he posts like yeah, duct tape. Yeah, yeah, covers them up. Yeah, yeah with band-aid. Uh, the siblings also say their mother tried to reach a what's that fifteen thousand dollars settlement with Spears over the alleged molestation video. They are going after Haddish and Spears for damages. Yeah, man, um, this does not look good for Miss Haddish or Mister Spears here. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it yet. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, there's not enough out right now as far as like evidence or 
I mean, we have just kind of the uh, victim, the alleged victim's words. So, right. again, it's a bad look. But, you know, we'll see if this thing develops. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, whoever is found guilty in this. And again, like I said, watch out for the settlement out of court, because if that happens, that's a, tall, that's a telltale sign yes. that, you know, uh, they didn't want to take it to a trial. Um, but whoever is guilty on this, and I hope for God's sake that, you know, um, it's all bo- I hope it's both. I hope it's both. Bo- yeah, I hope it's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And but whoever is at fault. They deserve to be shot, killed, fucking, you know, metaphorically, metaphysically. I'm not threatening them, but right. Well, you're abusing children. No, no, really. It's yeah, it's absolutely the worst of the worst. And I'll say this: if you can muster up the fucking, I guess, you know, courage to abuse children, what else won't you do? Right. I mean, you're a menace to society. You know, we always talk about like the underlying dark things that go on behind the scenes in Hollywood. And the fact that like something like this just kind of like look, we're literally titling our funnier die video. Yeah, what did they even? What did the, they title? It was like some kind of like in a pedophile through a pedophile's yeah. eyes. That's I mean, what the fuck? <sighs> that's creepy. That's, that's some bad. that's some Joe Biden shit. Next level Joe Biden. Shit. You know, that's a uh, pretty good segue, John, because uh, we do have some Joe Biden coverage uh, on this do show. We have some Joe Biden coverage. Who and you know not what? looking good for Sir Biden. It's yeah, talk about creepy. Yeah, real quick, we'll put a pin in this, uh, and we'll obviously continue to monitor uh, the Tiffany Haddish, Ari Spears, uh, as it unfolds, man, because obviously it's not done here. So, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll continue to monitor. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if anything comes out. You know, we'll probably, we'll keep you guys updated on that one. But as I mentioned, Joseph yes, R. Byron. The president himself, Joe Biden. Uh, so he comes out in right in our backyard, dude. In Philadelphia, Independence yeah, right. Hall, uh, on Thursday, and had like uh, a speech addressing the nation, and it was the title of the speech was "Battle for the Soul of the Nation." Um, now I believe that this wasn't choreographed by Joe himself. This was a, a team of writers, a team of producers that put this together, from the lighting to the Marines here in the background to. The whole stage it, it's very set. It's very militaristic. Well, dude, I mean, this has blown up on Twitter this past week, man, because everyone's comparing this imagery that we're seeing here, and it's on the thumbnail of Joe Biden like this with the Marines behind him in the red, and it's at nighttime. I see where you're going with this. To, you know, uh, our mod, not modern day, but past day dictators such as Joseph Stalin, Adolf Hitler, even modern day to Xi Jinping in right. China. They do this sort of thing where they're trying to assert dominance, and I feel like kind of projecting like what they're doing, especially Biden, because especially he Biden. doesn't have like people can say what they want about Trump, and he was very you know he was very abrasive, but he he had that kind of like that was kind of what his whole mo was was to be this like I, I'm you're not gonna fuck with me whether you agree with me or not you know what I mean yeah. so like with Biden you're right it's a little bit of projecting. Imagine if Trump did something like this. Oh, it it, it would be a, sh- a shitstorm on Twitter, dude. It would be insane, bro. They would we, we, would, we would be talking like, oh my god, when's martial law going into effect? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, it, it's creepy, bro. I watched this. I watched this speech, and live. I'm saying this as a non. I'm not a Trump fan by right. no means. I have my I mean, tons of issues with President Trump, and that's the thing. You don't have to be it, right because because it, it, I have issues with President Biden. Yeah. I mean, it's just that's what Americans should be. You should question things. That you don't see working for you as an American. 
Exactly, dude. And you just hit it perfectly on the head. No matter who the candidate is. And no matter what the issue is. You right, should be exactly. able to question anything and everything. That is your right. That these, is these the government is supposed to serve you, the people. Not the other way around. Right. Us serving the government. And that's kind of where we find ourselves here in, you know, September uh what's it, fourth now, twenty twenty two. We find ourselves where we're unable to question things or we get blocked or censored or whatever the case is. Um, we're not able to question nothing, really. I mean, you hear in this speech alone, Joe Biden says, if you're not like with us, then you're against us. And if you're against us, that makes you a, a MAGA Republican and an extremist. Is it's this like, the new uh, the new witch hunt of the 50s, the communist witch no, hunt? Dude, I mean, it damn near feels like it, bro. And it's like, you know, you, the don't, red scare. you don't have to be a Trump supporter. The new red is the, the MAGA hats, right? <laughs> well, right. Yeah, right. And he's he's projecting with the red in the background and everything. And it's like, again, you don't have to be a Trump supporter. That's not. Yeah. The, I mean, dude, like I said, I'm not by any means. But what he's saying in this speech is if, if you even question what we're doing, that makes you the extremist. You have to that's, fall in that's line. That's the problem. And right that's there, the dangerous right. part, right. dude. And this is where we find ourselves. So we'll play a little bit of the speech and we'll kind of see it how how it unfolds, what he's got to say. Have, were you able to check out this speech? Um, A little bit. A little bit. Uh, I didn't watch the whole thing. Initial thoughts from seeing it? Yeah, it just kind of gives me like, like you said, this is kind of just feels like, you know, I mean, Biden's whole entire presidency has kind of felt this way where it's like, you look at the Democrats, you know, we talked about before on a previous episode where we were like, you know, anybody that's truly for the people, that's truly like a, a, a Democrat gets kneecapped by the Democratic Party because they have to get somebody in that's still... Because, like, Joe Biden's, like, the most right-leaning left person you can think of. And he's a, and he's an easily well, he a, a might, figurehead. He, he used to be. He, not anymore. He has no idea where well, the fuck Well, he because is. now he has to sell, you know, I'm for you. We just went through this with Trump. Now I'm, I'm going to step in and I'm going to fix everything. And now it's... Well, that's what he sold us on. Right. I mean, he, I mean that's what... That, in 2020, that's why we all voted Trump out of office is because we were sold on, you know what? Unity. I'm going to be Mr. United. And, and we looked like, at it like Mr. United. Everything's going to quiet down in the country. He was the former vice president under Obama. So you're like, okay, he's been with Obama for eight years, you know. And everyone loved Obama. Every, and everybody loved Biden when he was Obama's VP. I mean, we just, we did. We, we didn't know any better. Right. So, like, now, but now it just comes off as, like, man, this just feels like the Democratic Party just, like, okay, we have the puppet strings. Go ahead, dance. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, you know, it, it's it's wild, bro. It's it's, it's, distur- it's weird. It's, it, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's disturbing. It's disturbing. It's weird. It's odd. Um, you know, for It's the, cultish. Dude, 100%. And on both sides. The, the, the extremists on both sides of the spectrum. That's why the two-party system, I feel like, is... The ruination of this country. I do. I think all it does is pit people against each other. And instead of seeing the common good and the common goal for everybody at the bottom, we just keep feeding what the people at the top are. Hey, keep keep on keep on fighting about silly politics that were, you know, pitting you against the other person next to you. That really has a lot more in common right. if you actually sat and had a conversation. hundred percent. But. but but you know, you're, but you would never know. You that. would never know that because yeah. we have you wrapped around our finger, and you're just going to keep feeding our, you know, our political machine, and we're going to continue to do what we got to do to stay up here, right? And and that and line our pockets. Well, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing now the current um, power structure at hand doing anything they can, th- throwing out all the stops, and I don't think it's going to stop here. And it's man. bleeding into everything. It's everything, dude. Entertainment. 
Well, they're doing the news. it. It's just, oh, dude, it's, you can't escape it. No, it's insufferable. Bro, because they want power and they want to obtain it at all costs. They don't matter who you are or what they got to do to get it or keep it. They're going to roll over you, bro. So if you have, guess what? If you have an opposing view, you're, you better fucking, you know, air your grievances <laughs> like now because if, if you do, you're going to be taken offline. You're going to be censored. Because you're absolute be, power corrupts absolutely. Absolutely, dude. Exactly. Um. Yeah, yeah man, it's... It's wild to to kind of have to witness this. I mean, because for the longest time, bro, I mean, you date back to like post World War II, like right after that, um, and and a lot of things, you know, the Federal Reserve being born, and just a lot of things that kind of transpired sure. from there to then. But one of the main things is that America was, I guess, put in a position where we didn't have to really worry about our politics we we were kind of diverted away and that's what hollywood was there for and that's what entertainment was there for to yeah. divert the attention from politics to kind of just you know filling your mind with pointless propaganda you know that served an agenda agenda right. to the power structure and for the longest time we just kind of voted whoever in right. and just you know whatever happened happened and even the propaganda that you saw cuz obviously during the war there was a lot of propaganda in sure. say movies and stuff but it was very pro-American. It was very like, I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of it was to feed the war machine because we're going off to fight the Nazis and, you know, in Europe. But like you said, it was more of like, it was a very pro, like we're all, we're all coming together and we're, you know, we're fighting this common enemy that's doing these evil things overseas. It wasn't like, we're all kind of coming together, very united. And again, like you said, like before, it was like, you know, you're basing your decision making and voting off the candidate. And, and I still try to hold to that, and I'm sure you do as well, where it's like, I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. If I agree with your policies and I feel like you're the one that's benefiting me the most as an American, you actually like are trying to do good things for us, then okay, I'm going to vote you into office. That's just how well, it should be. And, and that's how it should be, but I think that's all really we kind of left it at for the last 75 years. We kind of left it at surface value kind of stuff. Um for lack of a better term, it was just very like, okay, they say they're going to do this. We'll take them at their word. We'll vote you in. Right, because you kind of have to. At that point, it's like they're, they're the one running. You kind of have to. One plus two, the internet wasn't around. The, the uh, you know, I guess, ability to obtain information. Right, like the ability now, to influence through politics was much easier before that. Very easy, because they told you something and there was no question yet because, you know, you only right. had channels 3, 6, and 10 right. to give you the news and they would feed you what they wanted to feed you. It's, you know, MK Ultra, bro. It goes back into like the 50s, even right. probably before that. And the brainwashing. that that's, so that's, that's why place. now when you see in the social media age, politics are all over the place. All over the place. Well, and everybody's at each other's throats because they're on all ends of the political spectrum. Well, and I think a lot to do with that is because now there's so many people waking up and they're just calling out and exposing the corruption that takes place where 50 years ago you didn't have that. Everyone kind of not yeah, fell in I, line. I mean, think about it. From like the 1800s until then, like 50 years ago, the amount of like politicking that could be done to just completely run things the way you want to run things in your political machine was crazy. The politics, right. the corruption in politics was, for years, for 200 plus years, has been, you know, rampant in this country. Well, and it's only gotten worse. Um, I, I mean, I believe at first, like, our founding fathers really kind of put not a perfect uh, foundation in place, but the best that we've known in modern day right, history. Which, 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 you know, you the, would expect in modern history we would adapt to fit our modern world. 
Well, we have, but it's been co-opted, in my opinion, by uh, greater forces at hand that want to essentially, you know, have this post-human agenda, dude. They want to merge machines and humans together. And right, because, like you said, that was written for a different day and age, that things were done differently. We've evolved as a society. We should evolve with that. But we just continue to go backwards. Well, you would think we'd evolve. It's crazy how we yeah. go backwards in this country. I, and I think that a lot of that's done by design too, like the the, sure. the in-house bickering. That you're, you're racist, you're this, you're that, and you, no one wants to be called that. So you do everything you can right. not to be called that. So I, I, I don't know. It's just the whole thing has been co-opted, in, in my humble opinion. But um, yeah, man, you know, up up till about fifty years ago, dude, like you didn't really have the line of questioning that you you have today. And now with social media being prominent and the, the way you get information at the drop of a dime, you could – I mean, look at WikiLeaks, bro, and Julian Assange. I mean, how he exposed the, the Clintons. Right, and then, and then once, you, once you expose that, that level of people, you, you're, you're, you're not even safe anymore. Well, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it becomes dangerous. but it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous, but it's also like – Thank God. Like, right. The veil's like been that. lifted. Right. You, like, you need that, bro, because we, the the way we were going, they were just going to continue what they were doing. Right. And, and, and like you mentioned, like the Clintons, like they've been, they've been in political power in this country forever. For, for 30 plus years forever. now. Yeah. At least. Well, yeah. Being, being prominent with Bill, but I believe Hillary and Bill. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm senators sure. Yeah. yeah. So you're talking 30, maybe 40 years of. And that's the same thing with Joe Biden. Political dominance. Oh, and Biden even probably even longer. All his life been. He's been a political sort of pun, not pundit, but a political figure in some sort of fashion. And now, you know, just because everybody, you know, hated Trump, you vote in Joe Biden but it's like Joe Biden's been in, in office for 40 some odd years uh, and has done all these like crazy heinous sort of fucking things and hasn't done anything good besides enrich himself. And ha- you know what I mean? And it's it's like, the, it was the uh, t- I call it the uh, the turd versus shit sandwich voting. Right. Uh, the election. Right. <laughs> right. You got you got to pick one or the other. And, and And you're right. I mean, you are right. I mean, like, did I vote Joe Biden in? Because I like him as a candidate, I did what I, I did what I thought I had to do. Because I didn't I didn't want Donald Trump to continue in office. But the, I'm looking at I'm looking at Joe Biden what he's been doing two plus years in now. We're almost to the primaries. I don't. I'm I'm not happy with what I'm seeing either. I'm going to question. And I'm well, going to call it out because that you're you're the president of my country. You're the, you're the president of the United the States. The leader. You're the leader of our free world, and you know your government serves us. As the people. So I'm going to call it out. And Joe Biden... I don't care if you're a Republican, I'm calling it out. Right. Joe Biden doesn't lead anything. The only thing he's been doing is leading us into the ground. Uh, We're in a full-on nosedive right now. But, you know, you mentioned that you voted for Biden. And, you know, a lot of people did vote for Biden because, you know, whatever they felt about Trump and they just felt like anything was better than Donald Trump. Yeah. And, you know, that was the majority of this country. But a lot of people now are at the point where it's like, okay, they did that. And, you know, Biden, you know, was, you know, on his campaign run. I mean, the two times that he was outside of his basement. Well, because for him, the campaign kind of sold itself where it's like everybody's just fed up with Donald Trump. Right. Let's let's get somebody else in office and, you know, got to do what you got to do. 
we're at the point now, though, where the average Biden, um, first of all, there, it goes like twofold. So one, with the whole Hunter uh, Biden laptop, and we covered this I mean, last week. That's a whole week. scandal in itself, right? So we covered this last week on the show when you weren't here, but Mark Zuckerberg on Joe Rogan and how pretty much Mark Zuckerberg admitted that he suppressed the Hunter Biden uh, laptop story during the election. Which now we know with polls and out uh, with polls and everything that I think 19% of Joe Biden or 20% of Joe Biden vote, voters, if they had known about the laptop, they would have, they would have chose differently. They would have chose Trump, and right. that would have caused Trump to have. And that's won not the okay. And you know what? As somebody who doesn't, that's not okay. Right. Right. So I, I think it's a twofold thing. So and even if you're not one of those 19 or 20% of people that have seen the laptop, you would have voted different. But just in the last, not even two years, I mean, we're almost at two years, but we're just under two at this point. The gas prices are in shambles. Our energy, we're not energy independent Right, because right, there's that argument where it's like, okay, we can deal with a couple of mean tweets, but the economy is going to be stable. Right. Or right. the fact that, uh, you know, under Trump, you know. Foreign uh, powers are going to keep in check. Foreign powers are going to keep in check. What did happen, like. You know, right away, dude, fucking Russia and Ukraine. And it's uh, right. all the money that goes there. Not enough money that's being taken care of our own citizens. And it's right. Like, there is that argument for that. Right. So the average Biden voter has, you know, a kind of maybe not flip for Trump, but at least has woken up and saying, yo, it's not as black and white as it, as it seemed in the election. Exactly. And, and that's true. And we got it. We I mean, have, I acknowledge that as a voter right. when I was at the time, I acknowledge this is not as black and white as it seems, but. I just, I kind of did for what my own values are. I kind of went with my own decision. Right. You know, I'm sure a lot of people just kind of went with their head before their heart and just kind of said, okay, no, 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 I, I've had oh, enough sure. of this. Right. It, it's, you know, a lot of that, you know, it's based on emotion and then fear. And, you know, they always pull out something big, bro, during an election cycle. You know, um, I, I think the fireworks are just kicking off with this speech we're going to get into. But the fireworks being that, Republicans are man manning up and getting ready to do some violent actions and all MAGA Republicans are, uh, you know, just terrorists, essentially. It, right, so, that's a strong, that's a very strong term to use. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think some false flags. We're in for, we're in the territory of false flag season. Um, yeah. You know, we're just under, you know, 70 days or so away from the election. I think it's like 60-something days. So we're just, just about two months away from the election. Yeah, we're almost there. <clears throat> from the primaries. <clears throat> so, I don't know, man. I, all I've got to say is strap up, brace yourselves. It's going to be a bumpy ride. I actually did just hear on the radio on the way in today um, that President Trump's going to be actually out on the Republican campaign trail promoting um, upcoming candidates. As he should. So I wonder if he's going to run. I do. I'm uh, actually, I'm, I'm curious. Because, I mean, I, I, I personally, I mean, this close to the primaries, I don't think so. I mean, I think he would have already announced the candidacy by sure. now. And I think at this point... He's just trying to kind of stay off the grid, even though he had the whole thing with the FBI raid at his place. But well, that's some, some a whole. But for the topic. most part, yeah. Rag, he's trying to stay off the grid. I, I feel like at this point we would have heard something by now if he was running again. I, I think after, I think after uh, November, I think it's like eighth or whatever um, voting starts and ends. I think after that and whatever happens. Uh, whether it's a red wave that we see or a red tsunami, as a lot of the polls are predicting, I think after we'll see Trump announce he's going to run again. A, okay. lot of, a lot of people, you know, they're split right now. I with, mean, I, with I, Trump. I mean, you, there's people have been waving Trump 2024 flags since uh, 2020. Yeah, you know what no, I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, 
But it's split right now, I'd say, just from observing um, between DeSantis and Trump. A lot of people are saying, you know, Trump should take a step back and let DeSantis get in there and do his thing. And then the argument... Because right now it looks like that might be the case. And yeah, I mean, who knows who would be better. Um, The argument against it, though, is that Floridians want DeSantis for another couple years and then transition into, you know, the the leader, uh, the president. Um, but who knows what's going to happen, man? It's going to, we, listen, this is a wild time to be alive. We it, are, it is, dude. We've, every day is just like. Us people that are like late 20s, early 30s, we've experienced way too many major events in our lifetime. Especially just in the last two years. It's been <laughs> right. like every day. Like, right, like. Something. It's just, dude, we can't wake up without seeing something. It's, and, it, and it's, it's unbelievable. Bizarre. It's it, it almost kind of feels like we're living in like an alternate dimension or something, dude. Like it feels like time is like it feels like the way I grew up. I'm in like a different world now as an adult. It's no, crazy. Yeah. Your life, your perspective on the world completely changes. Have you ever um, have you heard of CERN? CERN, the Hydron Collider. That's a oh movie. yes, yes, yes. So a lot of people. So with the Mayan calendar, remember it was like uh, 2012, right? 2012 it was to be the end of the world. So apparently CERN had turned on their Hydron Collider like around that time. And, and like, we're living in some kind of like simulation or like some alternate like reality. Yes. That's so fascinating. Th- there's that theory too, <laughs> man. And no, it gets bizarre, bro. It, it, but you're Dude, we, could, right. we could do a whole show just on these kind of conspiracy theories. Man. Well, seriously, bro. Between <laughs> sports and conspiracy theories, I mean. We have really, offshoot shows. We got a plan. Well, and that's where the, the foundation really started from. Uh, the, the podcast Th- that that's what we do in a nutshell, exactly. and now we just incorporate some celebrities and comedians and whoever in there. Exactly, calling out the bullshit one. It's all part of the fun. At a time, and then throw in a couple of drinks, and you got yourself a podcast. And call it a, a Saturday morning. All right, so let's watch some of this Joe Biden speech. I want to get your reaction, and then we'll uh, play a couple more clips from Joe Biden. Cut to our first break. Definitely get to some JRE, Aaron Rodgers, and we'll see how much time we have left in there. So yeah, uh, let's do it. Joe Biden, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in our uh, nation's, I guess, birthplace in Philadelphia, Independence Hall this past Right in Thursday, our backyard. Right in our backyard, kind of. Um, Just over the bridge. And I kind of think this is his way. Maybe not him personally, because like I said, he doesn't know where the fuck he's at. <laughs> like, at all. Um, so I, whoever wrote this kind of like, I felt like stuck it in like to, like, th- this is like. When you get stabbed and then like, all right, maybe it didn't hit any organs, but then the blade gets twisted and now you're just like. <laughs> and the person it, just looks you in the eyes or turning it. Exactly. You're, you're turning the blade because like, this is right in our nation's birthplace where wow. the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, all that shit was birthed out of. This is the birth of our nation, literally right at the epicenter. And we might just have watched the death of our nation in this speech, in our 25-minute speech. So think about, the, think about the irony in so that, that bro. So those red lights there are kind of an indication of what we're getting into? Emperor Biden, bro. <laughs> Emperor Biden. That's right. The Sith. The revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Let's check it out. Ah, you two, get a room. (laughs) Oh, the red got darker. Oh, my God. Dude, that's what I mean. (laughs) Now, look how fucking creepy this is. I mean, right? It's creepy, dude. 
with the Marines in the background, the dark red at nighttime. It's a nighttime ceremony. You know, it's it's just really, really bone chillingly creepy. Yeah, dude, that's crazy, man. Holy Please, shit. If you have a seat, thank you. I speak to you tonight from sacred ground in America. Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is where America... Real quick, uh, the boys, I'm at work sleeping sam or slapping sandwiches together. Mr. Griffio Gaff, hopefully you're happy. Yo, Mr. Griffio Gaff, what's up, man? Hopefully you're having a great Saturday, my man. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Welcome in, man. Uh, what's your Labor Day plans, Mr. Griffio Gaff? Also, what sandwiches are you slapping together, man? Because I enjoy me a good Dude, sandwich. Sandwich I want to come out, come out uh, go, grab a sandwich from me, man. Sandwiches are probably my favorite food, dude, honestly. Um, Can't go wrong with a hoagie, man. Welcome in, Mr. Grifter Gift. All right, let's uh, continue on. This is Joe Biden in our nation's uh, birthplace here in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Independence Hall, Thursday night, given what I can only describe as one of the most eeriest speeches. Just from that image alone, though, is like, t- that's crazy, dude. Right. No, I- I'm saying take Joe Biden out of this equation, install Donald Trump in this situation, people would fucking lose their skulls, dude. Seriously, people's minds would explode. If this was Trump, they'd be calling him a fascist. Well, they already do. Oh, it's true. A fascist dictator. No, listen, it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. So, I mean, like We we got to call all politicians out. Exactly. Every step of the way. And again, when I said projecting earlier, I think this is what Joe Biden, and not like I said him, but the Democratic Party is projecting on the rest of the world that the Republicans are the threat. And I think it's just a projection because, I mean, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it chances are it's, it's a, duck. a duck. So, I mean. It, it ain't a pigeon. No. America made its declaration of independence to the world more than two centuries ago with an idea unique among nations. That Sounds America, like George still getting rid of that COVID call. We're all created equal. Five times COVID over. <laughs> this is Five where the United COVID States champion. Constitution was written and debate it. This is where we set in motion the most extraordinary experiment of self-government the world has ever known. With three simple words, we the people, we the people, these two documents and the ideas they embody. I thought he was going to say, fuck the Republicans. Quality and democracy. <laughs> he damn near does. Are the rock <laughs> upon which this nation is built. They're how we became the greatest nation on earth. Okay, and I just want to say, up to this point, so far so good, nothing it's really... typical presidential address. Now, keep in mind, like I did mention just earlier, uh, a couple minutes ago, but we do have record high inflation, record high gas prices, uh, our southern borders wide open, a lot of, uh, and Russia. Say a lot of conflicts overseas. Conflicts overseas. The way he pulled out of Afghanistan, which was a disgrace. I mean... All of this stuff he could have brought up that are on the average person's mind these days, but instead he takes the time to address the nation for this. There why, for more than two centuries, America has been a beacon to the world. But as I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight, I've come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation about the threats we face, 
about the power we have in our own hands to meet these threats and about the incredible future so who are these threats that lies in front of us if only we choose it we must never forget we the people are the true heirs of the american experiment that began more than two centuries ago we the people are burning inside of each of us the flame of liberty that was lit here at Independence Hall. A flame that lit our way through abolition, civil war, suffrage, the Great Depression, world wars, civil rights. That sacred flame still burns. Now in our time, as we build an America that is more prosperous, free and just. That is the work of my presidency. I don't know about that. <laughs> a mission I believe in with my whole soul. But first... So, okay, up to, like I said, up to this point still... But again, it's just still up to this point. Typical okay. presidential address. And we fight some threats. And Using a very pro-American, just... Right. The, 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 giving us the basics. So, and it's like... Not saying a whole lot, but just giving a lot of... Fluff. Right, a lot of fluff propaganda speak. Exactly. But that's... To be expected. We must be honest with each other. Must be honest. And with ourselves. Okay. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. That's true. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd agree. Okay. Donald Mr. Trump President. and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism. So, therefore, right there. All. Now, now remember, that's because I agree that there's a section of them that are. Not all 75 million. But you can't just say because you're wearing a MAGA hat you're a, a domestic terrorist. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that, that's absurd. And that's essentially But what there we is want. a pocket of those people that are. But you're not addressing it that way. No. Right. No. You're 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 generalizing you're, you're not, now you're creating like this like you're creating an enemy. Exactly. You're creating a bigger enemy yes. than what it is. Right. Right. And it's very divisive. Right. Exactly. This it is. Mr. Unity that it is. he ran on if I'm elected, because now now he's in power, he's he's, he's in office, so exactly. now he can okay. We're established the, the peace and the unity of 2020 and 2021. It's it's quiet down now. All right, let's get to business. Let's let's go after the common enemy. Here. Yep, yep. And it's like you know, it's, and, there, it, and you're right. There's bigger enemies to worry about right now. Bigger enemies, bigger problems, bigger issues at hand than, you know, he he like I said, he says, MAGA Republicans and Donald Trump. As, you know, 75, 80 million people as one. You know what I mean? Certain number of people on that side and the other side, extreme. Okay, I get that. But you're saying all of them. Right. Right, because then, you know, somebody could look at it and say, all people who are Democrats are extreme leftist maniacs or psychos. Like, you're crazy. No. That's not the case. What he's saying is if you voted for Donald Trump, you are the enemy. You're a terrorist. You're the enemy. Right that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. <clears throat> not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces See, now even, ideology. okay, so even wording it that way, at first you started right, like not all Republicans, but now you're saying not all Republicans are MAGA. So specifically, if you're like a MAGA hat, like Trump, flag waving person you're you're specifically the enemy 
Right. So now, yeah, he's deemed it where, well, he tried to make the separation where not all Republicans, what he's saying. At first, because it started out good. Like, right. not all, okay, good. You made the point that, you know, people, just because they're affiliated one way with a political party. But then, like you were saying, it it it, it, it flipped. Yeah. He flipped and, it on its head a little bit there. And kind of what he's saying, too, and you could kind of read between the lines, is he's saying right. Republicans aren't, but MAGA Republicans are. So the MAGA movement, Make America Great Again, you know, it, it's people, it, it's it's Republicans that kind of offshoot it off the Republican Party, not to, uh, you know, I guess go with the system. Because you have Republicans that are pretty much, it, it's a uniparty, right? Yeah. The, 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 corp, the the establishment, Republicans, establish, establishment, Democrats. Right. It's really one thing at the end of the day. So the MAGA movement. And Donald Trump, be, even though he's a Republican, Republican candidate, he questions a lot of things. Whether you agree with it or not, he's very loud about it. And well, it's an offshoot. And that offshoot of Republican supporters gravitate to that. And that's why, like, when we say, like, you know, if you see somebody wearing a Trump hat or a Biden shirt, it's cultish behavior. But that's what we mean is because it's like there's a faction of those people that just gravitate to whatever these people say. One one side or the other. Because the left has it, too. Yeah, it's like, there's You just follow this... And it's to me, it's like, wow, you're not even going to question like what's going on in the world around you and the right. country around you. Right. That's concerning. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can you can you can like agree with certain things that Trump says or Biden says, whoever. But when you don't like when you don't, we're not able to separate like your own thoughts from whatever they're feeding you. That's disturbing. I I, I mean, I think one of the big things though with with Trump and the MAGA movement. Well, two things I'd say. One, it's question everything that your government is doing. Um, it is, you right. know, and it's like calling out the fake news, calling out. So that's one thing, really. Like I, I from day one with Trump, that re- he hit it out of the ballpark and woke a lot of people and, up. And some of that, absolutely. And as someone who doesn't even like Trump, some of that, you know, you should call out these sure, things. These sure. things are happening right in front of you that you should acknowledge that exist. It's it's when you start getting into like the QAnon type of thing. Well, that's right. where it's like, all right, you lost me. So, so you so, lost me. So there. it's it's almost like two things, right? So it, it's like you have a good thing, right? In I think really what Trump represents the ideology the, of what Trump's trying to get to is there. But I can acknowledge it's there through every good thing with anything. That's good. It always gets co-opted by the extreme, and then that extreme and it becomes gets, the face of whatever it exactly. is. Exactly, yes. and that that's just throughout history. We that's see, true with any movement we see, right? And really, the other, you know, like I said, the, the other thing I, I I really like about the whole, you know, um, I guess so, quote unquote MAGA movement is just that they are pro, I guess, you know, and I said this in the chat the other day. They're it's for the middle class, for the people, by the people, sort of thing, and where. You know, you're not seeing that in modern day, I guess, from the Democrats, if you want to call it that. You're just seeing, like, establishment sellouts, essentially, right? Like, you know, rage on behalf of the machine, essentially, if that makes sense. Oh, um, yeah, it, it totally... I mean, it's funny, like, rage against the machine as an example. Like, think about what they stood for early on, and now they're, like, right. charging $400 a ticket. Exactly. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? That's they're, my they're, point. It's it's another cog in the corporate wheel. Exactly. <laughs> And, and that's, you know, that's really the point uh, I'm trying to take away there is you should be able to question everything and you should be 
for your neighbor. You know what I mean? Absolutely, like, because at the end of the day, I mean, we're all the working class. Exactly. None of us are rich and wealthy exactly. and powerful. Exactly. We're all going to day jobs and sitting and having a drink at the bar talking about this shit to each other. Right. We all have a lot more in common if you just sit and have that conversation. And if it wasn't for us, people like this guy right here would not have anything that he has. Right. You know? So, uh, you know, it, we just have to constantly keep it in check. Let's play a little bit more of this speech, and then we're going to cut to out cut out to our first break. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But Notice how he said mainstream Republicans, you know, pretty much. The, That's what we're calling them now. Yeah. There's, no there's mainstreamers, and there's MAGA. The Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. Which and I don't think is true. That is a threat to this country. These are hard things, but I'm an American president, not a president of red America, blue America, but of all America. So he contradicts himself right and there. I believe it's my duty, my duty to level with you, to tell the truth, no matter how difficult. Okay, what's the truth? No matter how painful. All right, tell Give us. Give it to us, Prez. And here, in here my is. view, is what is true. Okay. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. Oh, shit. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies. Wasn't it in 2016 when Trump won against Hillary Clinton? Hillary Clinton, for the longest time... Talk about having cronies. Well, yeah, one, but two, questioned the election. She, and like everyone else in Well, because think about it. Everybody walking into that election was like, oh my God, this is a shoe-in for Hillary. Donald Trump is not a politician. He's going to talk himself into a mess on his campaign trail. And you're going to be the first woman president, and your husband was already a president. You're going to walk right into the office. Right. And then look what happened. So, but my point is, she was able to, without any backlash from anybody... Question it. ...to question the election. And multiple times, like, and all the, you know, uh, the pundits, the political pundits on CNN and MSNBC questioned the election. And so many other people, like, throughout history, like George Bush and Al Gore, man. You remember Al (laughs) Gore? Dude, that's, I mean, think about it. Like, in our lifetime, that's the first real, like, big story. To come out of an election. Right. Was but, like waiting on those hanging chads was a big story. But Al Gore wasn't demonized for questioning the election. No. You you should be allowed to question anything. You know right. what I mean? You should now all of a sudden if I question an election or question what you guys are, are given to me as the mainstream narrative, now all of a sudden I'm a dom- domestic terrorist. Like, you know what I mean? And let's be honest, has the election results changed in two years? No. No. You're still in power. Who cares? Right. Who cares? Exactly. Let them let them question. Let them bark up that tree. If if it's not true or you don't, you know, whatever. There's nothing to worry about. Right. If it's not true, who? All right. It, it goes to anybody. Look at these loonies, it goes dude. to anybody with any conspiracy theory. Exactly. If it's if it's if it's bullshit or you think it's bullshit, who cares? Who cares? Let them talk into the wind. Let right. them talk into the ether. It doesn't matter. But the fact they got to always go back to this. Oh, it always guys. it's always going to make people question, even if it's not true. It's always going to make you double think about it because yeah. you're like. Well, why is it a big deal if it's not if it's if it's a bunch of nonsense? Exactly. That that's like if your girlfriend or if you if you're getting caught uh, cheating or your girlfriend gets caught cheating on you, right? And then she just like brings up 
out of nowhere. Like you ask her what you want for dinner, and she's like, "I told you for the thousandth time, I didn't sleep with Joe from down the street." Right. It's, it's like, like I'm not even going there with yeah, you. Yeah, like wh- why did that have to come up? Right. Like like if it's not true, then why do you keep bringing it up? Exactly, right. dude. And it's the guilty conscience of yeah, I know what I did. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just gonna try to flip it, and make you the. The, the uh, I'm insane the one. You're, yeah, yeah. You're the one. I'm gonna gaslight you into exactly. believing you did it. Exactly, dude. We the wa- politics in it's this insane. country is a lot of gaslighting, yeah, dude. Ninety-seven <laughs> percent gaslighting. gaslighting, dude. Yeah, it's funny, and that's a term we throw around a lot nowadays. I mean, it's right there. Yeah, I mean, you see it in real time, you know. So it's it, it's pretty bizarre. So let's just watch a little bit more of this. See, see how it unfolds. Powering election deniers election undermine deniers. democracy itself. Okay. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. Backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat with no examples. to the pursuit of justice. Yeah, at least pull up like the capital or something. You know what I mean? You got, you kind of have it. You can use it. You can use it. It's in your arsenal. (laughs) They look at the mob that stormed the United States Capitol on January 6th. There it is. Okay. (laughs) Brutally attacking I didn't get that far. Not as insurrectionists who placed a dagger at the throat of our democracy, (laughs) but they look at them as patriots and they see their MAGA failure to stop a peaceful transfer of power after the 2020 election as preparation for the 2022 Listen. and 2024 elections. Fuck. They tried you hear that in the here, yeah. everything last time to nullify the votes of 81 million people. This time, oh boy. they're determined to succeed in thwarting the will of the people. So, and then I have, you know, my, my own theories with the whole capital thing. Uh, again, I, I think with every good movement, um, I, I think that, purely was a good movement at the start of it at the at the core of it but i think and as we're coming to find out well it's, i mean it's been co-opted by the fbi right at the end of the day it, it started out as pretty much a trump concession rally i guess he was pretty much conceding the election it was just like listen like you know i feel that the election was rigged you know if you feel this way stand up with me and then people took it and ran, literally ran with it <laughs> And it became a bigger issue when they stormed the Capitol. Well, see, and well, the thing there is, you know, what you're presented in in the at the mainstream level is, yeah, people were just extreme and they stormed the Capitol. But a lot of the instances there, bro, most of the instances, I'd say 98 percent of the instances there were cops letting people in and, and letting well, and people go. And that's an issue. So that's why I'm saying because because like, you know what? On the surface level, you look at it, it's like okay. These people are storming the Capitol building while Congress is in session. Right. It, in the grand scheme of like, you know, our, you know, our government, that's that's considered treason. Right. Right. That, that's why they that's why they call it an insurrection. Right. So. As a police officer, as someone upholding the law and guarding literally like the house of like democracy in this country, the Capitol building. Why are you letting people in? Well, and if there's not something else that's and, at play, and, and that's the bigger question there. It's and, like, and again, as someone who doesn't agree with people storming in the Capitol during no. Congress, I can identify that's also an issue so, because you should be able to look at these things objectively and go, 
everybody's wrong here. Right, right. <laughs> everybody's handling this awfully. And out of, you know, maybe like a million or so people, three, four hundred people, you know, right, it's people, a, right. It's a small, but again, it, it, big enough to draw a major headline and, and draw headlines. attention. Right. But again, it, that the, the small people of the loudest people. It wasn't like Donald Trump walked in like he was leading the exactly. army into the battle. Exactly. Walking on the steps of the cap. Right. But I that, understand. But that. that's what they make it seem. And then, you know, my thing is, is like I said, I think there might have been some coercion. Signs to point to coercion with the FBI that got co-opted. And to 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 it's make possible, yeah. to make a good thing turn bad, and we see it throughout. You know, it doesn't have to just be a MAGA thing. It's just throughout history, bro. Like, you know, you look at. Um, I'm trying to throw an example. Well, just any extremist group. Like, for example, there were people <laughs> that got you know that got um, identified by the FBI later after the fact because they were going on Facebook and like. Yeah, we're gonna Tout get to we're, we're gonna get a group of people down there. We're gonna load up a bunch of guns in the back of our truck and we're gonna head down to DC. Like they know what they're getting into. Yeah, right. right. But that's the same thing as like any hate group, the KKK, whoever. Like they they gather online and they build some kind of connection. Well, and uh, but again, though, a lot and of that's that... its own separate faction of these people. It's a it's 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 a small percentage of, sure. of the larger people. But a lot of that, though, the, some of the small, like smaller groups that that do that kind of shit, bro. Like, there's FBI agents that go into these chat rooms, encourage this behavior, get these people radicalized because they know they're out. They're pretty much radicalized already. We just need to give them that push that they need, right. and they'll do our bidding for and, us. And 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 it's and it's under the guise of I'm in here undercover as an FBI agent trying to track down who's a domestic terrorist. Right. Right. Yeah, man. It, no, it's it's pretty wild, man. It, it, it's some wild shit, dude. When you really get to the bare bones of it, and you follow how the you know corporate power structure kind of works and maneuvers. I mean, all throughout history, throughout history, bro. There's been false flag events. They take something good and they flip it bad, and they, you know, deem their political opposition as evil. I mean, Hitler. We talk about that, man. Did it to the Jews. You know, and look how that unfolded. But that unfolded with a false flag uh, event in Germany back at the time. They used um, a pretext of, I believe, a church getting blown up, if I remember the story correctly. And that was Hitler's excuse to, like, start just going wild, yeah, essentially. Essentially just worked his way up from chancellor, won over the people of Germany, and but like next the, thing you know, he's invading Poland. But <laughs> it's with, awful. Without that event that, you know, they, they needed something you to need, go You, you need a catalyst, right? Exactly. In history, you need you need a, an event that springboards something else. Exactly. So that's that's what I'm correlating through all this from the January 6th through everything that we witnessed in the, in the last year and a half. And then you get a speech like this with the Marines behind you on a red backdrop at nighttime. It, what I'm saying is, it just it. You don't have to be the smartest person to see that something is up here. Right. You know what it, I mean? It, it it looks a little bit uh, 1930s Germany. Yeah, it looks a little authoritarian. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> a little bit fascist. So, all right, that's where I'll, I'll put the pin in the Joe Biden speech. Um, I wanted to play this too, real quick, because this was the day. This was yesterday. Joe Biden. This is a quick clip. Of uh, Peter Doocy asking... a little backpedaling, I see. Uh, I don't even think it's backpedaling. I just think he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about doing or he saying. He forgot what he read on the... On the <laughs> yeah, because you know he didn't write that speech. No, absolutely not. He doesn't write the speeches. So uh, when asked uh, if Trump supporters are a threat to this uh, country, 
Joe Biden had to say this. All right. Hey, Mr. President, Mr. President, Okay, and you heard that loud and clear no. from that reporter. Right. Peter Ducey from Fox News. Everyone, come on, look, guys. You keep trying to make that case. I don't consider any I don't consider any Trump supporter to be a threat. What did we just watch? Literally an entire speech based around how the MAGA Republicans are, 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 are the new communists yeah. in this country. They yeah. are the new Red Scare. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. Unfucking believable. <laughs> Anyone who calls for the use of violence fails to contempt violence. But who did you say was the contempt? Who was, you know, leading this charge of violence? The MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans. And again, I think it's just projection. We see a lot um, on, I guess, the left, I guess, with Antifa and the summer of love in 2020, burning down buildings and all this shit. You know, yeah, okay, the insurrection's not a good look. And you can even say with Antifa, that was co-opted too by the FBI, but sure, man. Bricks and whatever it, else. You heard about those stories? Plant, dude, yes. And you see yeah. the FBI provocateur. I mean, and, and that speaks volumes to our overall point, right. is... Both sides of the political scale are being played against each other. They're all exactly. this civil war of nonsense. Exactly. It's all bullshit. Exactly, dude. It's <laughs> all fucking bullshit, dude. It's all bullshit to serve who? Joe fucking Biden? Get the fuck out of here, bro. Refuse to acknowledge that the election has been won. Insist upon changing the way in which the rule votes. That is a threat to democracy. Democracy. Everything, oh, is we stand, everything we stand for rests on the platform of democracy. When people voted for Donald Trump and support him now, they weren't voting for attacking the Capitol. They weren't voting for overruling the election. They were voting. For- That's what he just said in the speech. Literally going, walking back everything he just said. So it's like, man, if you don't question everything that goes on in politics, you're you're really doing yourself a disservice. Stay away. That's from what it comes down man. to at the end of the day. Let me see if I can find this real quick, um, and then we'll go to break, and then we'll come back with some JRE Aaron Rodgers. But um, let me see if this is even online anymore. Oh, so uh, we just got a um, comment here from I hate the NFL. Oh well, you might not like some of this podcast then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it says hashtag Trump twenty twenty four. Trump 2024. So we already have one in the chat that is um, ready for that. Uh, well, I'm curious to see Trump 2024. Are you saying that? I mean, obviously you're saying right. that's who you want in as your president. But, you know, up to this point, like me and Mari were talking about earlier, man, um, do you even see because I felt like over the summer he was going to come out and announce that he was going to run. Now, right, like, like I felt like by now you would have already heard something if he was. So does now um, I I hate the NFL. Does that leave you with any questions in your mind as to will he even run? And if he does, now is this wave of Trump voters that are kind of leaning towards DeSantis now? You know, does that open up a DeSantis presidential run as like a, as like a as like a Trump offshoot? A Trump offshoot. Yeah, right. exactly. So. A Trumpian, um, a Trumpian disciple. A Trumpian disciple. Are we going to coin that a, a new term here? Oh, we can. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh no. 
But yeah, man, um, we'll see where it all leads, man. Like I said, we are just about 60 some odd days away from these primaries in November. It is going to get hairy. It is going to get nuts. There's going up. to be some <laughs> false flag level events. Guess what? Not to mention next week is 9-11. Oh, shit. So, guys, a lot of fireworks can uh, be kicked off here. I mean, the the, I guess, political landscape and where we're at as a country, man, as much as I say, listen to your neighbor, try to find the common ground with the next Please, person. Please, yes, love your neighbor. For <clears throat> love thy neighbor. Um, as much as I say that, man, you still worry because people, people's emotions always get the best of them. We're emotional creatures. And we, we're so emotionally invested in all this that's going on. Well, you know, some of us could take it or leave it. I mean, but most people... Oh, I mean, over the last, like, five or so years, you've seen it more than you ever, I've ever seen it in our well, lifetime. And I think a lot to do with that is just people are just waking up on a level that's untallied at this right. point. Right. The, the amount of, like, really the social movements that have, uh, you know, popped up since then has been, yeah, it's been crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, man, buckle up, guys. Um, we still have a little bit of show left to get to. We are going to go to break. I have to take a hot brew yeast right now. And yes. we're going to come back. We got some Joe Rogan, Aaron Rodgers covers coverage. And uh, if we have some time, we're going to get to the fighter, fighter and the kid and some impulsive coverage as well. Um, thank you for uh, sticking with us up to this point. Um, Labor Day weekend, man, is kicking off fucking yes, right. If you got a drink, pour it up. Pour it up here. Let's go out on a shot. And then here, let me first let me just get to our music here once again everybody happy saturday we are on a rare saturday edition of in the paint saturday edition with the boys here breakfast with Windows. right saturdays are for the boys so now we can say that now oh i just said burp uh it's a coffee red bull water and all right let me pour Pour one up up, mario let's go out to a shot i'm gonna play a little bit of tunes to take us out on and we'll be right back everybody in the chat yeah stick around we'll be right back Cheers, my friend. Salute, man. All right, we'll be right back. Stick around.
one. Um, I do have a couple, but I'll take them. I'm like, it's coffee and bread to hydrate. We're coming back. Here, we'll let this ride out real quick. Always a fun cover to play, <laughs> Jumper. We are coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to In the Pain. Mario, pass the whiskey. that whiskey over, Mario. There you go, my friend. Drink up. It's a Friday night. It's not a Friday night. It's a Saturday night. Saturday morning. Oh, Saturday morning. Now we're in the afternoon. It, man. That's I love it. Great way to come back into Absolutely. the show. That gave me a second win, man. Let's get it going. It always does, man. It always does. So, yes, we like to thank everyone who's uh, stuck with us up to this point, who's uh, dropped in, checked out this episode, uh, episode 148. We've been on a tear as of recently. So, uh, shout out to everybody who has made this possible. Um, the first half of this show has been uh, pretty dope, man. Uh, it's been a while since me and you have done. Uh, yeah, we haven't done a, a duo two man show in a while. So uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Brandon and it's been fun. Clem though, who uh, I believe Clem will be back next week, uh, if my memory serves me correctly. I forget how we're doing it, uh, or it might be Brandon. I'm not sure. Uh, and then two weeks instead of Friday night, we'll be on Thursday night because again we leave for the Carolinas. So. Guys, uh, yeah, man, this episode has went up, episodes went down, left, right, so on and so forth. Uh, we've covered a lot here. Uh, we still have a little bit to get to here. I mentioned earlier on in the show, Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, Undisputed Clip. So we're going to uh, go into our uh, podcast coverage from this past week. And the first one we got up is the Joe Rogan, Aaron Rodgers podcast, JRE. Uh, obviously, we all know with Aaron Rodgers being... Immunized. Immunized. Um, you know, uh, but it's caused sort of this, you know, well, it did at the time anyway, this, you know, public stir, I guess. And, you know, my stance has always been kind of the same, man. Whether you want to get, you know, the vax or not, dude, I mean, that should be left up to you and you only. Um, you know, if you want to get it, 
get it. If you don't, you don't. So on and so forth. Um, so my issue lies where you're deemed as an evil person or uh, somebody who doesn't care about others because you're quote unquote selfish for not getting the vaccine and all this other kind of crazy horse shit really that's out there, man. Again, it's, it's your decision, man. You got to do what's best for you. Um, so we watched kind of that public outcry when Rogers was coming out saying that he wasn't going to be participating in vaccinational set events. Um, but, uh, you know, things kind of had died down up until this past week when he, uh, was on the Joe Rogan experience kind of opening that can of worms again. Now, in one instance, it's it's good because he kind of shed some light on some questions that maybe people have had then, and he kind of answers them in this podcast. But two, it's low-hanging fruit, man. And Shannon and Skip, although I may not like them or agree with a lot of what they say, but they're professionals in the business, and they're going to sniff this kind of stuff out and rip it apart. And Absolutely. that's going to that's gonna do, you know, one thing for their show. And they're, they're, it's going to boost their ratings and people are, you know, because the vaccine— They're going to rally behind it. Exactly. But the vaccine is a weird thing because it's almost like this tribalism has has came about now from the— Well, it's, it's fitting that Rogers went on Rogan because they've both kind of taken similar approaches to immunization— for COVID? Right. Well, so I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. What was one of the big message messages that we were saying earlier on in the show? You should be allowed to question everything, right? Right. Vaccination being no different, right? I mean, look, I mean, as someone who got the vaccine, was I still skeptical about something that got put onto the market so fast when you hear that, you know, you hear the average vaccine takes like years? 10 years and that's right. with no hiccups. Years. At the at the at the earliest two to five years, years no, no, vaccines. I think it's the earliest for a vaccine to go through every trial according ten years. It's ten years wow. with no hiccups. So again, I mean, I I did it because I felt my own heart of hearts that was the right thing to do. But again, did I did I get did I question that because hearing that is alarming? Sure, it's alarming. And dude, it's it's your it's right. unprecedented. Things we're dealing with with COVID sure. now. It's unprecedented times. So hearing that, it's it's you got to question it. And and it's your right to question it. You should be allowed right. to question it every step of the way. Um, and you shouldn't be demonized or called out as being someone who's selfish and, and so on and so forth. All the labels that could put on it, put on you for not wanting to partake in something because you, for whatever reason, you don't want to get it. Now, you hear the story about the... Uh, um, Offspring drummer we covered here on the show a yes. few months ago where he was essentially terminated from the band because he had um what's it called um uh one of the diseases um Guillain Barlé syndrome I believe it's called Guillain Barlé syndrome yeah I think that's what it's called um where essentially like you know it wasn't medically safe for him to get the vaccine he and, said that yeah yeah him and his doctor came out and it wasn't safe for him to get the vax essentially he was terminated from the offspring and now that with all the information that we do know about it and how you know whether you have the the vax or not you know people with the vax are still getting sick and you know so there's that whole argument right. but 
his job should have been probably reinstated. That's where I kind of see it, you know? So it's like, why? I mean, he's, he was their drummer it, for like 15 it, years. Yeah, it's because they have an image to uphold as like, you know. Exactly. We're not, we're not going to yep. stand with that. We, we, have to, we have to make a decision. We don't want the whole band to get canceled. So, and that's, you know, where it gets, uh, you know, uh, dangerous. So we, th- I, I set that up because, and, and I say all that to set up, where we're going to uh, lead to next, and that's Undisputed, Skip, Ooh, Bayless. Penn State, Purdue, a Thursday Shark. night. That looks, that's a good matchup there. No, that was this past Thursday. Oh, uh, that was this past Thursday. Yeah. Oh, that's right. College football already started, so yeah. yeah. Shout out. So Skip uh, and uh, Shannon, they're going to give us their thoughts on the whole Aaron Rodgers uh, extravaganza that is the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, and let's see what they have to say, and then we'll jump into the JRE pod. Let's go. Aaron Rodgers now admitting to purposefully misleading the media about his vaccination status last season. This during an appearance on the Joe Rogan Experience. Rogers said he was, quote, <laughs> immunized heading into last season before missing a game due to health and safety protocols before confirming he was unvaccinated. Shannon, what's your reaction? I mean, look, he can use all the semantics that he wants to skip. He lied. And he purposefully lied. Because he thumbed the nose because he didn't like the NFL's policy. Yeah, he semantics. knew that, okay, you want to use the term immunized? Okay, fine. But you know you were supposed to mask up around other people in the building at press conference, and you did. Look at Skip, too. Why does he look like a defeated dog Like while Shannon's like talking to him? Like That's weird beta-cuck <laughs> move. Yeah, that's kind of their dynamic, though, if you watch the show. I mean, they're <laughs> Skip will say something, and then Shannon just kind of... Puffs out the chest a little bit. Yeah. And takes him to the woodshed. <laughs> so you were leading people to think because you were immunized, you were leading to the media and the other people around you that you were vaccinated. But you know what, though? You- T- real quick. If you're if you're a person with a brain, you know what he's getting at when he's yeah. saying that. Right, right. He's telling it to your face that he's not vaccinated. Right. I, I knew that right away. Same. Why is that some kind of trickery? It's shocking, right? Why it's is like, this a shocking... Like, yes, he... I guess, yeah, he technically lied about it, but did he? But did he, right. That's the thing. Did he? Because, yeah, he, he's telling you, I'm immune. That Nobody says that if they're vaccinated. They go, yeah, I'm vaccinated. Or I'm not. Or I'm not. Right. There's no really... Im- I'm immunized means... I'm not. I'm trying something else. Yeah. But no, I didn't take the vaccine. I right. did something else. Right. Well, see, a la that, Joe Rogan's approach. Monoclonal antibodies, which, uh, you know, have been proven effective. Um, but uh, you it need, might be. You need I mean, money, though. That, that's a thing. I it, mean, yeah. It's it, the vaccine. The reason it, why Joe Rogan's doing it is because he's got the money. Yeah. You, it's, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, same thing. It's money and resources, right? You need to know people and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. And you got to have people because a lot of places weren't allowed to prescribe that treatment. Or they were losing their medical license. They had to push the vaccine. Right, because that's what, that's the, the agenda. That is, was the agenda. We have exactly. to get Americans vaccinated. Right. We have to get them on one of the three main vaccines. Right. Not these alternative medicines. And this, is, this is what's been proven to work. Which it wasn't. Like, and that's the thing. That's the mind-blowing thing. Because, uh, I mean, the, 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 sure. va- it, the vaccine was very, very, it, it still is very, very new. Sure, and and all these um, you know these variants that keep popping up, some of them, the the vaccine doesn't even isn't effective against at all. Doesn't work at all. But remember when the vaccine first? So 
this goes two ways. I don't want to get too crazy off on a side. Yeah, note, I don't. Yeah, yeah. But it goes two ways. When Trump first announced that he was going to put out a vaccine, everybody on the other side was screaming, "We're not trusting this thing. We're not taking his vaccine." Blah 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 blah. He puts it out, leaves office, then all of a sudden, Biden enforces all these mandates, and now all the same people who were lashing out against Trump's "quote unquote" vaccine. Now all of us, we got to do our part. We got to get the vaccine. Everyone's got to get it. Everyone do it. All this, that, and the third. So now you're asking yourself like, okay, that's funny. They just flipped the script on a dime like that without any questions. Well, it it goes back to what you were saying earlier where like, you know, things get adopted by a certain agenda and they kind of spin it in that way. And and it kind of, it kind of fits that narrative. Like, okay, we got to do our part. You know, this is what's going to get us through this. We have to do it. Yeah, and it, it's you know it, it's just a wild thing to have watched in real time that you know these people at the end of the day I guess really our point to the, all this is they don't really care if uh, give a fuck if you live or die you take the vaccine or not man it's no. an agenda at the end of the day they, it's it's all just big pharma yeah they have their uh, putting their foot on your neck <laughs> they yeah they, essentially they have their their hands in everything dude um, on the Joe Rogan podcast with Aaron Rodgers they. Joe brought up something how Big Pharma has 75% of the TV ads that are on cable television. Think about that. That's fucking mind blowing. Like, so it's a monopoly. No, it is. (laughs) It is. And, you know, before modern medicine, dude, again, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but just something to think about. Before modern medicine, there was very holistic ways of healing and holistic ways uh, and approaches to healing, right? So, there wasn't, oh, if you have an ailment, take this pill, you'll feel better. No, usually what you were prescribed was a better diet, exercise, sunlight. You Something know I mean? that gets very, very lost on this current generation. Yes, because Sunlight now, and exercise are not things people want. What do we want? Instant gratification. Swiping on our phones and playing video Quick. games all day. Quick. So what's the easiest way to that? What, what's the, um, I guess, metaphor to that in pharmaceutical terms is Ads take and this commercials pill. and take no, this pill. T- take this, right. you'll feel better. Right, and and we're going to keep you on this. We're going to keep pumping you of this right. because it's going to make you feel better. And, and it's, it's what's going to work. It makes us money and, you know. It makes them tons of money. And really what they're doing at the end of the day is it, it, we'll look back on this, bro, as one of the biggest scams in modern history ever. Yeah, so it's totally manipulation. Yeah, to the fullest extent, the monopoly. Uh, let's get back into this work. So you want to use all the semantics and the word because what Aaron Rodgers thought that he was above this policy. Aaron Rodgers thought I'm Aaron bleeping Rodgers. I'm a three-time league MVP. And that's true too. I'm a Super I mean, Bowl that is MVP. True. I'm one of the handful of best players in all of football. This is not applicable to me. This is applicable to you guys. And he want to blame the woke and the cancel culture. No. This was all about Aaron Rodgers thinking that the, the, the COVID, NFL COVID policy was not applicable to him. Nothing more, nothing less. I am – look, there's no denying the Kai's talent is killed. He's one of the – he's a top five quarterback. You can, when it's all said and done, you can make a case he might be a top five player if he can get another championship. That's undeniable. But as a person, he's a horrible person. Hmm. He's a liar. He's arrogant. He's aloof. For lack of a better word, he's a prick. Hmm. And God I'm damn. so over wow. him. Skip, this was done. Wow. Nobody Shannon was even talking about daggers. Aaron Rodgers and what he Big lied time. about last wow. year or what he deliberately misled <laughs> about. Prick. He went on there to rehash that 
because he wants to thumb his nose. I did that NFL, and I'll do it again. See, I don't think, you know, real quick, I don't think that's where he was going with it. I just think Shannon is, he knows this will boost the ratings. This will get the clicks. You know, how, you know, this is essentially Shannon's being the contrarian. You got to fly the flag here for, right? We're, we're not, you know, we're not going to stand for this kind of behavior. Right. But, and, and look, to, his, to, to, to an extent, is Aaron Rodgers kind of thumbing his nose at the NFL? Sure. Uh, maybe, maybe. But also, I think maybe there's some of it to do where, you know, yeah, this thing was kind of buried under the rug. But, you know, there was, at first, when Aaron Rodgers came out with all this, there was all these, you know, remarks coming from people. You're this, you're that, you're a liar. You don't, you know, you're selfish. This, but yeah, Right. And then to, to our point we made earlier, it's like he's telling you to your face. He's, right. Nobody says I'm immunized. If, if they're not vaccinated. Right. And the whole podcast... Or if of, they're vaccinated, I mean. If they yeah. are vaccinated, right. And the whole JRE podcast, it's, you know, that's not... Aaron, we'll watch it. Aaron Rodgers really does... I think he does a good job explaining himself uh, of what was really going on in that time period. So we'll hear Shannon's side. I think and we'll jump really in. what it comes down to is the NFL handles everything... Piss poor. Piss poor, yeah. and everything's ass backwards. Yes. I, I, I would we have talked about that earlier before the show. Like, you know, you see Calvin Ridley getting an entire season suspension for gambling, but then you have, like, Deshaun Watson who's going to play this year. Right. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy how they handle shit. Let's get back into it. Oh, I just, I just, he, I just want him, I just want him to just, like, as much as I, as, 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 as much as criticism that I left, I'm going to miss Tom. When he retires, yep. might be one of a handful of best days of my life because I am so sick of talking talking about his bull jive. On the field, he's sensational. But off the field, I got nothing for him. I appreciate the way you... See, and again, oh, man, this is, this is what pissed me off. He's like kind of like... You're you're deflecting and you're projecting everything that you're saying Aaron Rodgers is, you're doing right now. The big, the high road to go here is like, listen, Aaron's a grown man. He can make his decisions. People are going to call that out if they don't agree with what he's doing. Sure. Let the people handle it. Right? Let, let them handle it. Aaron, listen, you know, uh, you got called up. I don't agree with a lot of what you did here. But guess what, man? At the end of the day, we're just people. No one's perfect. So you can come on this show and, you know, me and you can kind of hash it out. Explain why you're doing what you're doing. Right. Right. And sure. but Shannon's not doing that. Shannon's just saying he's a fucking scumbag. I'm done. You know what I mean? So who's right? He said, he, and like he said, like you can blame the cancel culture, woke, whatever, but you're you're kind of doing what they you're do. feeding into it. You're doing exactly yeah. what they do. So it's like, who's the who's the asshole in this situation? You know what I mean? Right. Like if I like we're going to watch him on Rogan. If I don't agree with what they're saying about, you know, alternative medicines to the vaccine or whatever. It's not going to. I mean, I can make that decision for myself. Sure. I'd still decide to get the vaccine, and maybe I don't agree with that, but okay, you said your piece. I get it now. Yeah, it's that's all. It's as simple as that. that that's the beauty about where we live and, and this country, man. We're, the freedom to individual individualism, you know what I mean? To, to be yourself, to do what you want to do. Um, if you don't want to do something, okay. You know, uh, but that shouldn't you know, be so divisive where it's like, oh, I can't even be associated with this Well, it's, uh, you know, it's so black and white. It's not. Well, right. And that's the thing. That's There's a lot of gray. Yeah, man. All right, so let's jump back into it. You've seen the light about this man. 
The man you just described will ultimately fail as the leader of a football team, as the face of a franchise. It's hard to trust him. It's hard to depend on him. I think he's it's been hard do- to follow He's been doing a good job battle. last 18 years being a face of a franchise. <laughs> I don't I mean, know where, you know, he did win one Super Bowl, and he's been kind of carrying the Packers for 10-plus years on his back. 18. He's been in the league for 18 years. Well, I'm just saying, like, even, like, post-Super Bowl win. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. He, he's pretty much carried that roster. I mean, uh, besides the years with Devontae Adams, I right, mean, right. he's kind of carried the Packers on his back. But we talked about it earlier. Aaron Rodgers, one of those, him and Tom Brady. Even right? now, right, in the current NFC, he makes the Packers a contender just by being Just there. himself. He, he, he has the ability, just like Tom Brady, to turn... And this is just totally on a football perspective. Yes. We're, we're yes. putting all this shit aside. Those two quarterbacks specifically, Aaron and Tom, have the ability to turn average players like Miles... My, uh, what's his name? Miles Vantless Scantling or whatever from the oh, Packers. Oh, Ma- Maltez Vantless Scantling. Uh, yeah, whatever. He's, yeah. But <laughs> it's like people like that, he could turn into, you know, uh, star-studded receivers. And we've seen him do that. You know, um... You know, Aaron Rodgers is a leader in the NFL, man. He has been for the Packers since he stepped in the league. So for Skip to say that again, um, you know, I don't know. It's an L take, I think, <laughs> by Skip. I mean, that's Skip who follows Dak Prescott every week. So. Right, and is on that. Yeah, so what's that? Talk talking? about a leader. Yeah. Failing come, as a leader. Come on now. For him, you would have come to this conclusion. And deep down inside, even though he is your quarterback, there'd be a little party saying, nah, nah. <laughs> Don't trust him. Don't follow him. It's almost like they're stuck playing with the best quarterback in football. Yes. The the guy, the transcendent thrower of the football, lacks probably every intangible Brady has to me. Mm -hmm. And this position, of all the positions in all sports, is, I'm going to say half intangibles, but it might be two-thirds intangible. Right. The quarterback Mm -hmm. position. Yeah. And Brady's all about it. He's got a really nice arm. It's an above-average right. arm, but he has no mobility, even though he had the most rushing yards. I think he's had in 10 years last year, for what it's worth. What, 12? But, yeah, 22, <laughs> I think it was. But the point is, back to Aaron bleeping Rodgers. We used to say that as a compliment on the field, and now it's a negative. Yes. It's derogatory Aaron bleeping Rodgers off the field. So my takeaway from... His remarks is, I'm pretty sure he's saying, yeah, I lied to the media, but how dare the media call me a liar? Right. That's what he's saying here, if I read it correctly. And my other question is, why would you reopen this can of worms on the eve of another season? Thank you. Like, most of us kind of, we don't forget about it. We don't forgive it, but it kind of fades into the background. And now let's... Next, because we're all trying to get over COVID. We're, we're yeah. trying to get through the yeah. pandemic. Let, let, let me let me scratch right. the scab off this wound that was already he. Not not there's there's something serious. I mean it was serious, but Skip, no, but like you mentioned, nobody was talking about this. Yeah. But you know what it is, Skip? It's the arrogance of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers walks in any room. It can be nuclear scientists, physicists, engineers. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. That's what it is. I know better than you. So you know what? I'm going to take something that they gave, they give animals, livestock, for parasites. I'm going to take that for COVID because you said it doesn't work. And right there, Shannon, that's super fucking gaslighting That's, a, right that's there. assuming, yeah. Well, what he's referring to, I believe, is uh, ivermectin and hydro, uh, hydroxychloroquine, chloroquine, right. rather, where, yes, they are given to uh, animals and such, but 
there are animal uh, medications and and they could be crossbred with humans. Um, you know, ketamine being one of them. We all know Whitney <laughs> Cummings is on said ketamine. But, um, whoa, settle down there, Fogger. Um, so what, what, what Shannon's doing is kind of gaslighting because that wasn't Aaron's approach. Aaron was talking about the monoclonal antibodies, and that's the treatment that he took. That monoclonal antibodies isn't for animals. That's strictly for humans, right? Now, I'm not a doctor or scientist, but from the little bit that I know, monoclonal antibodies are very effective, and I believe Aaron was talking about vitamin D and zinc, which humans are able to consume. Yeah, I mean, you can get those at the, you at the drugstore. You can go to the, yeah, the GNC and get those. So what's he talking about? And right. that's just gaslighting his audience to think that Aaron Rodgers is some kooky conspiracy theorist that takes ivermectin. Oh, it's just somebody that has a lot of money and resources that can afford these alternative medicines that can try them. Right. Well, that, well, that yeah. But Shannon is painting him as this like villain who just is like you know under listening to QAnon and like you know crushing up fucking uh, you know the worst of the worst you know. But you mentioned ketamine, drugs. yeah, horse yeah. tranquilizer. <laughs> it's like that could be farthest from the case, dude. I, I just don't like how they portray. It's, it's it's a little too cut and dry for you know he's he's Shannon's making it a little too cut and dry. Yeah, yeah. it's Bizarre. not so cut and dry. Bizarre. All right, we got a couple minutes left of this. And I'm smarter than you. I went to Cal. Do yep. you know what type of grades you have to have to get into Cal? Do you know how smart you got to be to go to Cal? Even though I went to Cal. started at junior college. Yeah. So, go ahead. so you know, you, so that means I'm I'm qualified yep. to tell you what the best thing for you. Yeah. Just let it go, Aaron. Nobody was talking about this, but this is his way of saying so. Woke mob, cancel culture, y'all can't... Well, ain't nobody trying to cancel you. And to Aaron's, you know, defense again, and, you know, it's not like I'm, like, for Aaron Rodgers or, like, Team Aaron Rodgers or anything like that, but, you know, it, you almost have... Not have to be, but it's just, like, too easy... Like you're saying, it's very cut and dry. Skip's making... Or Shannon, rather, is making it very cut and dry, but Aaron wasn't saying to people, everyone should go do this, do what I do. Right. The vaccine I, doesn't work. The, right. Do this instead. It's that, not what he's doing. And that's what Shannon's making out to be. So, again, these two are feeding into that. You can't question anything. Right. At the end team. of the day, Aaron Rodgers made a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek comment, basically admitting that he's not vaccinated. And that's it. And people took it as he's lying. And blown it out way out of proportion. I mean, anybody with a brain can see what he's saying. You would think. On the surface. You would think. Right. I mean, we, we, as soon as that came out, however many months ago that was that he said that. It's like last year. Or yeah, it was probably last season Yeah, at this point. I, I knew exactly what he was getting right. at. Like, what are we talking about here? Right. All right, let's continue on. But ain't nobody trying to take no medical advice from you either. So he goes back you don't have to. to you don't have to. Exactly. On this issue, yeah. Joe Rogan. Yeah. Same and thing with Rogan. Joe's Rogan does that shit all the time. Joe Rogan experience. I don't have to he listen to it. He knows he's going to get nothing but softballs lobbed up. Yeah. And, and no cross examination whatsoever. Right. And that's he not even Joe Rogan's job. He was ready. I mean, that's kind of what Joe Rogan's show is. He just kind of lays up the softballs because he knows his get. He just wants his guests to just talk about their experience. Their experience. Yeah. That, that's yeah. He, it's not Joe Rogan. His, his job show is designed to, to to throw up the softballs because he just kind of wants to let the show just kind of flow. Kind of flow organically and kind of just let itself be. Yeah, it's not his job to cross-examine. Right. 
anybody. He may cross-examine something that he finds fascinating or something that he may have, like, other facts against. Or Right, right. But, like, he won't... His job is to kind of let the guest just kind of speak. Right. And then just kind of just go with the conversation. That's exactly. kind of what his show is. Exactly. Examine. So this tells me that these two did not watch that episode. They just either... Skimmed one, through it or... One or two things. Just read the transcript... Read, yeah. Or two, just got notes on it by their producers. Made an assumption based on what they've been said in the media. And yeah. yeah, that's it. He's actually taking shots at my business, the, right. the report repertorial business, as in, I thought they might follow up, and I was ready to expand on my process if they followed up, but they didn't follow up. So he's sort of blaming the media for not asking the next question, the next one. Well, he, he's not even wearing a mask, so everybody, when he said immunized... They thought he was just trying to be the smartest guy in the room exactly. by using the term uh, that, a term that, that would be high-minded, that, right. that, would, that would transcend yeah. the term vaccinated. Correct. That we have worn out, vaccinated or unvaccinated. Correct. I'm immunized. Yeah. And, yeah, everybody's going to sort of take him at his word and let's go to the next one. Yeah. Because you know what? Nobody was expecting you to be what you became, a liar. Because you said that, and you were, you're not wearing a mask. Because everybody else had to be, and if they weren't, you was like, okay, bro, what's what's up with you? But they're like, hey, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, a cool guy. Aaron Rodgers is not gonna lie to us. He's not gonna put us in harm. You don't want to believe he's going him. to because he's Aaron Rodgers. Right, right. Because at the end of the day, you you won an NFL where Aaron Rodgers is starting. That's better for the brand. Sure, sure. Then who? Jordan Love. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what do we? T- I mean, come on. Like, it's a no-brainer. Right. Well, just apparently these guys both like, don't have. Like, he's using these highbrow terms, as like Skip puts it. Like, yeah, because he knows he's Aaron Rodgers. He knows he's good for the product. Right. Right. He doesn't have to wear a mask because he knows at the end of the day he'll be on that roster. He'll be on that roster, and it's going to take a lot for him to have to sit out of games. I mean, he sat out the one, but still. Well, that like multiple, yeah, right. For for that specific reason, right. to have to sit out multiple games, you know, it's it's not going to happen. Look at fucking Shannon's eyes here, too. Holy fuck, <laughs> Jesus, bro! Imagine waking up to something like this. Uh, God, Unk. Dude, get me out of here. Unvaccinated. Shannon's going We're off, va- man. Vaccinated. Look, and people stop. No vaccination is to prevent, it will stop you from getting sick. Polio didn't stop polio. Smallpox, measles, chickenpox, mumps, whatever. But it greatly reduces your chances of getting said disease. All right. All right. All right. So I got to just break that monotony up right now because remember when Joe Biden was on the campaign trail, and I hate to bring it back to Joe Biden, but it was Joe Biden. <laughs> it always hit, goes back to Joe Biden. It always goes back to Joe Biden and his cronies. But you remember after they you know, came to terms that they were going to take the vaccine and you know, because at first they were deeming it all evil because Trump came up with it. Then they deemed it, oh, we're going to take it because it's part of our agenda and it's going to fulfill what we got to do. They specifically ran on on this vaccine that it is completely 100% safe and effective and will prevent you from contracting said COVID-19. You remember all, like Dr. Uh, Rochelle Walensky came out from the CDC, get the vaccine that's going to stop everything COVID heard, in its track. Everything we heard from Fauci. <laughs> Fauci, Rachel Maddow, uh, Biden himself, get the vaccine. You'll be safe. You won't get COVID anymore. I mean, I could pull up clips. And and also think about, too, when the vaccine started getting circulated more prominently and more people were getting vaccinated, people just started kind of opening their doors. Like, we're we're back. Here we go. You're safe. 
That's how it was marketed. Welcome back. That's how it was marketed. So, yes, when when people had that argument, like, all right, hold on. Let me do something real fast. I, I have to prove a point real fast. Um, let me see. Give me one second here. Um... So this is just a random interview I'm pulling up here, but good morning, America. I believe this we is who? Chris Dr. Wallace Fauci, and Fauci. Fauci. for coming back again this morning. So we're seeing these first vaccines being administered. As so again, this is back when the vaccine was first being administered. lives lost 17,000 in the last week. How do you make sense of this moment? Well, it's, you know, it's bittersweet, George, because we are still in a terrible situation with the numbers that you mentioned, the deaths, the hospitalizations, the number of cases. And yet we're really now starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel that is going to ultimately get us through this. Uh, we know we're going to be able to put this behind us. But in the meantime, we still have a struggle ahead of us. So we've got to get people vaccinated as quickly and as expeditiously as we possibly can until we get that, that herd immunity, as we say, which will require, in my opinion, about 75 to 80% of the population getting vaccinated. But in the meantime, we have to adhere to the public health measures in order to blunt the acceleration of these terrible numbers that we hear every day. As you know, there's still a lot of skepticism about the vaccine. I was just talking to a couple of members of our crew. Okay, so here's, I think this is, they're going to uh, prove my point Questioning right here. Questioning the efficiency. Efficacy and efficiency right. of the vaccine. So uh, this is how they promoted it. This is when they first got, uh, you know, rolled out and Trump was out of office. They started flipping on a dime and they said it's 100% safe and effective. So... I'm pretty uh, again, sure they're going like to drop you said, it here. This, this raises a major ethical question. Yes. And I guess the basic question is, how can we be sure it's safe when it was developed so quickly? Fauci, give it to you me. You know, George, that's a great question. The speed was not at all at the sacrifice of safety. The speed was the reflection of extraordinary advances in the science of vaccine platform technology. To be able to do things technically in months that some time ago, five, 10 years ago, may have taken several years. In addition, the extraordinary investment, when I say investment, I'm talking hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars in getting the vaccine ready to be distributed as soon as it was proven to be safe and effective. So people understand safe and effective are skeptical about the speed. But we have to keep emphasizing speed means the science was extraordinary that got us here. President-elect Biden has named you his chief medical advisor. You're still serving with the current administration. Okay, so I think he kind of says it there, but hold on. I just seen, I seen another clip. Here we go. Check this out. Medical and scientific abuse. But if there's one message that needs to cut through all this, the vaccines are safe. I promise you. They are safe and effective. Listen to Dr. Fauci. Listen to the scientists to develop them through extensive and rigorous review. I did. 
And I took my shot publicly to demonstrate to the American people it's safe and effective. To address this challenge, we're going to launch a massive campaign to educate people about the vaccines, that they are safe and effective, and that they can go and get those shots and be good. And I'm going to close with this. This past year has been one of the most painful years in American history. As I said, we've lost over 500,000 lives of the virus. 500,000 moms and dads, husbands and wives, sons and daughters staring at an empty chair, the dining room table. All right, so uh, I really got to play no more. But, I mean, you can kind of get the point where, I mean, they're touting it as, you know, right. safe this, and effective. Right, this, this is, quote, unquote, safe and effective. You're good to go. Let me see. If I can find one more, I'll play it. I don't know how to uh, fucking spell Rachel Maddow. I think this might be it right here. Uh, surgeons testing key to COVID coronaviruses. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I think this might be it right here. Let me see. In terms of the um, American capacity to do what is what needs to be done, um, some of the things that you outlined in this new reporting feel doable, if not politically difficult. For example, the first thing that you suggested is that the scientists need to be heard, that the people who are yeah, doing actually, the day-to-day -day explaining. Um, but, I mean, you get the point. Hold on, I don't think that was it. Well, whatever. You get the point, essentially, that um, the, they were rolled out as and advertised as safe and effective. If you get it, Rachel Maddow... I, a lot of these clips have been scrubbed off the internet, so it's kind of hard to find them, especially on a whim here. I don't want it to uh, tie up the show, but that's how they were sold. Safe and effective. If you get the vaccine, the, the virus stops in its tracks. That's a quote from Rachel Maddow. I'm not making this up. Um, and then to hear Shannon say this and try to paint Aaron Rodgers as some kind of kook conspiracy theorist taking horse dewormer, you, you've sadly mistaken, my friend. You know, so let's let's watch right. that unfold. There's, again. there's there's questioning to be had on all sides here. Everything, and you should. Again, and you should. You be should be aware of question. all. You should be aware of these. Things. You don't have to agree with them. You just have to be aware that they exist. And should and have, question it. And you should be able to question without exactly. any backlash. Yes, but it greatly reduces your chance. Oh, so, no vaccination is to prevent. It will stop you from getting sick. Polio didn't stop polio. Smallpox, measles, chickenpox, mumps, whatever. But it greatly reduces your chances of getting said disease. Yes, it does. Proven. Scientifically proven. And he knows, but Skip, that's like I said, he goes on these shows because the audience wants to hear from people like him. And like you said, he's not going to get across, no. Aaron, why not just be forthcoming? Why not just tell the people, I'm not getting vaccinated, and these are the reasons why? Why would you deliberately mislead someone and then go out there with a mask knowing that you're unvaccinated, knowing that the policy calls that if you don't, you don't have to get the vaccination, but you must be masked up because I'm Aaron Rodgers and the rule, the COVID rules of the NFL are not applicable to me. I thought the rules were dumb. Well, hell, I think there are a lot of rules in the United States that are dumb, but hell, I got to adhere to them. Aaron Rodgers should have to adhere to him. Just because you're an MVP, just because you're one of the best players, does not make rules non-applicable to you, Aaron Rodgers. But that's your problem. And because that's fair. You're arrogant, that's fair. Because you're a narcissist, because you think you're so much better. That's why, why this isn't so that? cut and dry, because both sides are wrong. I don't believe, in it. I don't believe in anything that they set forth. I don't believe in anybody. And unfortunately for Aaron, this was the single most crucial 
issue facing every NFL team yes. as far as its unity went. Yes. Vaccination. Right. Immunization. I'll tell you one thing. And if you're in that Packers locker room, as long as Aaron Rodgers is starting that game, you don't give a fuck. You don't fuck. care, bro. <laughs> I promise you. Like, like I know that yeah. sounds terrible. No. It might sound terrible, but. That's the reality. You see Aaron Rodgers starting, you're you're good. You're fine. <laughs> you don't give a fuck, dude. And, and I guess what? If, if you're anyone on that team, bro, like, you're not worried about if Aaron Rodgers is vaccinated or not. Like, you honestly could care less. Like, unless he's walking around the locker room coughing on you and he has COVID. Right, right. You ain't, you ain't worried about it. You're not it. worried about it, bro. These you're are looking NFL at it like, players. I got the MVP of the league. I'm good. I'm good. Discount double check, baby. That's right. Discount double check. <laughs> Clearly, willfully. All right, there's only about a minute left on this. Got a kick out of lying to the media. Yes. You got a kick out of yeah. it. I, I, I mean, just the, yeah. their eyes. the way yeah. they draw right. this out, bro, I and mean, it's gets pathetic, COVID, in my opinion. Gets busted, and the Pretty Packers pathetic. get busted. Because it cost them but, a game. A game they couldn't. They, well, it wasn't going to be the same thing because guess what? They won one more game, still had home field, <laughs> and still got bounced because he. So, how did that help you? Well, you the, know, you went, the you, team got busted because it enabled this behavior. Of course. You know, it knew what was going on. Of course, on. they got enabled. And they covered for his life, so they're they complicit. They're but complicit. You want to win games, so you're going to have Aaron Rodgers start. And was, was, Plain and was, simple. Was out of his mind, but he knew exactly what was in that concoction. Mm-hmm. Well, he says, I don't want to put anything toxic in my body. And I think it was Mike Florio pointed out that during this interview on the podcast, he was smoking a cigar. Well, that's. A lot of people think okay, that's pretty so now, you're, oh, 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 now you're just grasping that straw. Now you're stepping on our toes yeah, because get... one thing we like on this show is a nice stogie. Fuck, dude. <laughs> now you're just grasping at straws, bro. He's a cowboy fan anyway, fuck him. It's like, bro, you don't, yeah, seriously, <laughs> fuck him, dude. But it's like, yo, you don't drink soda? Like, you don't do anything harmful to your body, Skip? Shut the fuck up, Mr. Fucking Righteous. Get out of here Please. with that self-fucking-righteous bullshit, dude. I don't want to hear it from someone like you, dude, in your position Get the fuck out of here, bro. Who are you preaching to? Listen, ain't nobody siding with Skip Bayless on nothing. I'll on tell you that anymore, right now. dude. He's I don't give lost. a fuck what side you are on this whole debate with Aaron Rodgers. You ain't listening to Skip Bayless. Or Shannon Sharp. <laughs> or Shannon. I mean, Shannon. For that matter. Shannon's just kind of like a fun, just, he just kind of, you just kind of enjoy his energy. You don't really, you don't really take anything he says with with any merit. Here, we'll kind of put a pin in that because we do got to move on to that. Yeah, I, I got, I got a Labor Day uh, weekend barbecue. I got to get to, so we gotta, but we gotta, we gotta keep going. Yeah, we're just gonna do the uh, JRE and Rogers, and I think we're gonna wrap it at that. But one thing I wanted to take away from this interview that we watched with Skip and Shannon Sharp here is really. I mean, and, and I've known this now for, for quite some time now, but really the whole legacy media, dude, is just dead, in my opinion. Corporate media, legacy media, dinosaur media, the it's, CNN. It's this is this is completely just... Because, like, for example, Skip Bayless started out his career famously with Stephen A. Smith, Right. Well, he didn't start his career. Well, but, but I mean, like he, he got he got big a surge on on the show with yes. Stephen A. Smith, and yes. then he kind of went with on the speed with Shannon. Right. The the nickname for Stephen A. Is screaming A. Smith. Right. And why is that? Because, like you said, now this is what the media is. It's it's two guys with takes that you can you can consider hot takes or you know very very uh, controversial takes shouting at each other for an hour. That's what it is now. Right. Right. Yeah, and, you know, none of, I think, their opinions even hold any weight. I don't think any of them... Um, you're, you're tuning in for the fireworks. You're not tuning in for what's actually well, being no. said. You used to. 
You, you, yeah, you used well, to. Sure. Now, I mean, it, you, you, would, you would think theoretically now you'd still want to. But see, now I'll tell you the difference. It's so watered down, and I mentioned this earlier, about their producers and the writing team. There's such a tight leash on it. There's, yeah, it's, it's like for you to even get out your own opinion anymore on these major cable networks. I mean, you might as well pull fucking, the plug on you if you yeah. try to talk. You're not, you're not, you're not stern. You're not on satellite radio. No, exactly. You're not on you satellite I mean? radio. You don't, you don't have free reign to go, kind of go wherever you want to go. You're, you're kind of trapped in this box, and within that box, you could kind of make some crazy, outrageous, fucking, you know, opinion right. pieces. But that's, you know, it, it's within the guides of what the cable. Or what the what the program wants you to do, and if you go outside of that, best That's believe facts. you're going to lose your job, you know. And, and it's a cut and dry. So these these guys that we're watching on the legacy media, the dinosaur media. They're going to do everything they can to keep their job because the money's good. And that's what they have to do now. And that, and now that's what they have to do. They have to, to be on these hot take shows where they're just screaming at each other for an hour. Where really people would rather see, again, authenticity from people like us. And that's why you see the rise of independent media. And some of people just on YouTube commentators and podcasters we see do bigger numbers than these fucking corporate-backed, pharmaceutical-backed, Big fucking because legacy there's nobody giants. looking over our shoulder telling us what we have to say. Exactly. We come on the show, and this is exactly. the shit we always say. This is the kind of shit we would talk about if we're just sitting around at the bar having a beer and hanging out. And that's what people want to see. Right. They don't want to see a watered down. It's authentic. It's authentic. Exactly, dude. Hundred exactly. percent. So that was my big takeaway with the whole undisputed thing. Now we're gonna jump into the Aaron Rodgers JRE portion of this show. And I think we're going to wrap on that just because we're a little over with time right now. So uh, let me pull up my clips. This is Aaron Rodgers on, uh, or my notes rather, Aaron Rodgers on the Joe Rogan Experience, J-R-E Aaron Rodgers. We're going to watch the uh, one, a couple clips from this show, and uh, we'll put a pin in it, Mario. I know you got a barbecue to get to. Man. Yeah, I man. Wanna I, hold I, you I, gotta, uh, I gotta continue my Labor Day festivities. Did you want to uh, smoke weed every day after the show? Oh, I got a little bit of time. I am. I'm actually seeing my uh, good friend Carlene, who was on the show. Uh, oh, Carlene, May. a long Shout time ago. Him. Yes. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll have to the, have her on again. What was the episode title with that? The Yin and Yang with Carlene or something? I think so. We were talking about uh, manifestation, and laws of attraction. A lot of this, the laws, laws of attraction. attraction. Yeah, it was a very it. good episode. If you yeah. guys uh, want to go back in the archive, check that one out. Yeah, shout out, big shout out to Carlene, man. That was yeah, one her of, family's uh, having a nice big barbecue. They invited me out. So solid. Looking forward to that. Solid, man. Make sure you say hi. I, I definitely man. will. I definitely will. That was one of our, uh, before we started doing uh, live shows every week, uh, we were doing pre-uploaded shows, and that was one of our biggest shows. That was the first the one that, like, really people were, like, started commenting, and we kind of got more views. That was when people started really realizing the show. So, hey, Carlene, my friend, if you're listening in, you, uh... You're the real winner. You were the catalyst of yes. this uh, In the Paint podcast. How about that? Catalyst, <laughs> you insist to pull me down. All right, uh, JRE Aaron Rodgers, number 1865. A little bit of awkwardness goes on in this episode, but nonetheless, we're going to get some uh, answers to uh, a lot of the debate that was kind of going on in that whole uh, Undisputed clip. Uh, we'll kind of get some, um, I guess, context into what is happening with Aaron Rodgers. Is he taking horse dewormer? Is he fucking a kooky conspiracy uh, conspiracy theorist on the QAnon side? Is he storming the Capitol, Aaron Rodgers? I Will mean, he succeed without Devontae Adams? Right. Tune in next week. Tune in next week. <laughs> For the adventures of Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, Rodgers, Rodgers. Um... Aaron Rodgers, Jerry, everybody, 1865. Uh, let's check it out, shall we? All right, man. Let's get into it. Get into it. Let's do it. Joe Rogan Podcast. Check it out. 
the Joe Rogan podcast. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. You know, that's Jay Leno. Is it really? I think. I didn't even notice that. Sounds like Wow. Makes sense. We should cover this. Like, before we open our set, we should cover the Rogan. Tag him in it. Be like, come on, man. Come on, man. We're working hard here, man. We need. Look at the uh, overlay, too. This is like his face morphing into the graphic. <laughs> Wait, dude, that image screams, I'm peeking. <laughs> I'm peeking. <laughs> that screams, I took way too many tabs and I'm peeking. That is a disturbing fucking image, dude. Maybe wow. you should just go and shoot the homeless people. I like your idea. <laughs> Tom Segura, Joe. Very, Ryan. very intrusive thoughts right there. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, one thing I want you guys to notice here. Now... The, I guess the running meme with Joe Rogan over the last couple years or however long it's been is he looks like a certain cleaning product somebody. Mario, do you know who, who that cleaning product that is? That would be uh, Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean. So the Magic Mario, Eraser, by the way, is a great product. It is, no, it is a great product. You use that in my kitchen all the time. It is a great, <laughs> phenomenal uh, work of God, as they would say. But Mario, what I want to point out here, man, is if you look like Mr. Clean, guess what one shirt you're not going to wear is... A Mr. Clean shirt, right? You wouldn't wear a Mr. Clean shirt if you look like Mr. Clean. Yeah, especially you? if you're trying to not like feed into if the. You're, meat. Yeah, if you're not, yeah, if you're trying to like let that kind of go away, you don't want to feed into it by wearing a Mr. Clean. If you're if you're gonna double down on it, you're in on the joke. Then I guess you would do that. Right. Now I don't. I, this isn't confirmed, but from my observation, from what I could tell here, I think Joe Rogan decided to throw on a, a Mr. Clean shirt. <laughs> All right, well, let's take a look. Let's, let's find let's out. Let's get into this opening segment so we can see uh, what Joe Rogan there is wearing on his uh, So it's good to see you, man. On his logo on his you, shirt. How you doing? Can't pleasure. really see it there. How you doing? I'm doing great. Aaron Rodgers, everybody, smoking <laughs> a nice cancer right, cigar. I, I want to say real quick, because it was... So there was a meme going around, because obviously this has just happened this week, of this image right here of, of Aaron Rodgers at the start of the show and it said Aaron Rodgers looks like he's about to open Cobra Kai dojos <laughs> Jesus dude, dude. <laughs> I, I couldn't I, that was funny because he, he has the whole Terry Silver look right now he does but again, yeah. with the mustache but, yeah, and the, 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 the ponytail the bun, yeah <laughs> man that's great that's yeah, been an interesting uh, year or so but man it's been been a good year. What was the the craziness? So you like? can't really tell. There's a, a fold in Rogan's shirt right now, but he'll move and and you'll see. Like yeah, well, when so we're on shirt shirt watch. Shirt watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, you and the how do you say the guy's name? The tennis player. Uh, Novak Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic. I mean, we talk about the healthiest human beings on earth. Professional well, he's not playing in the, in the U.S. Yeah. Open now. Yeah, I know because of this, which is bananas. The guy's already had COVID, recovered from it. I think he had it twice. Yeah. And he's one of the best athletes in the world. I mean, the guy's body's in tip-top like condition. players are in oh, incredible fitness. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And no, you can't come. You didn't follow the rules. Like It, it's, it defies science. defies logic. It doesn't make any sense. None of it makes sense. Especially at this stage of the, the pandemic, air quotes. I mean, what the fuck, man? What yeah. was it like for you? It was it was really difficult for sure, and a lot of different reasons. I think. All right, so they're going to get into uh, a little a little COVID talk here in the intro. Uh, I think though they they really get into the COVID talk throughout the show. So we'll jump into our first clip, and we'll also be on shirt watch as Mario uh, graciously yes. pointed out. <laughs> but uh, twenty nine fifty seven, Joe tried. Uh, 
stir fry crickets and compares it to eating crab legs. Ooh. Or crab and Interesting, because I know that crickets are a delicacy yes. in some parts of the world. Yes. So it's very fascinating. Well, I mean, it's one thing to eat crickets, man, but it's another thing to eat crickets and then compare it to eating crab. Oh, man. You're eating I, a I, bug. I, I, I like me some crab legs. If I fuck up some crab legs, sure. some butter sauce, I'll fuck that up. How about cricket legs? Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. That's a bug, like yeah. you said. That, nah. One's a bug. I mean... Rogan does make the comparison that crabs are just like a bug of the ocean, which I, I mean, could, yeah, okay, okay, shrimp's the same thing. I get it, but I don't think of it that way. No, because one thing, guess what? One thing does a freaky little noise and jumps at you, and has antennas, and well, so do crabs. But um, <laughs> you get what I'm saying, though. I, I get you. I get you. Uh, you, you deal with one more so than the other. Yes. You walk outside. There's crickets. Right. You're not seeing lobster unless you're sitting in front of a dinner table. Or at a red lobster <laughs> at a in the tank <laughs> yeah. with the claws tied yeah. together like <laughs> yeah. fucking savages. We're kind of ruthless as a society, man. We just capture fucking wild animals, throw them in a, in a cage, and we, we go in that restaurant and just like... It's very barbaric. Gotta eat. Gotta eat. <laughs> a man's gotta eat, dude. Gotcha, bitch. We're doing what the cavemen did, except we have a couple more steps. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's check it out. This is non-health experts. These really unhealthy people that want to tell people how to be healthy. It's very strange. And they all want to use climate change as this. Uh, this is the main reason why you have to follow this rule that's going to enrich them beyond imagination. So, Mark, can you make out this shirt right now? I know it's still a little creased, but, I mean, any Mr. Clean vibes you're, you're getting? I mean, right I mean, the character on the shirt, I can't tell who it is. They look bald, so maybe we're, we're, we're getting the indication this might be. It's like pre-programming. Right. If they can really get you to get off of meat and start eating a plant-based burger that their company develops or a bug-based burger. I'm not opposed to eating bugs. I was the host of Fear Factor, right? I've eaten a lot of bugs. And when I, last time I went to Mexico, actually, um, yeah. when we, we went to this resort and we got to this place and they had a bowl of like stir-fried crickets uh. that uh, it was like a teriyaki flavored stir-fried cricket. I was like, what the fuck is this? This is like a few years back before the pandemic and I tried it. It's like, it's not bad. It's kind of salty. There's so you're Joe Rogan. You have, you know, $100 million in the bank, even before the pandemic. And, and like you said, you hosted Fear Factor. Hosted where, Fear you know, Factor. if you guys watch Fear Factor, they're eating cow eyeballs and fucking pig crickets testicles. and pig testicles and fucking spiders and whatever the fuck. But so you would think that's a phase. But you're Joe Rogan with all this money now. It's, it's a little bit before the pandemic. You, you can afford a nice steak. You can afford a ribeye, <laughs> a T-bone, a Wagyu. You don't need to be eating crickets. <laughs> Stir fry crickets? Like, what are we talking about? Come on now. This is something you do in, like, if you're, you know, sadly, like a third world country. And you have nothing else to eat. Yeah. Joe, like, that, that is a kind of, kind of elitism right there. It's like, you have all the money in the world, but you're choosing to eat crickets for some self-righteous mission. I don't know. And it's some shock value on some, your podcast. Right, right. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's continue watching. He's going to compare it to eating... It's one thing to eat crickets, but then compare it to crab. Please don't ruin crabs for me, man. No. Please. And not the uh, venereal kind. Yes, because that would ruin anybody's day. <laughs> Pretty much, dude. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're good. It's like just like, a bug is no different than a crab. Oh, Crabs are delicious. They're just big bugs. Okay. That's what they are. In fact, one of the things we found out. Yes, but I don't want to think factor, of it that way. No, please. Is that people that are allergic to shellfish are also allergic to roaches. And we Ugh. found that out the hard way. 
Look at Aaron. That's a fake laugh if I've ever seen one, right? That's a... Who the fuck you... It's roaches. Yeah. <laughs> Where I come from... That's not on Fear Factor. Right. This guy... Be, I, All right, so we're going to go to one hour, three minutes here. And the conversation begins to stall a little bit. So let's watch the awkwardness that transpires here. Uh, 103. Here, this is about 102.47. It's close as I can get. Spotify, your web browser sucks. Two different dogs got poisoned. And uh, they never figured out who did it. They don't know what happened. But this person, whoever it was, killed people's dogs because they didn't like the way they were being treated by the Homeowners Association. <laughs> yeah, man. Fucking Fuck. some people need conflict in their life, you know, and that, you know, and, and being told what to do by someone in the Homeowners Association. <laughs> that was Aaron Rodgers going, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a strange thing, man. Power. Power is a, a weird, weird weapon that people wield, you know, and they and they really enjoy it when when you know you're the the boss of an office building or you're the the person that gets to you're, tell a student that they ha they can't. Rewrite you're telling the, paper. the one guy who wants to be that yeah. <laughs> that that's a problem. The, there's people. That that's get why it's awkward. Sure. <laughs> Look, it's the most intoxicating drug I think probably. Yeah. There's some other. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did you see that? Did you see yeah. that? Joe Rogan takes a fool's inhale. The Watch boss this. of an office Watch building. Or the conversation isn't going nowhere. Rogan knows it. He's kind of just reaching for straws here. Because you can tell he's having the wheels are turning in his head. Right. Where mid thought he's like, ooh, uh, I'm coming at Aaron Rodgers who. A little bit. Kind of is that. Right. To the Green Bay Packers <laughs> and, and the, the NFL. And and this is, you know, an instance where we see, like, you know, Joe Rogan having a guest on for the first time. And just like, you know, yeah, okay, the beginning, when you first have on a guest, you've never, you know, actually had on right, before. You're feeling it out. You're feeling it's awkward. Right. We all get that. But at the same time, man, it's like, you know, you're 1,600 episodes in, man. This shouldn't, you shouldn't be getting awkward moments anymore. And and we po we always point out when Rogan has on a guest where a segment does get awkward, it's usually Rogan Who's, getting awkward. Who's ahead of it yes. and is, you know, having his way with the guest. Now it's kind of like, ooh. The shoes have turned. I, I'm stepping on Aaron Rodgers' toes. I got to watch myself. Right. That's, all right. Yeah. Let's watch, it, watch, watch this fool's inhale, though. That's the that's the tell. That's the the, uh, the poker face. That gets yes. to tell yes. a student that they, ha they can't rewrite their paper. They, there's people that get off on that shit. Watch this. It's the most intoxicating drug, I think, probably. Yeah. Oh, look at that, motherfucker! Got him. <laughs> That's the pacifier getting put in the mouth right there. Oh, boy. Gotcha, bitch. Got him. Oof. That should be a fucking the thumbnail, dude. That should be a, the thumbnail. All right. Oh, uh, one <laughs> yeah, an hour, hour and 22 minutes in, Joe endorsing the Republican Party. Full on. Okay. So we all know Joe Rogan to be uh, sort of a moderate, sort of left, leaning a little bit. I mean, I guess left center he would be. Yeah, because he definitely has some views that you could argue would be quote-unquote right-leaning. Right, right. He's very, very centralist, yes. Yeah, he's, he's more so centralist than ever. But I would say so, yeah. The last, you know, almost two years now have taught us anything, man, is, uh, you know, and, and, and it's not, a, it's not oh, a Democrat this and a Republican that, but the, the people that are in power right now are all Democrats from the House, the Senate to the uh, White House. So you can only one can only assume that it's those people that are running the country into the ground. 
So Joe's answer is... Who was getting arrested by the Coast Guard because he was uh, parasailing or something? No, he was uh, surfing. Surfing, yeah. Yeah, he was surfing. <laughs> the Coast Guard. You're out there by yourself. Yeah. On a surfboard. They're supposed to be stopping terrorists. <laughs> passing COVID to the Dolphins or what? <laughs> Come on. What are we doing? It's so dumb. But, you know, I hope there's lessons learned in this because this is a new thing. We had never had this before. No, you know, no one who was alive today had ever experienced a true pandemic. And I'm hoping that now that this is over, people are going to, you know, recognize that some serious errors were made and not repeat those. That's the best you can get out of it. But as far as compensation for all those people that were forced to close their businesses and keep their doors shuttered and lost everything that they'd worked for decades to build, no, they're they're just going to be angry. So what do you tell those people? Vote Republican. Vote Republican. <laughs> Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, boy. Aaron, Aaron, that got Aaron back in. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was the one that got him back into the conversation, yeah. Joe Rogan fully endorsing the Republican Party. Uh, we're, we'll keep it this moving here. One fifty fifty, and Joe is going to go off on a shroom lecture to Aaron. Ah, okay. It wouldn't be a Joe Rogan podcast without some psychedelics. Psychedelics and uh, fucking, what's the animal he always hunts, dude? Not deer. Uh, not venison. Fuck. Elk? Elk, there it is. Right, Thank is you, it dude. elk? It's elk. It's elk, right? Yeah, elk yeah. and psychedelics. And you could pretty much sum up the Joe Rogan experience in those two <laughs> words right there. All right, so Joe Rogan going on a... Shroom lecture. Throwing a cigar, you got a Joe Rogan episode. There it is. Um, <laughs> that you can access within 15 seconds. That there's just the thought. By the that way, that's a real still on shirt watch. What do you think, Mario? Mr. Clean or so it says kid chocolate. Now, should we do a little Google search and see what that means? Yeah. I'll do that real quick. Pull well, it up. Okay, play the clip. Real thing. Yeah, ayahuasca is opposed to DMT. Ayahuasca is for people who don't know what we're talking about, is a uh, oral version of DMT. It's you, here he DMT. Goes is broken down in the gut by something called monoamine oxidase. And what uh, ayahuasca is, is uh, one plant that contains dimethyltryptamine and another plant that contains an MAO inhibitor. Ah, uh, yes. Harmony. And Aaron Rodgers, who has uh, recently admitted that he's uh, gone through a couple of these experiences. Ayahuasca himself. ceremonies. Yes. yes. Yeah. So that's very fitting. So, um, real quick, I do have the response for Joe Rogan's shirt there. So his shirt says, Kid Chocolate. Kid Chocolate is actually the nickname of famous Cuban boxer Eligio Sardinez Montalvo. Nice. Better known as Kid Chocolate. Yes, he was a Cuban boxer who enjoyed great success both in the boxing ring and outside during the 1930s. Was he bald? Uh, yes. Okay. Or there's a couple pictures of him with like some like some kind of wispy hair, but he looks for the most part bald, oh, okay. shaved head. That makes sense. Uh, chocolate box professionally between 1927 and 1938. So a little bit of a throwback on Joe Rogan's shirt there. Okay, sad. I mean, I thought it was Mr. Clean, but hey. He is he is rocking the Mr. Clean look, I'm not going to lie. Tomato, tomato. Is. Yes, tomato, yeah. tomato. Exactly. And it <laughs> produces this orally active version of DMT that's a much longer experience, but typically it's not as intense as the smoked DMT. When you smoke it, it's like right into your bloodstream, and it's short. It's like a rocket yeah, ride, shorter. Dude. That's what I've heard. <laughs> just, I mean, you come out of it in like 15 or 20 minutes and you want to go right back in. And, you know, to, for someone who has experience with DMT, dude, yeah, it's bizarre. It's Because it's as I say, it's something I have never done. So it's, it's insane. I've heard from 
people's experience is that it's like it's like it just blasts you off. And yeah. For 20, 30 minutes, you're just kind of like in another dimension. You're yeah. you're supposed to take three big hits. Uh, after the second one, you start asking yourself, "Do I need a third one?" Because I'm tripping sack right now. Um, the answer is yes, because in, in order to reach that fucking next level, you got to take that third hit. So to what Joe's saying, man, um, yeah, DMT is pretty intense. Uh, and ayahuasca, I guess, is I've never done ayahuasca, but that's just pretty much oral DMT that lasts for six hours. Now, there's a lot of benefits to ayahuasca ceremonies and stuff like that. You kind of cleanse your aura and cleanse your uh, energy and all that stuff. But I wouldn't want to be stuck in a trip for six hours. Like acid's one thing you can kind of monitor how yeah, much. Yeah, and normally, like with like I said, my very limited knowledge of psychedelics, like. When it's done in a, in a safe environment, you can kind of navigate yourself sure. through that. But when you're in the woods trying to find yourself in the Amazon, right? Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's a totally different animal, right. you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, man. It, For it, sure. it gets pretty insane and, and intense, you know? And, you know, a lot of people see the thing with people who do psychedelics, myself included, when I first did psychedelics, was, oh man, everyone should try this. If everyone tried this, the world would be a safer, calmer, peaceful place. Right. But that's not the answer because if everyone's like psychedelics, bro, you know, there's people that are very mentally unstable that have taken a psychedelic or even smoked weed. Because you have to be, yeah. I mean, even the the minor, like, what do they call it? Psychoactive um, effects you get from smoking weed. You have to be in a mindset that, for psychedelics, you have to be in a, in a mindset where, okay, I'm taking this in a stable environment. I'm around a good support system of people where if I kind of get in my head a little bit, they can kind of pull me out of it. Right. I'm good. Like I said, my limited experiences with it, you know, it's been all positive. Um, but like you said. That, that's not the case for everybody. Not the case with everybody. And a lot of people do. They try to use it as, okay, I can reset my brain if I do this. But they're not, they're not taking the steps before that to get in that mindset to be able to be, okay, I'm ready to experience what could happen. Because you could, you know, people, you hear stories of people experiencing ego death, people crossing over to like another plane of existence where they kind of see like, okay, there's something bigger here, but now I'm ready to let myself experience that safely. Some people just kind of go in with thinking, okay, this is an easy fix. And then they get, and really it, it can cause severe, I mean, you see people having psychotic breakdowns. Yeah. From just experiencing psychedelics. Well, that uh, it goes back to what we were saying earlier, man. Um, the pharmaceutical industry over the last hundred years ran by the Rockefellers, um, and we all know who you know they are now. But the pharmaceutical industry has, if not taught us anything, has taught us one thing. Well, two things really that they're corrupt as shit. But two, being that if you have a problem, we have the uh, you know cure in you know something that will take care of that problem in a second. So people correlate that with almost everything they do in their life. Like, oh, okay. Uh, this is a quick fix. This is a quick fix, right? So, and but that's not the case, Mario, because like it's, you said, it's a lot. People, it's intense, man. Yeah, you, you have when, to be kind of ready. Like to even do on it. just one tab of acid. Now one tab. Now if you've done acid, you know that one tab of acid. Not much. It, it, you're not gonna. It's 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 manageable. Yeah. But to someone that's not prepared for that type of experience, oh, that, that's a heavy undertaking. Sure, dude. That's a long eight hours or so, whatever it is, of that trip. Yep. It's a lot. So you have to be you have to be able to understand that you're gonna come out of this on the other side with a different perspective and 
if you're not prepared for that, it can really lead for you to really, really like look inward and really spiral in a negative way. Sure. So it's scary, man. You got you got to be you got to be prepared for that type of thing. Right. Um, all right, we're going to jump ahead here. Uh, we got a couple clips left. Uh, 2 12.45 here. Uh, we're going to watch Aaron's run-in with the NFL's COVID czar. Now, this is my biggest takeaway out of this podcast, you know, despite all the awkwardness and the mushroom talk and the ayahuasca. <laughs> the typical Joe Rogan fare. All that. Put <laughs> yes. that aside. This was my biggest takeaway, that the NFL, Mario, we talked about a lot of the NFL's policies kind of being asked backwards. And this is it's, kind of... We've seen it in the whole Goodell era. It's been fucking all over the place. And this is another prime example of that. They, the NFL has a lot of resources to do a lot of good, but instead they choose to, uh, you know, just keep doing just that, that, bad shit with That's it. a great point. I mean, the NFL, with its resources and its money and its reach, can do so much. Yeah. They're such a mega corporate superpower, the NFL is. Like, to waste time with things like this when there's a, there's players abusing their wives and girlfriends and their children. Abusing drugs. Abusing drugs. They're out committing CTE, crimes. Crimes. You, you, you got guys like Henry Ruggs out there drinking and driving and killing people. Yeah. Like, Junior Seau killing himself. Right. Like, there's... And, and, and to, another, to another point, yeah, you have... Players that are getting CTE and committing suicide that you have to be you need you should be focusing your resources on getting these players help. You're wasting your time on this shit. And on top of it, it's like the suspensions. You see like a guy will take PEDs and get two games, two games or or he'll get 10, 12 games a whole season. Or like I said earlier, Calvin Ridley gets a whole season for gambling. And Deshaun Watson in 11 weeks is going to play. After all the shit he's done or has allegedly done. Yeah, and you're talking you're talking literally a stupid the guy's got a bet in place. Again, I get it, like that's a policy in the NFL, but it's silly. Yeah, and it just it just doesn't make sense, man, especially when it comes to something versus this guy being accused of sexually assaulting 24 women or whatever it right, is. Right, it's, it's outrageous. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's bizarre because it's like at the end of the day, <laughs> all these guys are grown men. They're able to make choices for themselves. Uh, they all probably have the best, um, you know, health care in the world. And, you know, if they want to make an informed decision to either go for or not go for the vaccine should be completely and entirely up to them. And for you to send some, like, COVID czar around to try to propagate you into taking something that you might not, one, be able to take, or two, that you don't want to take. That just further makes people not want to, because it's exactly just, Right. It's like, you're not even, like, letting me just make my make decision. Make a decision. It's like, lead They're by... strong-arming me, is what, is what it is. And in turn, that actually creates a negative response. Exactly. Instead of it leading does. by example... You're, you're trying to force this on everybody, and you're going to get fucking, you know, pushback at every step of the way, as you should. Because like we were saying, and this has been one of the main takeaways of this episode completely, is you should question everything at every step of sure. the way. Sure. Both sides, you should question. If we're looking at it like a like a political, like left and right well, thing. Well, just anything. Which it shouldn't be, but I mean... We, anything. That's how we look at it in this yeah. country. Anything. You should always question the things and then make your own decision based on your own opinion of what's going on around you. Right. Or not even your own opinion, but your own research. Or your own research. Right. Gather your own facts and decide for yourself what you believe in. Exactly. Especially if it could be something... And stand by your convictions. Especially if it could be something 
you know, that could be life changing. Yeah, because you know. we see a lot of these social movements are life changing. Yes. That we've been going through as a country. Yeah, because with every action, there's a reaction. Exactly. So you have to know what you're getting yourself into, essentially. So let's watch it. COVID czar going around to all the locker rooms in the NFL. Aaron's going to describe his run in with the NFL's COVID czar, and this oh is boy. what he has <laughs> to say. Take this fucking thing, and I want you to do it publicly so that I can get more money out of those other people that are thinking about it and they're on the fence. Yeah, and then we're going to virtue signal to say, look how righteous our league is. We have 95% compliance yes. with the vaccine. Compliance. And if you don't, we're going to send a, sto a stooge to your team to show you graphs of your vaccination percentage of your team compared to the rest of the league, which actually happened. Really? Yeah. What was the stooge like? Oh, I mopped the floor with him. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. See, again, that's why people are like, no one knew your vaccination status. You lied to your teammates. No, no, no. Day three of training camp, they sent this stooge in, and, and he showed these slides about what your vaccination percentage was in your team, where you compare to the rest of the league. And I started asking him questions about liability. Oh, I'm not a lawyer. Okay, cool. But you're in here talking about all these different things. That have legal precedent. And you don't talk about right. anybody's personal health issues. There's zero exemptions. You took out religious exemptions. You took you took out uh, PEG exemptions. You took out anybody's ability to have uh, an opinion. Oh, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Well, it's not only going to affect your day-to-day uh, -day status on the team, but your ability to get a job, your ability to keep a job, your ability to get a tryout if you get cut from this team because you want to put a percentage above 90% of your team where you guys can have some sort of like special virtue, like look how amazing we are. We're above the ninety percent threshold here. And then, they and then, they, and then they, they scared teams. They said, if you had an outbreak caused by a non-vaccinated player, you'd not only forfeit that game if you had enough players out, but you wouldn't get paid for that week. And that's the scary part. I want everyone to take away. Everyone should be fearful of because throughout this whole vaccine rollout and shit like that. There's been a lot of people who have chosen not to get it, and that's all fine and good, but the repercussions were they lost their job. It's affecting them at the workplace, They right? lost their income, and that, that should not be, man. In order to keep a job, because now, you know, a lot of the restrictions have died off, so the people who then denied the vaccine now would have been fined to, right. to You're, deny you it. Took, you took their livelihood for what? Right, exactly. For what? Like, like, like you rolled back on it, so it's like, why'd you do it in the first, in the first place? place? Right. So that goes back to the offspring drummer, right? So... Okay, right. now he's not in the band anymore. Okay, offer him his job back. Right, we're we're, we're playing fully capacity, you know, full capacity shows now. What's the issue? Right. So it, it, there's something deeper in that. Uh, whether you know, uh, I guess corporations or people are getting paid off, or whether there's just a bottom line agenda, which probably there is. You know, again, this is going to go down as one of the biggest scams in modern day. History. And again, it's the NFL who pride themselves on they do pride themselves on virtue signaling i will admit that as of recently and listen as, as, as you can speak for this too as fans of the league you know i love the nfl but we know that they're not always up to the standard that we expect no dude and and they do do this all the time with everything there's so they're much always, hypocrisy they're always in the NFL. there there's a lot of hypocrisy it's a very good point I mean, really, since the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, despite what your thoughts may be with that, I mean, ever since that, the, the NFL has opened up this can of worms 
to just like, you know, let people virtue signal up and down the fucking chain. And it's like, okay, there's a time and a place for that. You know, when, when you're on the football field, play football. I don't, I don't care about anything else. Right. Play fucking football. And that, that's what it should be. And somewhere along the line, we lost that. Just the ability to separate politics and personal beliefs with the entertainment side. Now, everything's say, wrapped that's in That's a great one. point. It goes back into what we were saying earlier about the entertainment. You know, we saw it. We said it with Hollywood, with their agenda. It Sports is now feeling the effects of that as well. It bleeds into everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we got two more clips left on this show. We're just going to watch. Uh, Joe brings up Brett Favre, which, you know, if you know Aaron Rodgers, it's a no-no. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> it's a touchy subject still, I'm sure. Aaron Rodgers is uh, going to call <laughs> bullshit on uh, this Brett Favre stat Joe is going to read off. Uh, so 249-28. Wow, to- think about that. All all Aaron Rodgers has done in the league, Brett Favre is still... Uh, Haunts him. Still having to sit behind Brett Favre right. all those years. And, um, it's and nothing big. It's a little one, but felt like I thought this was pretty uh, good. Those dives have really... Uh, Really helped me because for Joe Rogan to bring up Brett Favre and Joe Rogan's not a football guy at all. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, so he's really not even a football guy. He really doesn't. Yeah, he really like doesn't really watch much sports other than like MMA. MMA. Yeah, and then you know, taking Alpha Brain's awesome too. That's yeah. that's where you know he did some um, research. I saw this uh, article really recently about Brett yeah. Favre where he's talking about how he's had somewhere around a thousand concussions. That might be exaggeration. <laughs> Maybe. Well, he played in 350 games, so that's like three a game. <laughs> I think he was talking about his whole life. Oh, his whole life? Yeah. See, Aaron's like, yeah. oh, man. It's just like an awkward way to end. And then to kind of cap this off, we'll go to three hours. That's a little 15. lighthearted one to, to lead us off to the end here. <laughs> three hours, 15, right at it. Uh, watch how this ends, man. It's just very awkward the way it ends. I mean... There's a couple good moments here in this podcast overall, but, I mean, just a lot of awkwardness. Oh, so I'm overall. surprised because I feel like they're kind of both on the same side of the coin on this issue. Right, right. So you would think this would be a smooth combo. Smooth but, conversation. Uh, I yeah. think a lot of it was forced. Like, Joe's, Joe's sole purpose to have Aaron on was to Like, it was almost too that. good to be true? Yeah. Where, like, you knew that they were going to kind of... They were going to go for it, but it's like, okay. How far can they go for it? You know, you're right on the eve of an NFL season. It's like you could have talked about that a little more. You could have got a lot more out of it. And and like you said, you're on the eve of the season, so you you still kind of have to watch what you're saying, even though you're kind of thumbing your nose up at the NFL, calling them out on their hypocrisy. Right. You're still employed by the NFL, so you still got to watch. Yeah. You still got to toe the line a little bit. A little bit. Right, right. As much as you may hate it, but you're right. Exactly. That's, that's where you collect your, you know, money. At the end of the day, that's where your paycheck's coming from. Exactly. <laughs> we're all, you know, as fans, we're paying your bills. All right, so watch how this ends. Fucking bullshit in your diet. Drink more water. Drink more water. What a radical idea. Yeah. I'm drinking a lot that? of water, yeah, actually. probably good for you. Start with that. Take some vitamins and electrolytes. Get out in the sun. Get yeah. out there. Yeah. Get out in nature. Get off Lose your some phone. weight. Don't eat cheeseburgers as much. Yeah. Oh. <coughs> Get I like me phone. a baconator, man. Thanks, and buddy. then all of a sudden, hey, my and that's hey, it. Boom. Thanks for being here. It was a lot of fun. It's yeah. great to hang out. Yeah. We'll do this again. All sometime. right, John. That was been all fun, right. man. Bye, cool, see man. You, see you later. Bye. See ya. It's like the ladies and gentlemen, Joe Rogan. Oh, Aaron man. What a way Rogers. to go out today. I like that. 
Fuck yeah, man. This show went up. show went down. show went left. The show went right, man. But uh, Mario's got a barbecue to get to. I have uh, some beaches to I got some to ribs go. to eat. Yeah, you got to get to the beach, I man. I got to get to the beach, man. Again, this is a uh, local summer around here in Local New summer, dude. Mario, you got to get out to the beach before summer. I do. I'm going to try to go at the end of this month. I think I'm going to make time. When we get back from the Carolinas, I'll probably head down to Ocean City for a little bit. There See my go. grandparents. At least once. Exactly. You have to. Got At least once. Um, no, nah, man, but this has been a great show, man. Uh, thank you for uh, pulling up to the desk. Yeah, man, as always, dude, this has been fun. I mean, oh, yeah. we haven't done one of these, like we said before, a duo show in a while. It's so a it's while. been a good time. Man. Yeah, man. Uh, and this is what the show was really started with me and you. It kind of duoed it up for a minute. But, a little throwback. Um, yeah, a little throwback <laughs> action. But yeah, man, everyone out there, have a safe Labor Day, safe travels. Uh, you know, get to your destination um, safely. If you're drinking, please call an Uber. Do what you got to do. Um, trying to think anything else we have to hit on. Next week will be on Friday, as usual. Uh, scheduled programming Friday night, 8 p.m. Tune in. Um, and then South Carolina is coming up in two weeks, man. We can't wait for that. Um, but, yeah, man, this has been a great show, guys. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for tuning in for another Great edition of this In The Pain podcast. Next Friday, we'll be live on air. Again, everyone have a safe Labor Day. Uh, this is, the unfortunately, the worst part of the show, but this is the ending. So um, let me just make sure I do this really fast before I get overzealous. Mm-hmm. For myself, John. And Mario. Peace, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Enjoy the rest of your Labor Day weekend. We'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Guys, thank you for tuning in for another In The Pain Podcast. We'll see you later. Oh, that's a gun effect. <laughs> there it is. <laughs>